You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news we talk about every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hello guys, welcome to a magical episode of Blurred Vision. This is Professor Simeon, and I'm here to teach you about life. What? <laughs> See, once again, like that voice sounds like the Joker to me. So when you started, I was like, hello, boys and girls! This is not Joker, Joker here! It's a different voice. Okay, well, your voice is boring. <laughs> Professor Simeon. Oh, 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 like Harry Potter, like your Dumbledore or something. I'm going to teach you about sleepy potions. You be the professor of I think I the took dark one. dick arts. <laughs> First of all, I will be a doctor, not a professor. <laughs> okay. I don't Put some can... respect on my dick sucking skills. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, you're the um the health teacher of the wizarding world. This week we're talking about the crimes of Grindelwald. Let's you pronounce it right. Grindel Grindel Grindelwald. 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 Okay. All right. Vault. Fantastic Beast Two and where the fuck? No, there's no two. There's it's no just, two. It's just Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, okay. Well, I saw it this morning. Put some respect on the title. Who goes to the movies? I ain't putting no First respect all, on that. Who goes to the movies? <laughs> and, and it was before 10 o'clock you sent the message like, I'm yeah. going to the movie. Who does that? I like to go. If I see a movie in the not at, at night, I like to see the matinee. So I like to go in the morning because usually the theater I go to in Union over here is like no one there. Like literally, I'm like, what like, movie theater is even open before nine bro, o'clock? It's not even a brand. It's like its own little mom and pop theater, and it's like so. It's a little creepy because there's no one ever in there when I go in there. But it's nice, you know, very homey kind of small personal touch. I like to watch the movie just by myself. I literally have the whole theater to myself. And I got time for that. I do <laughs> in the early morning. <laughs> yeah, but that's how I watched. Um, what was that movie? Uh, that, was, that you recommended that I hated. I didn't hate it, but <laughs> it wasn't that great. Uh, Hotel Artemis. I didn't, I, I didn't really like that that much yeah, either. It was, it was all right. <laughs> oh, either. So you're saying you didn't like Grindelwald? Mm. Uh, I was no. You just said Hotel Artemis. You you recommended that I hate that you hated. I'm like I didn't like it that much either. So oh, maybe I'm inferring because when we get to Fantastic Beasts. Got some words. <laughs> I'm not telling you what I think. <laughs> oh, the Harry Potter fan is being coy by his opinion. Okay. I'm wearing my Slytherin shirt right now. Oh, fuck that. Hufflepuff no, represent. Fuck, no, fuck that. <laughs> Slytherin's villains. You're all no, villains. No, no. the villain house. It's a stereotype. <laughs> there are a lot of villains that come out of Slytherin house, but there are also villains that come out of Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw. Who? When? Uh, Hufflepuff is too busy getting stoned Peter, on magical Peter, herbs. Peter, <laughs> I think Peter Pettigrew was a Hufflepuff. Who was that? The rat. Oh, he got he got manipulated by Slytherin though. See, no, he was weak-willed. He no, he wasn't manipulated. Yes. He's an adult. Hufflepuff <laughs> <laughs> Puff are just take chill. responsibility. <laughs> and like, then uh, we're destroying the Wizarding World. The one what? from the first All movie, right. the one from the first movie that had Voldemort's face on his head. He was a Ravenclaw. 
Oh, okay. But again, Slytherin just manipulates the other houses. Slytherin's so Don't ever it. choose Slytherin, folks. Snape, Snape Only is villains a do that. Snape is a Slytherin. He's the true hero of the movie. <laughs> what? He was. Was he? And Harry Potter, yes. He's the true sure, hero. He was an angry nerd that got his girl taken and held a grudge, held a grudge for his entire life. And it made him the true hero. <laughs> made him the true hero. Without, without Snape, the movie would have ended a long time ago. Alright, you might not be wrong. But yeah, we we're talking about Harry Potter this week, but we're also talking about DC And and Whoa. Merlin oh. is the most powerful wizard in all of history and he was a Slytherin. Merlin's in Harry Potter world? Yes. Really? Yes. What the f- That's a way cooler st- I wanna hear that story. <laughs> <laughs> I would have saved it, but damn it, even that sounds cool. Wait, what was he? A Slytherin. Merlin was Slytherin? Yes. Oh, only villains do that. <laughs> He's not a villain. <laughs> Wasn't he, though? Um, but yeah, we got DC to talk about. We've got Supergirl, Arrow. I, I still haven't watched Legends tomorrow, so... I didn't see the recent one. Okay. I forgot about it. <laughs> right. That's that's an accurate. That's a very like, accurate way to put it. I forgot about it. Let's all forget about Legends of Tomorrow. Sorry for the fans out there that like it, but it is what it is. Um, we got Flash and Titans. This week's Jason Todd episode. And also for anime, we've got go, Goblin Titans, go, 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 T Titans, go, no, go, T Titans, go. No, that's better. <laughs> that's a way better thing. T double E N T I T A N S. We're the Teen Titans. menace. Teen Titans, go. Teen Titans, flow. Teen Titans, go. That rap goes hard, though. I love that song. Um, and before we get into all that, though, we have iTunes reviews and emails. I think we only have one iTunes review this week. I think it's from Jacob. Our A number one super fan. We need an iTunes bumper. That's the only thing we have left in the show that doesn't have its own bumper. So I'm, I'm iTunes reviews. Leave it for us. Yeah, you back yourself to the corner there. <laughs> I'm like, what rhymes with reviews? I don't know. I'm like, I was like, pews, muse, lose. I don't know. <laughs> Screws. All right, you're making it dirty. I don't. Like it. <laughs> That's a challenge anybody out there that wants to coin our new iTunes bumper that will literally complete all of the windows of this house I call a podcast. That's like the last touch. The last window without a... Everybody can peek into the house. No yeah. shades. <laughs> no blinds. We've come a long way, Michael. We've come a long way. But our first iTunes review comes from... Or first and last, actually. comes from our Aiden number one super fan, Deku. It's a five-star review, and the subject is, You Can Become a Hero. do 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 Oh, by the way, I went to anime in New York City this weekend, the uh, the convention in New York. And he didn't invite me. I thought you didn't... Did, wait, was that a thing? Did you want to go? No, I didn't. Oh, but, you son of a bitch. That's still the thought that counts. I felt guilty for a second, you asshole. It's, you can still feel, feel, still feel guilty. It's still the thought that counts. Right, he didn't invite me. To be fair, I barely wanted to go myself, so... <laughs> but I had fun. Um, And My Hero Academia, bro, it's like the new Naruto... Well, you don't even watch Naruto, so this be nothing. This is the new Dragon Ball Z, like we've been saying. Because, like, literally, I would say 7 out of 10 cosplays were My Hero Academia characters. There were a lot. Plus, it's anime New York City. I mean, that's the biggest anime right now. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I've never been to an anime con since My Hero Academia blew up. But it's, like, it's crazy to see how many people were at My Hero Academia characters. And if you weren't cosplaying My Hero Academia character, a lot of people were wearing those the UA hoodies that, right there, that one I have. So it's like, wow. Fans. Fans everywhere. Felt good. Felt right. <laughs> Phenomenon. Uh, yeah. And I'll start with Deku. Yeah, I said it. Not not Deku the anim- from the anime. Deku Jacob. It did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a trailblazer, bro. Yes, right. <laughs> 
setting them trends. Deku says, hey guys, awesome podcast as always. The first part of this review will be the fully updated list of the My Hero Academia Blade version roster. I really hope I didn't miss anybody. Enjoy. Damn. We've got a lot of people in this list. I'm going to list them off real quick. Deku. Deku the Almighty. That's Jacob. All Might. Blair Vision. That's me. Eraserhead. Michael Blackgate Comic Geek. Kachan. Awesome Nick 04. That's Xander. Gang Orca. Register the Man. Overhaul. Lil King Gaming. Mirio. Port Cartist. Fat Gum. Guy Us. Which is Gaius. Um, what the fuck is Fat Gum? That's a fucking good question. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Is it the meatball guy? <laughs> that must that be a manga thing. Okay, I don't know what that is. I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Midnight, Princess, Sun Eater, Junior Wiyaza. I don't know how to pronounce that in real life, <laughs> Mejo Shoji, Bosa the Alert, Tenya Ida, Black Mamba, Gran Torino, Gamma Infused, Denki uh, Kaminari is Charge Bolt, uh, Dark Shadow is Gilly Esco slash following underscore Robin. Ectoplasm, Derek TJ58. Edshot is Suthi underscore. Heroes Killer Stain, Shigaraki is Fazadu. He's both, what? <laughs> uh, Kirishima is Ginger the Weeb. Rikido Sato is Joe Smith. Snipe, Matthew Decaf Coffee. Uh, Tetsu, Tetsu is Maz K. Tokiyami, Mi Immaculate. Yo Shindo is Morales Webslinger. Best Genus, Blood Vision Facts. There was a fucking amazing uh, Best Genus cosplayer at the con. I should have gotten a picture with her. She was really good. It was a, it was a gender bend? Yeah, it was a girl. But you really couldn't tell. Like, she she, she nailed it. But she had legit jeans like, that she like made that went up to her, her fucking face. Should have got a picture. You're failing this podcast. Yeah, my bad. I got some pictures, actually, but I haven't posted them yet. Um, blah, 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 where was I? Uh, Uraraka is our girl, Riri Einhardt, JC. Uh, Suyu Asui. Is that how you pronounce it? Froppy. Yeah, Sue, Froppy. Asui. I don't know how to pronounce that part. Sergeant Spanky. Uh, Todoroki is Stanley Wannabe. Hanada Sero is Wheat Pickle Juice. Ze- uh, Zealous Heroes is Abara Shizzi- Shiozaki. Seji Shishikura, the meatball guy, is Rashad Sixpass. Damn, that's a long list. And there's the updated roster. If I miss anyone, please let me know so I can add you. To the little notebook I keep filled with all the names. I was going to write more, but this turned out pretty long, and I doubt you want to hear too much more from me. <laughs> That's it for this week, and as always, go beyond plus ultra. Love we you always want to hear from you, Jacob. Yeah, man. You are a, a breath of fresh air this podcast every week. Uh, and as always, go beyond plus ultra. Love you guys a bunch, and can't wait to hear the topics. And do you want to get into emails before we jump into the topics of the week, since we only have one iTunes review? Yeah, go ahead. All right, emails. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. First email comes from Sriracha Films, D&D, hopefully not too late with the email. Hey guys, it's me, Xander, and I just wanted to say that I love the podcast as always, and that I just had the idea of having a Blur Vision D&D game. I've always wanted to play Dungeons & Dragons. I've never done it. The closest I've gotten is the the Dragon uh, the Dragon Quest games, like Dragon Dragon Quest Inquisition for PlayStation. They're kind of Dungeons Dragons. I'm like, what? That's, that's, that's why I said the closest. RPG. <laughs> They're like Dungeons & Dragons. You go after dragons, you play as elves. And... You mean any fantasy game, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but this based off of Dungeons and Dragons. That's Almost why I said every the, fantasy RPG. That's why is based I said the closest I've gotten. <laughs> okay, but they're they're the closest to Dungeons and Dragons than like say Chrono Cross or Chrono Trigger or whatever or Final Fantasy. I mean, I guess. I mean, all, literally all modern fantasy is based on 
for the most part, is based on Dungeons and Dragons. I know. <laughs> okay. Um, we could have everyone in the group chat come together on Skype and just play D and D with myself as DM. What do you guys think? And as always, stay nerdy, my blurdy. That could be fun. I want to be a high wizard. Oh, you're beneath me. Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt. <laughs> I'm a high sorceress. What's the difference? <laughs> well, sorcerers are, are more powerful than wizards. Who says? Says me. Okay. <laughs> uh, next email comes from Rory Grace, Thug Life, a legend and more. Michael, I said in the group chat, but you were right. Jordan, go see The Hate You Give. and Oh, yeah, I heard that was good. And don't give me that I don't like SJW bull. Wait. Is that me? Is that what I sound like? Do I ever have I ever said that? No, you never said that. <laughs> don't give me that SJW bullshit. I don't. Who, no. who is that guy? Jordan just has very refined taste, and by refined, I mean trash. Uh, if it doesn't have, if it doesn't have explosions and capes, it's kind of right. And magic in it, he ain't or, watching it. Or survival horror. <laughs> yeah, he's not watching it. It's not that I'm not. I'm not against watching it. It's just not my type of thing that I would like go pay money for. Like if it was on Netflix, yes. So when it comes out on Blu-ray and you get the DVD and don't watch it, give it to me. <laughs> trash. <laughs> no, you're trash. That's what you'll do. <laughs> whatever. I've already seen it, though, so. Yeah, whatever. People should see this just like people need to see Selma. I didn't see that either. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, of course he didn't see that. <laughs> there is a lot of swearing, so you don't take really long young kids or elderly family. Thank you and goodbye to the one above all, Stanley. Yeah, we got to talk about that. I guess that's news. Of course. <sighs> Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Uh, to all Stanley, you open the door to this wonderful world, and I'll miss you. Seriously, I wish I could. And please tell me we're talking about the controversy stuff too. Mm. We gotta. Yeah. Just to be like fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish I could explain a lot of characters and sins, but it hasn't happened in the anime yet. Hope you don't mind, but I'm going to self promote real quick. I started doing non spoiler anime reviews on Twitter. Just look for Regis reviews. Or hashtag we're just reviews. Don't stop shining. Stay nerdy, my blurdy, and go beyond plus ultra. Thank you, Rory. And uh, yeah, check out his anime reviews on Twitter. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, next email comes from Daryl Roberto. Seven Deadly Sins? It sounded like you knew about Escanor before you watched the show. I basically watched the show for one guy. So how did you find out about him before you watched the show? Um, I don't know if you follow, I mean, I, I bet you follow me on Instagram, but in my stories, if you've seen me post about, um, none like Joshua on YouTube, he's a rapper who does like anime raps, cartoon raps. He, he did the very famous, uh, that's what blew him up. The pickle Rick rap. If you haven't heard that yet, YouTube, it, it's fucking awesome. But, uh, I listen to a lot of his songs in the gym. So like I listen to his rock Lee rap goes hard. The moderate rap, uh, the Jiren rap. And I was posting a lot of that stuff on my stories. And he reached out to me. He said that he was a fan of me as well. We traded some contact info. But then he also gave me a sneak peek of his newest rap at the time, which was the Escanor rap. And at the time, I was like, oh, cool, Escanor. From that show I don't watch, <laughs> but I'll listen to it. But I ended up fucking loving the song. And the song made him out to be a fucking badass. So I retroactively became interested in Seven Deadly Sins after that and um, wanted to get into the show. So it's really that rap song is what got me into Seven Deadly Sins because just based on how badass he made the character sound in that song. So <laughs> I was worried that when I finally got his Escanor, because I didn't know he wasn't a character in the show until the second season. So like 
all that buildup, I'm like, if I get to him and he's so not, even met, so they don't mention him at all. So you just knew about it just from the rap. That's it, just from the rap. So like, I was worried that by the time I got to him, I'd be disappointed since it was, took so long to actually get to his character. But luckily, the song did him justice and then some because he's fucking badass. You heard me last week gush about it. If you haven't watched the show, watch it. Recommend it. Shut up, you hypocrite. <laughs> uh, I can't watch this show because the main character follows the girl. Anyway, Raper's not that bad, you guys. <laughs> we already had this discussion. So yeah, and I'm it makes a, no sense. I'm not going to go through it again. <laughs> because it makes no it sense. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does. <laughs> I sent an email before you... Or, I sent an email before, not sure you saw it, but why don't y'all watch more anime? Yeah, Michael, why don't we watch more anime? Don't look at me. I, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's because Jamie's not here. That's really what it is. Um, yeah, she was the one that started this quarter. This yeah. quarter. We've really we're, just been like yeah, keeping it like alive. On crutches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clear. Every week we're like, clear. <laughs> um, and she was such a fan of anime, so she always had like these really yeah, deep cut recommendations. Yeah. Um, Not just the popular stuff, but and that was a things section that, that we wouldn't think to watch that we ended up liking. Yeah. And I've, I found, even to talk about anime in New York City again, uh, an artist... Mike Tony, he listens to our podcast. He's really good. He actually did a poster for um, Power is Unworthy for us. Um, he really enjoyed the anime section, or enjoys it, but a lot of it was the recommendations that we used to give with Jamie. He specifically mentioned Madoka Magica. And that's something, and we both bonded over this, that's something I never would have watched if not for Jamie. Agreed. And it, yeah. you know, it, it defied my expectations. I ended up liking it a lot. So, yeah, she's missed. Jamie, where are you? <laughs> It's like Rock is Modern Life. Where are you really, really big man? And she would also give lists. Like, we would review a certain anime, but then she'd be like, but also, if you love, if you like this, check out this, 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 mm-hmm. this. I don't have a list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she filled the anime void. But we're trying, guys. We're trying. Um, so I want you to watch more. We'll try. My reason was y'all carry a lot, a lot of expe- expectational baggage when it comes to comic characters. So with anime, you know nothing, so you can get a fresh start. Again, the same argument. It's not that expectations is what throws us off for, I think, a majority of the things we watch. It's just if we perceive it as being written well or not. At least that's for me. Agreed? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we know Spider-Man more. We have ideas of what a good Spider-Man is like. But at the end of the day, if it's not a good Spider-Man, it's not a good Spider-Man, regardless of what we you know, we know about the character beforehand. Um... Yeah. But that being said, I do want to try more anime. Um, you're not wrong about that. But for people who don't really watch anime, like how do we... How about that C-Control? That <laughs> C-Control? <laughs> I know nothing about that C-Control. Um, and also, we got to... we gotta Because, I mean, the anime section is still relatively new. And there are a lot of people that don't watch anime. Yeah. Like, so there are plenty. There are plenty of people. Insight. Yeah, there are plenty of people that skip the anime. Like when we talk, well, let's get to anime corner. They skip. They skip it and move on to the next thing. So aside from my academia, like I give you some insights and statistics. Like when I do my advertising for the podcast and have podcast podcast, <laughs> I became Boston real quick. Um, when I do my ads for the podcast, um, and I put anime at the forefront of the advertisement. Those get the least click throughs. So it just goes to show you that, you know, anime, even though we enjoy it in terms of mainstream popularity, it's not that big. Um, Minor Demon is the exception to that, but, you know, even Goblin Slayer, that isn't super mainstream. Um, 
Speaking of anime, oh no, never mind. This is not, not never mind. Forget that segment. <laughs> Forget that segue. What? Our uh, next email comes from John Rainey. The uh, subject is Overlord at Jordan. I think Overlord wasn't meant to be groundbreaking or anything. It was short, sweet, straight, and to the point. It didn't uh, and didn't bang you over the head with a convoluted backstory. Cool. Also, did you find it cool how the protagonist was black but not African American? We got a cool POC main character, and it didn't beat us over the head with it, and even integrated his ethnicity smoothly into the dialogue. Actually, people had an issue with that because it wasn't historically accurate. You see that? Wait, what wasn't historically accurate? His character, apparently, like being in the in World War Two or something. Was that true? Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. It, was there like a not many black people in the army in World War Two or something? Something about that with the people were complaining that was inaccurate. No, black people have been in every war since, so why, the, since the Civil War. I guess maybe because he was with white people, but I don't know. I don't know the time, the year when. I don't remember the year when uh, the the military was integrated. No, but who cares? It's a fucking zombie. I'm just. I'm not something I complain. I'm just saying that's what I've seen online. Uh, we got a cool POC main character. Blah blah blah. Like when Chloe asked Boyce why his French sounded different, he says it's because he's Haitian. And when he asked if there was war in Louisiana, he responded, not like this, referring, referencing racism in the South and shit. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, the fact that it was subtle, I also liked. But, you know, representation, yay. Um, <laughs> he sent another email because he didn't finish his thought in the first one. I never got my thought off in just one email. But do you think I've seen this all before, in quotes, is a good reasoning to lower your rating of a movie? Yes. If it's predictable and it's something that's cliche, yeah. I mean, you know, everything's subjective, so you might not feel the same way, but I think in general, that's a reason why you would lower rating. In 2018, what have we seen in movies that have never been done before? If they were just mindless, normal zombies, then wouldn't that have been something you've seen before? I mean, the the how the zombies were portrayed wasn't what I meant when I said I've seen this before. I'm talking about the tropes, the cliches, the 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 one-dimensional characters, the plot contrivances. That's what I mean by I've seen it all before, not the type of zombie. Have I ever... I don't think I've ever seen... Well, no, that's not, I've seen zombie Nazi movies, so it's not. that's not even original either, but the way those... That, that weird zombie that was chasing the girl, mm-hmm. I've never seen a zombie like that outside of like Resident Evil. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I already said I liked the movie, so I'm like, I got nothing to say. <laughs> I didn't hate the movie. I gave it. A, you did. You hated it. I gave it a high passable. It was too. It was too zombified. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it was too zombified. You ain't like it. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, if they were just mindless normal zombies, it would have been something you've seen before. I think the concept of a thousand year Reich needs thousand year soldiers was dope. Yes, it is dope, but it has been done. In movies, watch um, ah uh, snow, snow zombies. It's something, some to that effect. There's, it's actually a recent zombie movie. It's Nazi zombies, and even uh, what's the the video game? I was gonna say it's been done in video games too. Well, I was gonna say Blood Rain. Oh, Blood Rain. Oh, there you go. See, I was thinking Wolfenstein. But it, it wasn't zombies though. But it's still Nazis experimenting, creating vampires and demons and. Yeah, but that's always been a thing. Like the Nazi and the cult, like that's been a thing in movies and stories for a while. Because mm-hmm. it is based because on the truth. Ba- yeah, they they were experimenting on people. So. Yeah. Um. Next email comes from Max Gwam, uh, all the way from Australia. Hey, Jordan, and Michael, I just wanted to say I really appreciate your Australia. podcast. Yeah. Good day, mate. 
Was that offensive? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I just want to say I really appreciate your podcast. I only joined episode 100. 100. 100. 100. But I have started listening to the first 100 only up to episode 7. But still, every Tuesday after watching Black Lightning, The Flash, Arrow, not Legends, I hope that. <laughs> I open Google Podcasts and listen to your podcast and see what you thought about it, even though I don't watch anime yet. Please recommend some. Started on episode 100 and then went back. Yeah, wow. wow. Probably was like, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> Once you get past 25, yeah. <laughs> Those were all the training wheels for the podcast. <laughs> Michael was the big boy two-wheeler. Uh, oh, I just... Oh. Damn it! I hate you. Now everything, everything becomes a sexual euphemism in my mind now. Because I, I, I don't even, I don't even th- and that's bro, the thing. I'm like, I didn't even think anything. My, bra- now, my <laughs> brain twisted around to like, oh, like I, I could ride him or something. Like ah, ah. <laughs> this bike metaphor. So who's the real perv? You fucked me up. <laughs> Not yet. Ew. <laughs> what the fuck? I still enjoy listening to what you have to say about them. I love your intro, by the way. Very hype. Did you make it? No, actually, Trav Brian Trav music. Ryan. Yeah, he's fucking amazing. Um, he actually just did speaking. Of, his next words are, as you know, Stanley died. It has a sad Spider-Man crying emoji. But he actually, uh, Trav just did a Stanley tribute rap on his page. So yep. check him out on YouTube. Um, rest in peace. He will surely be missed by everyone. I hope they had filmed a cameo for Avengers Four from already. I believe they did. I think yeah, they did movies, it to Spider-Man. Movies that, yeah, the last movie he'll be in is Spider-Man because yeah. no other Marvel movies in production right now. So yeah, I think he did a lot of random things on the green screen too, though. So maybe they can do like random inserts for a while. Maybe I don't know. I also have a few theories about Kill Kill. What's with my talking, Killmonger? What is with my talking? Yeah, <laughs> what is with my talking? I also have a few theories about Killmonger and Black Panther's Secret Empire. One, I think Black Panther. Oh, this goes on for a while. One, I think Black Panther may have saved him with them beads because we don't see him get chucked into the water like he asked. And there are also rumors about Michael B. Jordan will be in the sequel. See, that's what I was saying before about like, oh, you didn't see him die. I would hate that. He could be a squirrel. <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Two, when they time travel in Avengers 4, they might realize they need more people power. More people power? Oh, they need more people power to defeat Thanos and save him. I don't know. Let me know what you think. I mean, I assume the final battle with Thanos is going to have basically every Avenger, you know, together. Uh-huh. Every single one. Yeah. Uh, I also wish they had a new villain in Black Lightning. Tobias dissing Negroes is getting old, and I agree the funk doesn't match the fight scenes that much. But that doesn't mean I think it's too black, Jordan. I, th- I just think it could be in the background of other scenes. I'm looking around, right? You can't, it's not visual podcast. But I'm looking around like, I never said. Yes, you did. Too black. Yes, you did. <laughs> Go back to the very first review of Black Lightning. I episode, didn't say it though. Episode one. Yeah, okay. Go back and do that right now, guys. I guarantee you I didn't say it was too black. Yeah, he did. No, you said it was. Those exact words. <laughs> uh, I watched Venom with my friends for my birthday and I regret it. The fight scene was so short and you couldn't always tell who was who. I guess I should have listened to you. Does he mean the final battle with all the goo flying around? I would assume so, because that's really, well, yeah, I was going to say that's really the only fight scene, but no, it's not. The, the SWAT co- team the, Yeah, one. the SWAT team one. That was pretty, that one was pretty good, though. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to watch Creed 2 and Into the Spider-Verse. I hope it doesn't end up being terrible. Same. I don't know how many fans you have in Australia. Right now, the reviews have been pretty good for Creed 2. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Is it news? What? The Creed 2 reviews? 
No. Oh, well, that's what they're about right now. Um, it's not, it's not I saw it was like 80% Rotten Tomatoes as of right now. Like, well, I think 79% or something. I don't know. Creed 1 was like really high. So like yeah, but it's also not Ryan Coogler, so I know you would expect I, there to be a dip. I don't expect that. I wanted to be just as good. I was hoping it was going to be, just but as it's good. not the same person that made it. it doesn't mean it can't be good, as good or better. <laughs> but even if it's like I don't know, as long as it's not like a and usually, big step down. And usually, more times than not, the sequel is not as good as the first one. Usually, mm, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I wanted this to be the Dark Knight of the Creed series. <laughs> I don't know how many fans you have in Australia, but I'm proud to say I'm one of your biggest fans. Oh, thanks, bro. I'm not a Patreon member yet because I'm a broke blurred, but I will be as soon as I get a job. Oh, sweet. Anyways, probably should have used this time to practice for my exam, but oh well. Oh, shit. See ya, and as always, stay near my blurdy in peace. P.S. Do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? If yes, what do you think of it? If no, why not? I do not. I do not. I have no excuse. I've heard it's amazing. It's not my thing. What do you mean? Have you watched it? No, but it, how do you know? A cop procedure, like I don't. I don't but I heard care. it was like fun. Isn't it funny? Yeah, it's a comedy, but yeah, it's still comedy. like cops. I don't care. <laughs> you watch Reno Nine One One? No. See, that was funny, but it was a cop show. It was like you know, like um, exactly. I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As long as it's a comedy, I don't really care what the premise is. So I heard like, Eunice says like praises it all the time. So I've been really interested in watching it. Just haven't. I haven't watched the new season of um, Always Sunny. I heard that was really good. I don't watch that either. You don't watch any Always Sunny? No. Dude, it's hilarious. And it's really funny because, well, not funny, but it's really interesting that in this most recent season, like one of the main characters, Mac, has been like a joke the entire show for like nine plus seasons has been that he's gay. Like he's a straight, like overly musculated, uh, he's a straight, overly muscular, oftentimes overcompensating, like uh, heterosexual male. But he always has like these like very sus moments and the joke the entire show has always been like bro you're gay just admit it you're gay and this season apparently because I haven't watched it he finally came out and it was like it's actually a thing on the show where he's like it's officially he's gay and then the last episode but it still plays a joke it's a comedy oh so that means I have to watch it no, now no no no, no. <laughs> but no but it's interesting that they they actually went through that like followed through that storyline and apparently in the last episode of this season again I haven't watched it so I can't really say anything about it but uh, apparently he comes up to his father and his father is a super hardcore like like Trump supporting like gun gun toting Amer- America yeah man's man's American guy and that's actually the thing in the, in the show he's always been like a hard ass so I guess in the final episode he came out and instead of it being like a joke because I've never seen anything in the show not play for a joke even if there's like a touching like emotional moment it's always undercut with something funny I was going to say, there's a, there are a lot of com- sitcoms that have, sit- like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air had a lot of serious well, moments. Well, that's infamous for some emotional yeah, moments. Yeah, Martin had a, his serious but moments. But this show's not. It's not like that. It's just, like, it's it's just fucking over-the-top, ridiculous humor. Um, so surprising that for the first time that I could ever think of in the show, apparently it was played with, like, it was earnest. Like, it ended on a very, according to other people that have seen it, it ended on a super emotional note with him and his father. So I was like, Wow. Like, apparently it makes people cry. I'm like, always sunny? Wow. So It's been a while since I watched like a sitcom. I mean, it's not really a sitcom because there's no live audience. Does it still count as a sitcom if there's no live audience? Is there a laugh track though? No. No, I guess not really. Okay. No, yeah, there's no laugh track. It's good. I, I, I really like Always Sunny. I recommend it. Um, 
I'm gonna check out that this season just to actually see if that. Uh, Jordan's is. watching something that doesn't have comics. <laughs> what? <laughs> I do watch things Shut that aren't comics. Breaking news. <laughs> I just don't talk about them here because this is a comic book podcast. Oh, okay. He doesn't watch the thing. He 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 only watches the things that are non-comic book related that are too black. No, the things like, are. That's why he won't watch. I don't like. Dramas. That's why he won't watch the hate you give. No, I don't like dramas. It's not okay. It's not. That I don't even not like dramas. It's that I don't seek out dramas. Like life is too dramatic already. <laughs> I want I want to watch things that make me laugh, make me cry. Dramas make, me make you cry. No, but not cry like like. Like drama cry, like just no. I need like emotional. I'm super excited cry, or like it's so epic that I cry, or it's an epic show that has an emotional thing that makes me cry, but not just like straight drama. You know what I'm saying? That's not my genre. Trash. I'm trash for preference. Yes. <laughs> what? You just said you don't like things. I call you trash for that. Well, I could do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Respect your elders. I was not even meant to be older. <laughs> Bro, fuck you. <laughs> um, let's see. Our next email comes from. Uh, da, 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 da. Man, we got a lot of emails. Uh, Xavier Sutton, rest in peace. Stan the Man Lee. Hey guys, you probably have a lot of emails this week. Wow, you read my mind. <laughs> so I'll try not to make this long. I wanted to say I was in school when I heard the sad news of Stanley's passing, and one of the students was explaining to another student who was black how he was the one who created Black Panther. I think he thought they were talking about the movie. That whole conversation made me feel better a little. I also want to ask, what is your favorite version of Spider-Man? It can help... Wait. It can be from any movie, cartoon, or video game. Hope you see this and stay nerdy, my blurdy. Did Stanley make Black Panther? Yeah. Yeah? But he didn't make the solo books. He just made, like... He introduced the character. No, he didn't... The Black Panther didn't get his own... Let me let me let me think. I don't think he got his own solo book until like late, 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 late. Mm. But yeah, Stanley's always good about understanding that representation mattered even back in the seventies. I'm gonna look that up right now. Um, that's really what made Marvel heroes like iconic. The fact that they weren't perfect. The fact that they were reflections of our society and ourselves. So like Black Panther being introduced as like the complete antithesis of what you know was perceived as blackness back in the seventies. Here was a guy who was like super competent, super rich, technology more advanced than Tony Stark in the Fantastic Four. Like that was very important back then. So even just the con, even if he didn't write the you know the solo stories that fleshed out the character, just coming up with that concept, I thought was like very revolutionary for the time, especially. Oh, Stan, it's gonna take a while, but yeah. He- oh, okay, I was like waiting for you. I don't think he got his own like a Black Panther comic for like. To like late, because I know he had jungle jungle action, but I don't know if like his own Black Panther book. I don't think he got to like the eighties, maybe even later. Mm. Okay, for Xavier's question, who is your favorite version of Spider Man? Favorite version? Yeah, that's a hard question. I don't know. I like every version for the time. Ah, you got a big one. (laughs) Except for that horrible-ass 1970s live-action TV show. Oh, where are you going, Spider-Man? Terrible. That one. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows who you are, (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, because I'm like, when when I was growing up, the only version I knew was the the Fox show. 
Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. Spider-Blood, Spider-Blood. <laughs> That's so <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> but as of right now, I, could, I mean, just because it's current, I would say the Spider-Man PS4. The Dang. one character I have no reference one, for. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Voiced by Yuri Damn, Lowenthal because he did a great voice acting of Spider-Man. That's a really hard question. Because I'm like, we haven't seen Tom. We have. I, I haven't seen, seen Tom enough Holland Tom Holland. Enough yeah. To compare. I would say live action. He's my favorite though. Like if I'm gonna just go live action, I would say Tom Holland. But if I'm gonna go, yeah, live action is my favorite. But every incarnation, I must say Spectacular Spider-Man, just because I feel like his. His story, even though it wasn't completed, is still one of my favorite Spider-Man stories so far, like in a bubble. You can't say comic book Spider-Man because he's been written by so many people, it's hard to pinpoint what he's like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I would say spectacular Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah, I'll stick with the video game. I spent like 20 plus hours with that Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, so fun, Jordan. Oh my God. Getting a swing through New York. <laughs> Maybe I'll know next week for Black Friday. Maybe. Um, next email comes from Ty Ghost. What happened to her? Whatever happened to Cecile's daughter? The hey, the one Joe saw at the club dancing. Oh yeah, I don't know. They haven't talked about her since last season. She got erased from the timeline. I don't know. I got some issues with Cecile this week. The satellite. The satellite got rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> and Titans. Jason Todd put Dick Grayson in his place. Wonder what Batman is like on this show. That's a good question because they keep talking about him a lot. They gotta have, they they gotta show him at some point or introduce him. I don't even know if that thing about Batman killing people in the universe is true based on this recent episode. We'll talk about it when we get to Titans. But I was like, that's why you left, Dick. I was very like, really? <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk about it. Next email comes from Rashan Ramlakan. Anniversary. Hey guys, today is a very special day, a true celebration. It's been a whole year and have survived thanks to the amazing podcasting duo of Michael and Jordan. I had to put Michael's name first in respect. Yep. This Thank is you. disgusting. <laughs> You're all, you are the Grindelwald of this podcast. Am you've, I? No. You, you've taken a handful of very easily manipulated <laughs> people and you brainwashed them. No, I am the Dumbledore. <laughs> no, you are definitely the... This is perfect. Because, <laughs> now I get it. as you said, this podcast didn't really start until I came here. No. <laughs> you brainwashed so I brought, me. I brought, hope, I brought hope and light. No. That's what Grindelwald would say. No. Nope. That's what Dumbledore would say. No. <laughs> Now I see. <laughs> um, I'm Phoenix. I listened to what was... So who last... are you then? Are you Dumbledore? Are we lovers? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no winning in this situation, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go with the analogy and not, not follow through. What is it? Uh, I had to put Michael's name first. Shut up. No, no. Don't try to change the <laughs> oh, top. I'm still waiting for a response. <laughs> <laughs> My first Are we touching in the mirror, giving each other longing looks? <laughs> no, no, we're not. My first official episode I listened to was the Flash season three finale review. Episode fifty nine was the first I have consistently dedicated my time listening to you guys, and I've done so weekly what, since then. Yeah, fifty nine. Um, it's amazing to have been on this journey with you guys to see you both grow in your lives while also helping me see life differently without my blurred vision. Puns. <laughs> I appreciate that. I had, I had no life growth. <laughs> wow <laughs> what is shit all over his beautiful sentiment okay i still love you though i'm talking about my i'm not talking about his head i'm talking about my own life you've grown 
Yeah. That's a new shirt I've never seen before. <laughs> oh wow, that's so 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 much growth, Jordan. <laughs> you have clothing. Uh, anyways, besides that, I have a few other things to say other than Michael being amazing and hilarious. Like, wipe your mouth if you're gonna keep sucking his dick, bro. <laughs> like, like oh, Michael, so good. He's the I best. Mean, who doesn't like? Okay, moving on. <laughs> Rashawn's Rashawn's an adult, so I can say that. Okay. First, Avengers four theory: What if Cap is left in the past and he becomes old and lives old with, uh, and lives old with Peggy, and eventually he gets to see the Avengers in his old age before he dies? It's either that or he sacrifices himself. I prefer I prefer mine though. Hashtag Team Cap. Huh. We it, had this conversation before. That was how one of the episodes ended, where I talked about. Uh, Cap getting old. Cap, Cap having a moment. Peggy like. Oh, but that's not the same thing. That's like this is like if someone gets trapped in the past and grows old with Peggy. We talked about like that that Twitter post where um before he dies he sees Peggy in his mind again like in Age of Ultron and dances with her. Oh, so you want old man Cap like in the comic? That's what I was gonna say. Like that reminds me of the comic. Only book. in the past instead of it taking place. Which that didn't make sense to me when they made him old. Cause he lost his serum. I'm like, wait, yeah, because how does that work? The serum doesn't make the serum isn't oh, making him young. Maybe the explanation is because the reason he was still the, the reason ice. he's young is because of the ice, not the serum. But I feel like that would kill anyone else. Yeah, it kept, this, the fact that he had the serum helped keep him alive, but it didn't didn't also it didn't keep him young. Mm-mm. He still ages. <laughs> so I thought that was stupid. Science. He just wanted an old man cap. So I'm like, you could have came up with a, di- a different. He he got trapped in the future or whatever or something. I don't know. They double backed on an RA, so it doesn't even matter. Second, uh, to go off Michael's Freddy Krueger dream. Oh God. <laughs> Why? I'm like, I don't even want to. Don't even remind me about that. I don't even want to be reminded. The darkest of moment of your life yeah. in podcast. <laughs> the dark the admissions. Darkest, the darkest timeline. <laughs> it's like the confessional. Uh, I did have a similar dream a few weeks ago. Oh my god! See, his is more re- his is oh, re- no. his is recent. I, I oh, talk about you. Like, see what you're doing to people? Yeah, mom you're was like affecting them. Mom <laughs> was like ten plus years ago. Oh no, I'm Jacob, infect- don't be like this. <laughs> I'm, infect- I'm infecting them with goodness. No, you're not, Jacob. Don't you ever be like this? <laughs> Let's see what he says. I mean, a few weeks ago, after reading Berserk. That's not good. It was hilarious because I was pretty much in that world and banged a monster chick, killed some demons. Okay. <laughs> Michael shaming. Michael shaming is not permitted. It's not. Not at all. Because people are way more like me than you think. <laughs> I'm going to shame you both. <laughs> you got weird monster power fantasies going on that you guys need to figure out says the person that likes looking at like octopus hentai well that's just that's just just normal exactly exactly (laughs) food wars is normal (laughs) uh michael shaming is not permitted anyways i would recommend looking at bowsette (laughs) oh my god there was some dope ass bowsette cosplays at emmanuel city so I got a monster in my bed. I call her Bowser. Pot calling the kettle black. Bro, I'm not fucking a monster that has like no skin. Or in his case, <laughs> killing demons as he's fucking. Like, what the hell? People are way more like me than you think. Mm. All fucked up. Got you. <laughs> Michael shaming, blah, blah, blah. Keep skipping that. But they cut out a lot of the parts that develop the characters really well. And it is overall a better read. And it has blood, sex, gore, and magic. Uh, I guess he's recommending Berserk to you. You've never seen Berserk, right? 
No. no. Yeah, I can explain it to you. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. Is that dark. a show? or? Yeah, it's a show. Um, It's a manga, too. It's on Crunchyroll? I've never seen that. I don't know if a new version... I mean, it's an old anime, and they stopped it for a long time, and then they released like a, a continuation of it kind of recently, like in the last couple of years, but people didn't like it because it's like, kind of like pseudo-3D. Kind of like what Goblin Slayer does sometimes, but like all the time. So like, and it looks bad. So a lot of people don't like it. Um, I have a Patreon, Jordan. You cannot deny my command. Lol, I'm joking. But if you do, no need to rush a review or anything. I mean, I would love to review Berserk if you wanted to watch it. That's like Goblin Slayer 1.0. If I could find it. Yeah, if you could find it. Um, I'm not reading the manga. Like that's the thing no, about not the manga. Just that's the thing about manga is like, and that's why I haven't really gotten to reading my hero because I'm like. I like colors and all manga is black and white. That's why I haven't read The Walking Dead. I don't, I'm like, I like colors. What is, what is this black and white shit? I'm not watching Olive. Granted, I love Olive Lucy, but come on. Wow. Uh, I want to read, I, I need pretty pictures, guys. Pretty pictures. You both are amazing. Have Taste dedicated- the rainbow, hashtag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lastly, here's the hoping for another year of epic and fun times from you guys. You both are amazing. Have dedicated a lot of time to growing this blurred community. You both are amazing and awesome. Here's a big and hearty stay nerdy, my blurdy. Thank you, Rashawn. It's about to come up on two years pretty soon. Oh, my God. Don't remind me. February. February 20th, I believe, was my first episode. Time flies when you're having fun. I'm getting younger and younger. No. no. (laughs) That's not how time works, though. That's exactly how time works. Got it. Our last review, uh, review. Well, last email comes from Stanley Ward. Keep moving forward, Beyond Plus Ultra. Hello, blurtness, my old friend. Oh, <laughs> hello, blurtness, my old friend. I've come to talk to you again. Uh, hello, guys, it's me, Todoroki. Let Who me sang s- the original song. The darkness song. Yeah, I don't remember. Why? No, oh, never mind. You killed my joke. Why? You you were supposed to say the name, and I was gonna say keep it that way. <laughs> What's the name? Never mind. <laughs> I don't know the name. That you were supposed to know. Oh, I see. You're just gonna be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. Uh, you ruined it for me. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Let me first say how bad I feel for the loss of Stanley. Yeah, I had to explain to a friend of mine how important he was to me, saying how nice he was to his fans how accepting he was of other races, genders, etc., and how the fact that he was such an influential man, had the same name as me, was one of the greatest things a nerd slash writer could ever know. In lighter news, the Avengers 4 trailer is coming any day now, and I'm enjoying my existence as a geek twice as much as before, now that I've joined the population of Blurred Vision Land. Keep moving forward, and go beyond plus ultra. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Thanks, Stan. Yeah, man. It's it's crazy how much like it's affected the entire world that Stanley died. Like, I've... I said it on my page, too, and people were like, what? This is the first time you've seen it? I've seen other people die that had the same kind of response. But, like, I think Stanley dying crossed so many, like, cultural boundaries. I've never seen my my Explore feed on Instagram blow up the way it did when Stanley died, ever. And, like, I'm trying to remember well, Michael I think Jackson. Part, I, yeah, I mean, part of it is because, like... But even then... Instagram is mostly, like, where... At least for you, like you're following a lot of cosplayers and stuff like that. So naturally, I'm not talking about my news feed. I'm talking about like the the main explore feed. I don't even look at that. Oh well, I do. <laughs> but that's also based on the stuff that you like. Yeah, partially, but also they have tabs now where you can like look through. Like almost every tab had Stan Lee stuff in it. Like 
So yeah, I mean, you're partially right. There is a a, a degree of that's because I'm like, yeah, I'm it was in. it was everywhere. But I feel like Michael, like you say, because I you sound like you about to say even Michael Jackson wasn't as big. Nah, Michael Jackson was everywhere when he died. You think it was more in Stanley? Way more. Really? Yeah, like they talked about Michael Jackson's death for like weeks on the news, like CN, CNN, Fox News, well, MSN. That wait, was, it was everywhere. Yeah, you might be right. But it was also, I think, partially because of the unexpectedness of it. This was like a very peaceful, and that's very rare, that a celebrity dies as, a, as big as Stan Lee and just dies in like a very, you know, we all, we all saw this coming, unfortunately. It's... Stanley's been getting up there. We've been dreading it on this podcast even every time we bring up Stanley. Yeah, I mean, when, remember you played the, his message after Thanos snap, and he was talking like sending messages to Thanos, and we're like, "Yeah, I'm coming oh, after you." He sounds so tired. <laughs> I mean, he's 95, so it's not like because some people are acting like oh, it's unexpected. I mean, no, it wasn't unexpected at all. He's 95. Most people don't. Most people don't even get to live. Oh, but this is this is what people were like. Really, is you really uh, at Stanley? Stanley's the first death I cried at. Like, I've never cried at a celebrity dying. No, Michael Jackson's the only one I've cried at. I didn't cry at Michael Jackson. Because you're trash. <laughs> I love my, I love me some little he Michael. Doesn't love, he don't love Michael Jackson. He's too black or, he or he's too white, depending on which era. He's black. He's white. <laughs> That's very appropriate. Um, no, it's just because he didn't have... I mean, look what we're doing. Like, look, look, look around you at, at this room. Like, Stan Lee, he helped shape me. I think it goes to like for most nerds. I'm like, should we just do the Stanley talk now? <laughs> I guess we should, right? That's kind of, I think, appropriate. Instead of, yeah, let's, let's, let's jump right into it now. I think this is a good time. Because I was like, it. that was going to be the first news topic, but I was like, eh, let's I was, not wait that I long. was trying to debate. I was like, should we do it first before we get into our regular top like TV shows? Yes. Yeah, I'm it. like, eh, that's kind of a downer note to start on. But then I'm like, but, but it's not, kind of, but it's not but a it's downer. Big news though, so I don't want to wait till the news section. But then I was like, eh. this is yeah, this is the biggest news for the comic book world. But um, no, I. But I'm like, since everybody, I don't think it it's up. sad. I, in some ways it is, but I think it's also a celebration of the man's life and his love and you know his love of life and the, the things he's done. But wait, are we done with emails? Yep, first? that was the last email. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so you want to talk about Stanley real quick? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, rest so in, in case you guys didn't know from the talk. Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> yeah. if somehow you're under a rock and this is your first time? Like, yeah. wait, what happened to Stanley? <laughs> I mean, apropos, Stanley always says everybody, every comic is it's somebody's first, first comic. comic so, I apply that rule in this podcast multiple times when I explain things. <laughs> somebody listening to this podcast it might be their first time realizing that Stanley. Maybe they stayed away from all news. Yeah. Just in anticipation of this, the Michael news section. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to listen to anything just because I want to hear it straight from Michael and Jordan's mouth. <laughs> Do you hear Stanley? La, 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 la. I can't hear you until Perversion says it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're out there, you're an MVP. <laughs> so Stan Lee, the editor-in-chief and writer of... The father of fandom. What started off as Timely Comics and then... Atlas Comics and now Marvel Comics has died uh, this week. I believe it was was it Tuesday? It was um, early this week. It was Monday. Mon yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So Monday. It was, it was literally right after the Pikachu trailer dropped. Yeah, it was right after the Pikachu. <laughs> I was like, all right, Pikachu. Wait, what's Stan Lee? Oh, it was terrible. Ninety-five years old. Yeah. The ripe old age. Yeah, year, one year after one year, his wife. Died. One year after his wife. And that's really what I think what did it because they were together for over 70, almost seventy years. 
Yeah, 70 years. That's an insane amount of time to be with somebody. Like you that's and from all accounts, they were super in love with each other. That's that's a lot that's literally a lifetime. That is hashtag relationship goals and then some. I think we would all be lucky to find a love in our life that lasts that long. Um but yeah, I mean, when the news broke, like it didn't hit me right away. But once I started like watching some of like uh, some videos that were like uh, tributes to him, what really got me was Marvel released tribute that was like a four minute like you know last farewell of Stan Lee, and that's really what got me. And then after that, every time I would like look at uh, edits people would make or like like little memes online, kind of like eulogizing him, like I just couldn't help it, got choked up. Yeah, I first saw it on Facebook. Did you also think it was fake? I'm like bullshit. I was like, yeah, because there's been. Hulk, uh, Stanley, hoax deaths, or not even just Stanley, but a lot of celebrities. This person died, and then you Google yeah. it, and it's like, that's not. So I thought I was like, oh, here we go, because I hate those fucking hoax deaths uh, posts. Yeah, because I'm like, shit isn't funny. Like, why are you doing that? So I'm like, is another. So I Googled it, and it came on the CNN, and I was like, oh fuck, and I was like, literally right, I was about to go to sleep. Cause I had just gotten off of work. I was getting, you know, I was ready to wind it down. Sweet dreams, Michael. Yeah. And I was like, I checked my phone real quick. And I saw, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And that, that woke me up. And I saw it and I was like looking up more and more. I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah, that's how, that's how I found out that, that he died. And what, 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 what got me, like I said, I didn't cry, but what really got me is when I saw, uh, do you watch comics explained? No. I mean, well, I do, but I didn't watch anything about Stan Lee from him. Well, I'm not. Do you did you know? Do you know? Yeah, I know who that is. I watched his yeah, yeah. video. He he did a uh, video talking about it. Okay, and that's when I started to think. I was like, wow, yeah, Stan Lee has really, really has had a major impact. A man who I've never met. Yeah, had a major had a definitely had a major impact on my life. I mean, hell, my name is Black Gay Comic Geek. <laughs> And he's a large reason for that. Yeah, even D. Like, I like the like the respect that even like the rival company DC showed him. Like, because even they understand that. Like, there's and plus he's written many, for, he's written for DC at one point. Okay, but there's not many people like him. Like, in terms of especially the comic book. Yeah, community. like if you think about it, there's nobody at DC that is the equivalent of Stan. No Lee. one's produced as many like, original characters as him. that yes. are like the foundation of like the the comic book world. And not even just that, but like, yes, DC is, has come first. And yes, you could point to a lot of different writers over at DC, but that's the thing. It's a lot of different people at DC. Mm-hmm. Like Stan Lee was more or less the creator of Marvel Comics. Like, yes, he had a boss, Martin Goodman. He was the the actual runner of Marvel Comics. But without Stan Lee, there would be no Fantastic Four X-Men. And of course Jack And of course Jack Kirby. Iron Man, Spider-Man. Oh yeah, for sure Jack, Jack Kirby helped craft those characters cuz Stanley's just the writer. Hey, and you know comic books is, a, is an image medium, so you have to actually make yeah, how the characters so I'm, look. Yeah, I'm not so just because we're talking about Stanley, I'm not trying to discount, you know, Gene Colan and Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby and all of them. Of course they all helped, but mm-hmm. just but, but it's Stan's sensibilities. It's his his character as a person is what made Marvel feel like a home to so many people. Like, I've seen so many older and, fans that used to read the original Stan Lee comics, like, gush over the fact that his columns used to, like, speak to them. His hey. voice, who became, which later became iconic, not on the page, but in, you know, mm-hmm. in audio form for us. Like, actually hearing him, it, like, that same voice was in the comics even 
when they were being made back then. And he was so much of the face, this the face of Marvel, because he was everywhere. Yeah. That people thought, even my brother, he thought he owned Marvel Comics, and he didn't. Yeah, really. At one point, he had to sue Marvel Comics, right? <laughs> yeah, like, really, he was just a writer. Like, yeah. somebody you think of, like, Jonathan Hickman today, but had a more, more had more power. Mm-hmm. Or Joe Casada. Yeah, because he was the first on the scene to shape literally all, like, the, the foundations of Marvel. Like, Black Panther. Like, I keep, the list goes on of, like, all the characters he created. Yeah, and eventually he became, like, the, the, the chief editor, but... He still had a boss, so I'm just saying, like he didn't he didn't own Marvel Comics no. like a lot of people think no. that he did, but he was still there from the beginning. Like even before Timely Comics was a thing, well, Timely Comics was, all, was a thing for a while, but he was there from like the beginning. Like Superman, like when Super Superman first came out, in, like what was it, thirty thirty eight? I think God, throwing me, dates to the wrong guy. Let me let me look up. The year Superman first came out, but the reason I bring it up is because Stan Lee was still was was writing comics even when Superman first came. Like he was there mm. from the from the beginning. Like yeah, I mean you know DC was first through the door with superheroes, but Stanley's like spin on what made a hero a hero is what right now yeah, is. I was right. Uh, Superman first came out in 1938. Okay. Come on, knowledge. <laughs> Come on, knowledge. <laughs> and uh, he started writing for Tom Lee Comics in 41. What makes characters and what makes superhero movies, especially in modern times, work is what I think what Stan Lee brought to the superhero genre, to the comic book genre. He brought character. He brought characters that had flaws. He brought characters that had personalities. He brought the soap opera dynamic into the, into the, the, the mix. Yeah, that's, what, that's, that's the big thing that made Marvel different than DC comics. When you think of DC comics, even in like Injustice, they're gods. Except Batman. They don't have, he's rich. <laughs> yeah, they, don't have, they don't have any problems. Batman, yeah, like you mentioned, Batman is rich, you know, with his billionaire. My parents. Issue. Granted, his parents got, his parents died. That's, you know, still major. Batman could be a Marvel character. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like. It's everyone else. You're still, he's still on another level. He's still a billionaire, yeah. a place that nobody can ever reach. Spider-Man yeah. can't make his rent. Clark, yeah, Clark, I was going to say, Clark can't, Works at the Daily Bugle, but you never hear issues of him, you know, having issues paying rent or working towards anything like that. But Marvel, they made that different where starting with the Fantastic Four, where they were a family and they had family issues like they bickered. They Mm -hmm. fought like a family. You didn't see that in comics anywhere before. And Stanley brought that. He made them relatable. He made them very relatable. He brought them down to earth. And he brought them so much down to earth where you think about Fantastic Four, that like they were billionaires because they, you know, had the Baxter building and all that other stuff. But one of their first stories is they had trouble with the IRS and they had to sell all their properties and stuff like that to be able oh, wow. to pay the IRS. <laughs> like you didn't see any of that type of stuff in comics Pulled before. from real life. <laughs> yeah. Or like Iron Man dealing with alcoholism mm-hmm. and the fact that Black Panther was the first ever black superhero. Yeah. Not first in Marvel, the first ever. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of Black Panther and, and like things like the X Men, bringing that level of social, not social, uh, societal issues, no, <laughs> societal issues to the forefront, like actually pulling aspects of our society into the comics and making them a, a commentary on them is what I think made them resonate with us even now. 
because like you know X Men didn't like Stanley's even gone on record to say like, st- like uh, X Men wasn't meant to be originally a uh, a, a take on like the uh, the, the per- perspective of minorities or anything like that, but yeah. it is what it became. That's what it became. Yeah, like, like a lot of black people, especially during that time, because you know it, it was it coincided with the civil rights movement. Mm. A lot of black people latched on to the themes of X Men because they related to that being prosecuted just because of who who we are, mm-hmm. as opposed you know how we were born, just like the X Men were. Yeah, and yeah, just like you mentioned, like Stan Lee, he was just like, I didn't I didn't know it was gonna take that take that connotation when I created when I created the X Men. I was just tired of creating origins. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just I just wanted to say you they're know, born that yeah, way. <laughs> radioactive spider. Uh, uh, he got an atomic blast. He has an iron suit. What What can I do? They were born that way. They have their powers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're just different, you know? And, but that aspect of Stanley's personality, I think, is what made a lot of people have endeared to him, too. Because like, he was always very... It's hard to explain. He was boastful, but at the same time, he would be very condescending or diminishing to himself. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? He kept himself humble, but at the same time, he was a salesman, so he had a flair for being able to pitch you like an idea that he was trying to sell. So like this, this amazing middle ground where like he felt like an uncle or like a grandfather or something. Yeah, and that's like there was a humbleness in his in his in his in his boasting. Yes, yes, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and that's I don't know. It's it's a it's rare to find somebody like that. Like I, the reason why Stanley's a Stanley himself is a character. Like there's no one like Stanley. Excelsior! Who does that? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. Like I feel like losing that. It's like a new era in, in the comic book world right now. Like the we've we're entered a new age with in a world without Stanley. Yeah, I mean he's been around like Stanley's legacy because he's lived for almost a century. Like, oh my God, he's the almighty of the comic book world, <laughs> right? Pretty, pretty he kind of is. <laughs> like this fans generations, not just us. It's and he inspired the people who are making the things that are become mainstream in our culture now, who are now even inspiring more people. Mm-hmm. Like he was basically the All Might that inspired the class one A that's like inspiring he's us. There, he's been there from the beginning. Yeah. Oh my God, Stanley's All Might. Oh my. Oh my. And he's like a father figure. Oh my. Oh my. Oh man. Yeah. The first time I I knew about Stanley was actually from my brother because my brother was into comics. You know, growing up in the seventies. Good question. What was your first Stanley cameo? Uh, my first time knowing about Stan Lee was uh, I mean, like I cameo said, in life, brother, like from, in your life. When did he cameo in your life first? <laughs> I, I, I spoke to him three, three weeks ago. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, when did you first hear about him? Uh, when my uh, brother would talk about him all the time because he would uh, watch. Granted, when I came, when I was born and came up, they were just on reruns because they weren't on anymore. But Spider Man is amazing friends. I didn't know that was his voice. He would narrate. I didn't know that was him. I, yeah, I knew because of my brother, and uh-huh. I knew him. He he was he was like, yeah, that's Stan the Man Lee, creator. Yeah. And I said again, my brother thought he was the the owner and creator of uh, you know Marvel Comics. Mm. So that's how I knew who he was. Okay, I think the first time I knew of Stan Lee was at the end of the amazing uh, the the Spider Man cartoon. The animated one in the 90s? Yeah, when he, uh, he goes to visit. I guess the last episode. Yeah, the last, very last episode. Yeah. Literally one of the first Spider-Man, I mean, I, Stan Lee cameos I've seen. A man named Stan Lee. Yeah, like, oh, Spider-Man, hold my calls. Yeah. <laughs> this is web-slinging? I'm like, who the fuck is this old guy? <laughs> I was so confused. But then later in life, I was like, oh, it's Stan Lee. And I think at the time, I, th- I think I also once thought he owned Marvel. Like, I thought it was synonymous. I didn't know that he was, like, just a writer. Because he was the face. Like, yeah. 
he he was the P.T. Barnum of the Marvel Circus. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he'll be missed, man. Like, and there's so much love online um, that it's <laughs> it's interesting when I see people even somewhat insult his memory. The internet yeah, has say, jumped I mean, on him, jumped on those people collectively. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, say, good. There, there's, there's some controversy, like, there's some controversy with Stanley. And I'm not even talking about just, like, the people That's a shame on the internet. That last year of his life was marred by so many random controversies. Yeah, like, the last year, made no like, sense. especially last year, like, or this year, rather. Yeah, like, all the weird accusations and the, the weird, like, or somebody legal saying, issues. Yeah, somebody through. breaking into his house with a gun. Yeah, yeah, that. The cops had to be called saying he owed money. It's a lot of weird shit. Stuff with his daughter. Like I had literally forgotten about all that when I heard about he, I heard about his death. But then when random internet controversies kind of blew up, I and of course like, all really, the, and of course all the stuff that most people know about him, like you know Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and how the he, he didn't necessarily want to give them credit, and that's why Jack Kirby left Marvel Comics at, at one point. Is it that he wanted didn't want to give them credit? Is that what it like, was? Like they wanted they wanted more. I guess they wanted more credit than they got. Okay. Yeah, I kind of. I don't think Stanley's ever. Because yeah, not they were. They were written. They were written. They were on the comics as like artists, but uh, you know, at first, like there was like a diminishing law of returns. Like in the first issue of Fantastic Four was like uh, created by Stanley, co-creator Jack Jack uh, Jack Kirby. But then each issue went by, it'd be like written by Stanley, art by Jack Kirby, and then it was just like it just or art artist Jack Kirby. It was like. Okay, but it's More not like, like he's outright denying any credit to anybody. It was just how it was perceived. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Kind of. I was like, I never heard of him denying giving credit to anybody. That's one of the things I thought was commendable about Stanley. He always tried to give credit which credit was due. Even in interviews I've seen, he would always right away, like when people like ask him questions about like, oh, like, uh, like what were you the ideas for superheroes or blah blah blah. He would right away give credit to DC or like other comic book creators. Something I liked about Stanley. Um. But do you want to talk about the controversies now, or do you want to save that for news news? I mean, we might as well. There's no point in this. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's get into this real quick. Let's just talk about some of the controversies that have come from this. But again, rest in peace, Stanley. You were missed. Excelsior. Excelsior. So, with every celebrity death, there's always going to be some people coming out saying... Saying why, stupid shit. Yeah, why do you care about such and such person dies? Not like you actually met him. Oh, going back real quick... I almost had the chance to meet Stan Lee, but unfortunately, because I, and this is like one of the only moments, because I don't really, you know, at cons, you could always pay to meet celebrities, and I'm like, I'm not a fan of that, like. Yeah, I'm not either. But for Stan Lee, and his thing was like $100, he was going to be at Big Apple Con last year, mm. and I was like, you know what, I'm going to pay for it, because it's Stan Lee, like, if I'm going to pay for somebody, I'm going to pay for Stan Lee, but he ended up not coming, because uh-huh. I guess he got sick. Yeah. So. I got a picture with John Bernthal. <laughs> I had an opportunity to do that too, but I chose not to because I was just like, I feel wrong. I feel like I would always look back at that picture and go, like, I would remember I only took the picture knowing he was going to die soon. You know what I mean? I didn't want to take a picture just because I felt like, oh, he's going to die, so I'm going to take a picture. Well, no, I, that's not why I wanted to. I wanted that's to take why it. I was going to do it. I wanted to take it because it's Stan Lee. And I'm like, what other opportunity would I get to take a picture with Stan Lee? See, I don't like meeting my heroes. But, I mean, technically speaking, though, you're not even going to meet him. It's just like, hi, Stan, I love you. Take a picture, snap. All right, move. <laughs> yeah, see, at that point, it's like, what's the point to me? That's I why need, I don't need that's that. That's kind of why I was like, but I was just like, it's Stan, when am I going to get a chance to take a picture with Stan Lee? <laughs> and I never got that chance, so I well, never will. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. But anyway, so 
It's a couple controversies. Okay. Which one am I start with? I'm gonna start with the first one. Army Hammer. Who most people know as uh one of the Winklevoss twins from Social Network. And he also got a lot of Oscar buzz for the movie Call Me By Your Name. So he tweeted this week, so touched by all the celebrities posting pictures of themselves with Stan Lee. No better way to commemorate an absolute legend than putting up a picture of yourself. (laughs) So a lot of people are upset about that tweet. Huh. That even Negan himself. Yeah, I saw this. <laughs> jumped in. Come ass hat or something, right? <laughs> something like that. Very. It wasn't even like it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It, it sounded like he was actually Negan. <laughs> he said, while attempting to provide unnecessary social commentary about the current selfie culture. Wait, no. Wait. I'm like, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> that was his response to it. Hold up. Let me find. Such like this is unnecessary comment that Army Hammer even made that. Like, why even say that? He sounded like he was being bitter. That's where it seemed like it was coming from. Like, why yeah. why are you making it all about yourselves? That's what I'm, I'm like, making it about me. He, <laughs> like, he sounds like I didn't get a picture with Stan Lee, so fuck everybody else. I will say though, there's a little bit of truth in what he's saying. Not in the grand majority though, to even make that comment. But I did. Yeah, I there's a little seen, bit of truth. I have seen some people post not even pictures with them with Stan Lee, just pictures of themselves, and then the caption is something along the lines of like, "Oh, thinking about Stan Lee." It's like them looking. Talking like, about Brie Larson. <laughs> is that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Brie Larson. Yeah. It's like, what? And that to me, I've seen too many. Internet- but I've but I've seen way less of that than. That's what I'm saying. His comment isn't unfounded like there are examples of that but it's not in the mass majority for him to make that statement it's just unnecessary and demeaning for no reason like you don't have to even say that shit dude keep it to yourself if you have nothing nice to say say nothing at all where did your mother not teach you this but uh, but real quick he went on to say if stan impacted your life i.e all of your lives with his work post his work that touched you the most posting a selfie makes his death about you Fuck you. How cool you felt taking a picture with him. Who who are you to tell people how they should fucking mourn so, the loss of somebody? Negan, Fuck you. Negan came out with his line. Looks like you're going to piss your pants tonight. What was that first line he said in The Walking Dead? Something like that. Oh, yeah. Something along those lines. Something <laughs> but <stupid>. he basically <laughs> said, well, well, well. Yeah. What do we have? Anytime he leans a little more. <laughs> what do we have here? <laughs> Looks like you found a way to use others' ways of mourning and their memories to draw some attention to yourself. You yeah. sound like a real asshat. That is a neat. Sounds like a real asshat. That's a Negan comment. <laughs> and he's right. I mean, he is being a fucking asshat. Yeah. Someone has to even say that shit. Because like I said, the majority of people posting about Stan Lee, they weren't posting selfies of themselves. No. They were posting their pictures with Stan Lee. I feel like he saw a few examples of what he's saying there. Fucking got only, triggered. I've only saw. I've only granted that doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but I've only seen the one example, and that was Brie Larson. Cele- that's that cele- funny enough. She ended up deleting. That's a celebrity example I've seen. I've seen like some very few, but a few people do that in my own timeline. Um, and to me, it's just I, I've seen too many internet thoughts do that shit. Where it's like, look at my brand new watch. Meanwhile, they're like they have their, all their cleavage out, their titties almost showing, but their watches in front. So they're like, look at my new watch. Like, bitch, it ain't about that watch. <laughs> like, who are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody said that they've seen Paul. Granted, I haven't seen it. I looked for it. I was like, where are these posts? That some people were like, oh, I'm doing a nude Patreon set for Stan Lee. 
Whoa. Yeah, like I saw somebody. Whoa. I saw Unless some, you're in Stanley Cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I said. They're gonna do like a Stanley Cosplay. Whoa! I was joking. It's even worse. <laughs> don't don't lewd Stanley. Granted, I haven't seen the post, but I saw somebody comment on Facebook talking about uh, Army Hammer's post. It was like, oh, he's absolutely right because this is what I've seen. That's a new level now, of granted, thought. Already. Yeah, I haven't seen those posts. I'm not saying they don't exist, but if that's true... It's a minority. Then, yeah, it's definitely a minority, but come on. Don't man. make what it seem doing? like it's everybody. What are, what are you doing? <laughs> he's, he's making it seem like it's everybody, and it's not. It's, it's definitely not. Be gone, thought! <laughs> but, for yeah, you, no. but for those people that are doing it, I'm like, I get... People got to hustle. That's to say, what are you doing? That's too much, dog. Yeah, what are you doing? That's, that's really offensive, actually. Um, I'm not even a fan of even the, the people that are like posting because autograph pictures and stuff of him like skyrocketed the price on like eBay and stuff like that. Like, I'm, stuff? I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. It's too soon to be trying to profit off his death because that guy's come on. Give it, give it a week at least. <laughs> even even like, shouldn't you? wouldn't you want to keep that? Clearly not. They probably yeah, got it just to sell it. Like, those, those people probably literally just did that just so they, when they knew he'd die, it'd go up in price. Yeah, I'm like, how are you any different than the people in his life that are actually doing that? Yeah. Like... Allegedly. Like, alle- yeah. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. We're not trying to get sued here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, nobody listens to us. <laughs> but yeah, that's... That Armageddon comment was so fucking dumb. But yeah, so... Speaking uh, of dumb comments... Wait, but but he re- he responded to, to Negan's post. Did he, didn't Armie have to apologize? That's what, I was, that's what I was reading originally, thinking it was Negan's, but I was like, wait, that's not it. Oh, uh, okay. But he said, while attempting to provide unnecessary social commentary about the current selfie culture, I, in true asshat form, thank you, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, inadvertently... Oh, wow, he really... ...offended many who are generally grieving the loss of a true icon. Oh, he owned up to it. I want to apologize from the bottom of my heart... And we'll be working on my Twitter impulse control. So I think that's good. I mean, you know, again, uh, Twitter. Like, that's a good way to put it. Impulse control. Because Twitter, you just make. You know, he probably he probably didn't think anything of that tweet. You know, what I mean, he, he was just seeing. He was triggered by that's some random. Twi- that's people. why Twitter is both great and dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> I think it's more dangerous than great. Got a lot of people fired. I think it's more dangerous than some, great. Some justifiably and some. How not. many? How many tweets do you see people go like, "This is an amazing tweet," and it makes the news rounds? Versus you make a bad tweet and it fucks up your career and your and your reputation. Yeah. So I think Twitter is bad more than good, for sure. Agreed. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. Look at what's going with James Gunn. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, at least Army Hammer had the balls and the, he manned up to his mistake. He did. Yeah. But to even call himself an asshat, kudos to him for being real like that. You know who didn't have the vagina to own, oh. up, <laughs> to own up to their mistake? Is his name Bill? His name is Bill. It's not Nye. <laughs> not the science guy. Nah. And it's not Clinton either. <laughs> it's Bill Maher. Yeah. I used to like Bill Maher. I used to watch Bill Maher every week, but ever since that uh, house nigger comment... I stop. I I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I, that's not even what made me fall off. It's just like that's I, what made me fall after off. after a while. Just like the thing. Sometimes his attitude comes off. It rubs me the wrong way. White privilege. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It's just he has like, rich, really rich con- white privilege. This condescending tone about him. It's just like although if you listen to some people, that doesn't exist. <laughs> lies. <laughs> but yeah, what do you, what did he say? So Bill Maher said in uh, a blog post. Uh, the guy who created Spider-Man and the Hulk has died and America is in mourning. Deep, deep mourning for a man who inspired millions to 
I don't know, watch a movie, I guess. Uh, he says, someone on Reddit posted, I'm so incredibly grateful I lived in a world that's, that included Stan Lee. Personally, and I can hear this in his smug voice too. Per- personally, <laughs> yeah, I'm I grateful I lived in a world that included oxygen and trees, but to each his own. Now I have now I have nothing against comic books. I read them now and then when I was a kid, and I was and I was all out of Hardy Boys. But the assumption everyone had back then, both the adults and the kids, was that comics were for kids. And when you grew up, you moved on to to big boy books without without pictures. Uh, I want to smack him. <laughs> but, but then, but then, twenty years ago, something happened. Adults, adults decided they didn't have to give up kid stuff, and so they pretended comic books were actually sophisticated liter- literature. And because America has over forty five hundred colleges, which means we need more professors than we have smart people, some dumb people got to be professors by writing these, by writing these with titles like otherness and. Hetero, heterodoxy. What? Heterodoxy? What is that word? Heterodoxy? Wait, where is it? Oh, right here. That'd be my guess. Yeah. Others and heterodoxy in the Silver Surfer. And now, when adults are forced to do grown-up things, like buy auto insurance, they call it hashtag, quote, adulting, and act like it's some giant struggle. Yeah, that was it. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how can you be so dismissive? About, what's these? Bless you. I uh, got the evil out. <laughs> but he's always been that way with, like, nerd culture and stuff like that. So this isn't new. But it's ignorance. Like, it's it's willful ignorance. Like, again, if nothing, nothing nice to say, why the fuck say anything? Well, that's his, that's his thing. Just shut your fucking mouth. That's like, how he makes his money. <laughs> But it's just disrespectful. I don't. I don't know. Like, how can you be so dismissive of something that's so culturally re- relevant right now? Entertainment and escapism is like the, one of the biggest industries in our fucking, like in the in our society. And you would think, as a person that is a comedian, he would get that. An entertainer. Yeah. Like what the fuck? He's an entertainer. Like, what are you not getting? <laughs> like, it's comics for, inspire. It's comics for, provide. No, a more- it's for kids. It's kids stuff. No. And who the fuck? Adults who, read books without pictures. And you know what adults are? Grown up kids. <laughs> and those adults who may have become a scientist might have been inspired by the Hulk as a kid reading about Bruce Banner and his experiments. You know what I'm saying? Like the trickle down effect. Like but that's when you were a kid, Jordan. Which you happens? Should, you sh- yeah, you shouldn't. Be has in, no effects when you become an adult. You shouldn't There's be no, inspired. Of, you need to. You need to buy auto insurance. You know, adult things. <laughs> adult things. You can't buy auto insurance and still read comic books. That's no, not no fun. Yeah, that's no fun. You can't be responsible. You can't wear. A, I don't know. It's like an episode. Shirt. That's like an episode of uh, Rugrats. Oh, it's not a Buffy reference this time. So at Rugrats, where uh, Angelica is like. Uh, what she say? I have responsibilities now, and 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 Lil is like responsibilities. What is that? Responsibilities. And she's like, it means I can't do anything fun anymore. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. It's it's and, so, at least in Belmar's world. It's so short sighted, and at the end of the day, just offensive. Like take out the fact that this man was a person. Like you know, what I mean, just respect the fact people are mourning a man's death. But if you want to dismiss the thing, but he, he doesn't care. Like one, when when Steve Irwin died, like. The very next weekend, he He's dressed jokes about it. Well, no, he dressed up as like because Steve Irwin died because he got stabbed in the heart yeah, by with stingray. A, a stingray. So he came dressed as Steve Irwin with a stingray poker sticking out of his chest, and for Halloween. Wow, I like him so much less right now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
I used to like him too. That's the fuck. That's what part. I said. I mean, so that definitely rubbed me the wrong way. But I was like, well, it's Bill Maher. He likes to be controversial, so I'll give him. But yeah, after that house nigga fucking shit, edge lord bitch. Like yeah, after that house nigga, I was done. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people gave him a give him a pass for that. Even my brother, like my brother, was like, "Oh, that's funny. That was it was funny. It's Bill Maher. Come on, it's, but it's like no, that's no, that's unacceptable. <laughs> you came with lemon grab unacceptable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's again, this is another, just like the Army Hammer thing. At least Army Hammer fucking apologized. I doubt Bill Maher's no, he's apologize. not. He's not gonna apologize. He's stupid. But it's just people putting their foot in their mouths, being willfully ignorant. But to to deny that this man had a cultural impact is just ignorance. Like, how dare you? So God bless Stanley. Like you, you were too good for this world, especially when you have idiots like this trying to, and it's fucked up. Cause even Stanley himself was vocal about how he felt being a comic book writer was perceived in society. He felt like other people were doing bigger and better things like being doctors and being uh, contractors to build buildings. But then he realized that entertainment's so important for, people's psyche and like their their temperament and he's right like and beyond that it, it teaches lessons like i i think you know kevin smith even says that he yeah, got here's, his, here's his the, moral here's the quote from stanley he said i used to be embarrassed oh, because i was just a comic book writer while other people were building bridges or going on to medical careers there you go and then i began to realize entertainment is one of the most important things in people's lives without it they might go off the deep end I feel that if you're able to entertain people, you're doing a good thing. Yeah, Bill Maher, you fucking comedian. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Bill Maher, you yeah. would think you would you you're, would be the one of the main ones to get it because yeah, you are an entertainer for for your career. Exactly. But yeah, even like some people's like like Kevin Smith says it perfectly that he got his moral barometer from comics. Like, there's so much influence that these stories have because they're really just parables. They're really just metaphors for being a better person. Like, yeah, that's so much that instilled in the young minds. They're today's versions of, like, Aesop's fables. fables. Yeah, Stanley created mythology. He created modern he created mythology. Uni- he created a universe. Yeah, which is modern mythology. Which is a way better read than Greek mythology. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, recipe, Stanley. Fuck these idiots. Like, granted, a lot of comic book artists and, and, and uh, writers want to put their own stamp on, you know, comics and stuff like that. And create new characters and everything, but everything was created like the foundation of the Marvel universe started with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. Yep. Like they already they shaped the Marvel universe for what it is. Yep. Like they already made Galactus and the Silver Surfer and Doctor Strange and they create the the engine that continues to produce these stories even now. And you know, yeah, writers now they expound on it like they'll say Galactus came from this this is where Galactus's origin came from or this mm-hmm. is like they didn't really go into like Wakandan's origin or where Vibranium came from, but Stanley started Yeah. He started running that race and he's passed baton onto generations to come. And that's like I don't know, that's beautiful to me. Yeah, and even back he then, created, like, with Stan, a, he has a legacy. with Stan's soapbox, he came out against racism even back then when it wasn't cool for especially a white person to yeah, he was very be a nigger lover. Damn, wow. <laughs> but he was very that's anti-racism. That's what they would call him. Yeah, but he was, he was very anti-racism, and like that was important you know, for our culture, and it gave a voice to the voiceless. But yeah, I don't know. That's all I got to say about Stanley's death. Rest in peace, bro. Excelsior. You're in a better place with Joan, I think. But yeah, Excelsior. But... On a on a more but, but before I before I get to that let me uh 
Neil Gaiman responded to uh, Bill Maher, Bill Maher's uh, tweet, and he basically said more. I mean, he said a little bit more than this, but this is the most important one. More people care cared about Stanley's death than care about Bill Maher alive. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> the savagery. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. All right, Neil Gaiman. Hold on. Clap. <laughs> yeah, golf clap with that one. That was good. Um. So yeah, so gonna end this Stanley segment by dropping it with this right here. I cannot tell you how much I love my fans. They, sometimes at night I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, ah, what's it all about, you know? And then I get a letter from a fan or I read something or I see something or I remember something and I realize it's so lucky to have fans, fans who really care about you. And that's the reason I care so much about the fans, because they just, they make me feel so great. And there's something, if you think about it, that is wonderful about somebody caring about you as I care about them whom you've never met, who may live in another part of the world, but they care and you have something in common and occasionally you contact each other. And this business of fans, I think is terrific. And I love them all. We love you too, Stan. Oh my God, that was a beautiful video. So, yeah, so that message just goes to show Stan Lee really cared about his fans. Like, granted, having to pay to take pictures and stuff like that, that's a more recent thing. Mm. But before, before like, the whole Comic-Con phenomenon, he would take a picture with anybody. Yeah, that's why like, so many people have pictures yeah, that's why in the so first many, place. Yeah, that's why so many people have pictures. He was doing little cameos in everyone's lives <laughs> before it became cool in the movies. Yeah, this podcast wouldn't exist. Yeah, man. I without love Stan Lee. Love you too, Stan. So... Excelsior. Excelsior forever. Forward always. Yeah. (sighs) And on that note, I guess we'll talk about the crimes of Grindelwald. (laughs) 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 What a segue that's going to (laughs) be. Stanley left magic on our world, and now we're talking about the magic of Harry Potter. (laughs) Mm, Ain't that magical these days. (laughs) But let's talk about it. Let's talk about Fantastic Beasts. Jordan's trash. (laughs) Am I though? (laughs) The crimes of Grindelwald. My brothers, my sisters, the clock is ticking faster. My dream, we who live for truth, for love. The moment has come to take our rightful place in the world where we wizards were free. Join me. Or die. The wizarding and non-wizarding worlds have been at peace for over a century. Grindelwald wants to see that peace destroyed. You want me to hunt him down? 
kill him. Dumbledore, why can't you go? I cannot move against Grindelwald. It has to be you. Do you know why I admire you, Nick? You do not seek power. You simply ask, is the thing right? The time's coming when you're going to have to pick a side. No, I don't do sides. What are you going to do? I think it's something. Mute, you never met a monster you couldn't love. Um, and for those that don't know the Blurred Vision rating system, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Cashapon. But yeah, man, this is a sequel to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, or whatever the fuck the title was. <laughs> um, this takes place almost a year later. The crew from the last movie. Wait, 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 wait. What? We gotta have a, we gotta have a Fantastic Beast bumper. You mean the trailer that we always do? No. It's like a trap remix of a fucking <laughs> Harry Potter song. No. Yep. <laughs> you start twerking right now. Expecto Patrono. Ah ah ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a Harry Potter dance party in here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stop it, like 10 seconds. Okay, you, you've lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 break it down. Mikey's doing fucking <laughs> backflips right now. You can't see it, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, almost a year after the events of the first movie, Newt's commander and his crew of random magical and non-magical misfits have to follow up with their takedown of the infamous, not Voldemort, Grindelwald to the last movie. <laughs> Vault. Vault. Uh, just not Voldemort. That's all he really is. <laughs> Johnny Depp, who isn't Colin Farrell, <laughs> is now the villain of this movie. Um, and yeah, the adventure is on to stop Grindelwald, who's es- escaped from uh, from prison and is going around Europe trying to recruit a new army of wizards to take down the non-magical world. That's the Jordan synopsis for this movie. <laughs> Um, and I know you're a huge Harry Potter fan. I wouldn't say huge because there are people that like I haven't read the books, but in terms of the movies, okay, yeah. you're a very big Harry Potter fan. I want that. Yeah, I'll take that. I'm a I'm a, I'm a casual Harry Potter according, fan. I like Harry Potter. According to many, like my friend, she's like I'm not a true fan because I haven't read the books. So wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow, just like in the Harry Potter world, there's like degrees of like wizards. Yeah. Like, well, I guess I'm a mug blood. And you're just not a pure I'm a, blood. Yeah, I'm a half. I'm a half breed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a no magic or whatever. So if you've read the books and all that other stuff, and not just the seven books, but you have to have read the tales of Beetle the Bard and the uh, fuck is that? It's the books about that's what the uh, they tell you the origins of the Deathly Hollows. Mm, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> so if you didn't read tales of Beetle the Bard, you didn't read the Cursed Child, you didn't take your te- the test on Pottermore. You're not a true fan. You're not a pure blood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And that's basically the crux of this movie. But they take Slytherins, and 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 they take half bloods and Slytherins. So I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Um, 
You can't yeah. get you can't get in Slytherin. So fuck you. I don't want to be Slytherin. You're trash. Hufflepuff. <laughs> the Chill House. Um, who's notable on Hufflepuff? <laughs> I don't care who's notable. I'm chill. <laughs> Hufflepuffs just want to keep their own devices and be chill. Bruh. They're trash devices. <laughs> Ch- chill, bruh. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got Ezra Miller returning somehow. We've got, we've got Johnny Depp. We've got uh, Eddie Redmayne. How'd you feel? Ezra this? Miller's kind of hot in this movie. Who? I like the short hair. Oh, cut. Ezra Miller? I like the short haircut. Does he look buffer or thinner or something in his face looks more chiseled? Looks more chiseled. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what you've been doing, but I'd suck it. He's been working. Whoa. <laughs> he's been working out since Justice League. For He's been working out for the Flash. That's not, that's not happening. That's never going to happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what did you think about this movie? Let's talk non-spoilers first, give our general thoughts and our ratings, and then we'll jump into spoilers and talk specifics. So yeah, as you said, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I'm wearing my shirt. Mm-hmm. Slytherin. I have, I have Slytherin socks. I'm wearing Slytherin underwear right now. Mm-hmm. I have an elder wand at home. Uh, I cosplayed as a Slytherin. Yep. I, I've seen every single movie in the theaters, mm-hmm. going all the way back to the beginning. I have the books. I haven't read the books, but that's a trend with me having stuff and not <laughs> not looking at it. Yes, there is. Um, so I think I'll, Harry Potter. I will get to the books eventually. Harry Potter is one of the few movie franchises, and this is actually pretty impressive since there's so many movies, like seven in the original series. That um, I think each movie got better than the last one. It did. Yeah, as as they grew darker and the kids got older, the movies actually also got better. That's very rare. So I, by the last movie, I ended up being a, I was a big Harry Potter, or not big, but I was a Harry Potter fan by the end of that series. I watched them, I think I've watched every single one in the theaters. Yeah, the only movie, I, the only set of movies, group of movies I could say that about is the MCU movies that I've seen every single one in the theaters. Yes, also mm-hmm. very true, yeah. There's not many franchises that I can say I've seen every single one in the theaters. I can say, oh, yeah, I've seen all of them, but not in the theaters. And what were your impressions of the first Fantastic Beast? Just to refresh my memory. Because I wasn't a huge fan of it. Like, I liked it. It was I, all right. I liked, I liked yeah, the, it. Was, I, I liked, didn't like Newt's Commander, but I liked the side characters more. So I liked yeah. Queenie, and I liked, uh, what's it, the big guy? Uh, uh, Jacob. Jacob. That's his name? Wait. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember his name. We know what I'm talking about the the big funny it guy. It starts with a J, I think. I think it is Jacob. Is it Jacob? I I don't remember. But <laughs> he he was my favorite character in the last movie, and the way they ended it, where he got his memories erased, um, by the Forgeticus or whatever the fuck that spell is, <laughs> I was disappointed. But I, I was happy that they at least teased that he would get his memories back somehow. But how they executed in this movie. We'll talk about it's, it. It's not, it's not your rating. Shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of Newt in the last movie. Yeah. No. Yeah. It is Jacob. I was right. Jacob Kowalski. Kowalski. That's why I remember. Kowalski. I was like, is it Jacob? Yeah, it's Jacob. Okay. I think because I think, don't they refer to him as Kowalski though? Like most people? I feel like in this movie they kept, they called him Jacob. They did? I yeah. Remember. Okay. But yeah. So yeah, so so what do you think about Fantastic Beast one first? Shut the fuck up! So I'm asking. <laughs> so yeah, based on that, I, I am a big. I'm not a. I'm not a. A pure blooded fan, no. not yet until I read the book. But yeah, I'm a big fan, so I wanted to say that. Uh, first, the first movie, I thought it was. I thought it was decent. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it enough that I bought the Blu-ray. Because if I buy the Blu-ray, that means I, I liked I had some type of enjoyment for it. Like, like you said, I'm not a big fan of Newt Scamander, but I liked everybody else. Queenie and uh, Tina. 
seeing especially the relationship between Queenie and Jacob. I really like that. I really like Colin Farrell's character. I was disappointed that he wasn't, you know, actually <laughs> he wasn't Colin Farrell. Yeah, that he wasn't Colin Farrell. Then, Psych, I'm dying that, which is the weirdest twist in the movie at the end. And then not like, even that, what? like, because I was like, so are they not going to bring Colin Farrell back at all? Like, is he not going to, because nah, I'm like, who did he? Was, he was Apology Juice. But even then, but who was that person that he played? Like, where is that person that, because obviously if he, if he, uh, can you kill him? If he glamored himself, maybe he killed him, but I'm just like, I wanted to see more of Colin Farrell. I agree. But yeah, but overall, I enjoyed the movie enough. It was just a weird-ass swerve. In the, in the last, literally the last moments of your movie to turn your main villain into Johnny Depp. It's just like, what? So I was, <laughs> I was definitely curious to see where this movie would go. Then yeah. I saw the trailers, and I saw Jude Law, suave-ass, was cast as Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, Dumbledore. <laughs> okay. You see, you see that Dumbledick? All right. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I was definitely excited. Every time I hear that theme, do, 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 do. yeah, same for this movie. I get a a boner, little pre cum. <laughs> the nostalgia is getting yeah, to you. Pre cum drips out a little bit, okay. slides down my leg. All right, fucking gross. And I gotta wipe it up. Go watch a continuous review here, right? <laughs> this is part of my review. No, it's not. <laughs> the magic of the the expelliarmus. <laughs> The Patronus, the Patronus is white. Oh, I'm so grossed my, my Patronus is semen. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I was excited to see this movie. So I saw it at 12.30 today. And I got to say, I was fucking bored. <laughs> Thank you. I was about to be like, oh, we're about to fight. If you like this movie, son. I legit pulled up my phone at one point and was like, yo, when's this over? <laughs> I, I didn't pull out my phone. But I was looking at the screen. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Thank you. <laughs> like, oh my god, thank you. There was a bunch of. That's why I was, when you said you made it seem like you liked it. I was like, what the fuck? When you sent that message, it was like, oh, it's gonna be an interesting review of Fantastic Beasts. I was like, what did he mean? And this is before I saw the movie. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, does he like? Because most of the reviews were saying it was bad. So I was like, oh, does he like it? Okay, well, we'll see. Because usually we, you and I, are t- typically aligned. Yeah. Except for Overlord, because you're trash. But <laughs> you weren't that far off. <laughs> you're, still, you're still trash. Oh, uh, it's, a new, it's a war movie. I don't like war. Uh, That's not what I said. <laughs> no, too, I did it. It's too much war. Uh, no, it's a generic zombie movie. It's too much war. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, there was a lot of stuff happening, but none of it made sense. None of it had to do with the fucking title. Crimes of Grindelwald. Not even just that. But Show that, me more Grindelwald. <laughs> even, even the Fantastic Beasts. Like, they were there, but they weren't that fantastic. Why even have that title still? I don't know. They, didn't, they should have taken the, the I Fantastic guess, Beasts I guess part brand, out. I guess branding changed the title. I don't know. It's not this. I guess. They were like, what is this? Is this another Harry Potter movie? No, it connects to the Fantastic Beasts movie. Oh. It just makes you feel like you have to have like a quota of like beasts in it to make, it, you know, make that title make sense. Because I'm like, yeah, the beasts were there, but they didn't really... At least in the other movie, they had a there was a reason for them. This I one, actually liked them more in this movie because at least they had plot reasons for being there. Yeah, the I, other like, movie, I, I, I like there's like a whole like side plot. I'm just like I gotta catch them all, <laughs> like Pokemon. And this at least like they only showed but up. At least when there they, was, but I the guess plot. at least then there was a re- like that was a reason for that. Like he had to catch these random beasts that escaped from the his 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 suitcase or whatever. So yeah, but it felt that random. makes sense. But this one, it was just like well, we gotta. It's called Fantastic Beasts. We got to put beasts in it for whatever reason. Yes. It's just like, okay, I'm going to see Pokemon, Detective Pikachu. It's probably going to be a better better Uh, use of the Fantastic... Granted, it's not a review of the the Detective Pikachu movie, so let's not get into that. But I'm just like, 
I'm pretty sure that's to be a better use of the of the beasts. I'd agree with that. But <laughs> there was a lot of stuff in this movie that just didn't make sense. Ezra Miller's back. Why? Cause reasons. Bro, it's they literally throw it out there like, how's he back? Cause he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jacob. It's like, well, no, explain that. He exploded. Yeah. They showed him explode in the last movie. Jacob is back. How is he back? Cause reasons. Didn't you know? Yeah. Just whatever. And it's literally just that. It's just like, why? Because. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like, wait, what? Exactly. And then there were moments where there were like segments of the movie where they would explain somebody's backstory for like 20 minutes. And like, then another character would come in and was like, actually, that's not the true backstory. This is what really happened. And then they would explain and the, and, yeah, at the, the end, end and counteract somebody that else's backstory so... for another 20 minutes. And I'm like, what was the fucking point? Was the first backstory where you show flashbacks and shit. Now you're going to counteract and negate all of that with another story. And this is like, what the, what the fuck was the... Like, twist, move, Michael. Move on. Move no. on. I'm bored. The twist is what makes it interesting. No, it didn't. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what... That has to be what they were thinking. They're like, we'll, we'll say it's this, and people will think it's that, but then we'll throw them that, this curveball. And, like, and they'll be like, what? And, and like, like, sadly, nah. like, I can't even blame it on the directing. Like, I think, like, David Yates has directed. No, I don't think it's the director's fault. No, David Yates has directed a good amount of Harry Potter movies that I'm pretty sure, like, he like he knows this world, which, sadly enough, the, 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 the person that wrote the script, J.K. Rowling, who created this world, she, she knows this world more than anybody. I don't. Like this, I don't think the script was that good. So I think that's that's the the downfall of the movie, and that goes to show because people always say, like people always think that writer like just because you write in one medium that automatically means you're good writing in a different genre. Like so, just because J.K. Nah. Rowling is a great novelist doesn't necessarily mean she be she's a great screenwriter. Like uh, Charlene Harris, who wrote the uh, Sookie Stackhouse mysteries uh, that most people would know from True Blood. A lot of people asked her, like, why didn't she write the show? And she's like, I'm not a television writer. I'm a novel writer. Those are two different animals. And yeah. this go, and that's, this is a perfect example that goes to show, like, yeah, like, she might have had a lot of ideas. Like, you could tell that this was a world. Like, there were, there were some, there were rules. The characters lived, but none of it made sense for a movie. I agree. <laughs> like... You could see the bi- the backstory and exposition and the stuff that they were saying, but there was no like payoff. There was nothing interesting that made a movie like this. It will all wasn't ma- this will all this will all make be great for a novel, I guess that you could expound upon uh, yeah. and get more details to, as opposed to like what a script a uh, 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 two hour two and a half hour movie is what like ninety pages or something like it's that. It's just they didn't focus. Like there, was there wasn't. Un- it was very unfocused. There wasn't a single through line. That was satisfying in the movie. They, they had like multiple things happening at once and they tried to all tie it together at the end. But I feel like they didn't focus on the things that would have made it a more interesting watch. Like for this movie, they didn't it push it into the things that were good. Like, yeah, for this movie, it should have been Newt's movie. More so than the side characters. This should have been his movie. I agree. It should yeah, have been Dumbledore, like Newt, the, and Grindelwald. But I movie. feel like either the studio was like, everybody loved Jacob. Let's put him back in. Like they, the Queenie Jacob relationship. Let's well, put them I back. I don't mind but them was being like, in it. I, I no, just mind what they did with them. I didn't like them at all in this movie. And they were my favorite part of the other movie. No, no, no. I agree with that. But I'm saying like, I don't mind them as characters, but it's what they did with the characters movie is what made it bad. Like they, and I agree with you. They completely mishandled Jacob and Queenie. And they were my favorite parts of the other movie. And now I'm like, Queenie, what the fuck? And Jacob, 
all right, you're literally just here for comic relief moments. That's the only reason you're here. And even Tina in the other movie, she had a purpose. She had a drive. In this movie, she was just there. She's, because yeah, she she's was just there. The, she was in the other movie, so let's put her in there. But she, she didn't, didn't really have, to have be. She didn't really have any. She didn't really have anything to do. And why does everyone want to fuck Newt? I don't understand what the sex appeal with Newt is. Like, like three girls. There's like three girls in this movie that all want to have sex with Newt for some reason. They give him like the sex eyes, like mm, 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 Newt. Mm. I'd fuck Newt. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He's like the most like. Clearly he has some kind of like Eddie, disorder. Eddie Ray, Eddie Ray Mary with that with that hair, that suave hair. <laughs> what the fuck is about Newt that's sexy? He's always like stumbling over his words and he's like so not confident in himself. Or not, he, I it's guess that, not, not confident. It's that, that nerd appeal. Is that what it is? <laughs> All right. <laughs> like his assistant wanted to fuck him, Tina wanted to fuck him, and the Lestrange lady wanted well, to no, fuck I, him. I'd take Dumbledore. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on Dumbledore. And yeah, that's another thing like... They show Dumbledore, and I'm like, okay, when, when is he coming back? Is he coming back? No, he's not coming back. Is he coming back in the next scene? He's not coming he back. Three oh, times. he's here. Then he's gone again. Middle and yeah. That was it. It's like, oh, where's Dumbledore? And he, that, and it, that's the story I want to see. No, you're not going to show me the story I want to see? Oh, okay. Let, oh, we're getting more of this? Oh, you're introducing a new character. And then, oh, there's no why? reason There's no reason for this character to be here. So why, why are they there? <laughs> oh, you killed this character. So why? Okay, so then what was the point of introducing them? Uh, oh, okay. So what are we doing here? Oh, this. Oh, okay. Like, I was doing that the whole movie. <laughs> literally, in the halfway point, I, look, I literally brought my phone and was like, yo, how long have I been? I was, do, I was doing, like, movie math. I'm like, all right, the runtime is two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, I've been here for an hour and a half. All right, it's 40 minutes left. That's a bad sign in movie. I'm, like, literally doing calculus to figure out when the fuck I could get out of the movie theater. I was just bored. And I'm like, this, the other movie I didn't enjoy as much, but this was, like, it was another level of, like. 20 steps down. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm sorry. What were you saying? But, yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, and Nagini, they made this big stink about her being Bro. in this movie. Again, what was the what was the point? Maybe future movies will flesh her out more because in this movie she was just side dressing. She was but just like, "Hey, remember the snake that Voldemort I hate, had? I hate when movies, this is her." I hate like, when movies what? do that though. She was a girl. Yeah, sure. I hate okay. when, I hate when movies do that with though. a disease that turns you into a snake permanently if you turn into a snake too much. What like, you don't have any purpose in this movie, but in the next movie, in the next movie, okay, they introduce her in the next movie. Yeah, screenwriting one on one. Like there's like. When your character has no purpose other than to be like, huh? Remember that name? Huh? It's like take it out. Cause like, what if you no don't point. get? Cause it's like, what if you don't get another movie? It's the same criticism we had with Ken. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> All right, so what do you think? What was your uh, rating for this? Uh, I would give it a low passable. Man, we are always in the same. I'm gonna just echo you right away. I, I'm gonna give it the same rating, low passable. Because it's not to say I hated this movie, because there are actually some elements I really liked. Like, that's why I said, they need to focus on the things that worked. Grindelwald? I went in my arm across yeah, my Johnny Depp. Yeah, interestingly Yeah. But he was, I was good. Like, I was like, Johnny Depp. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hate Johnny I Depp I was like, this. yo, he's actually into He did some things in the beginning of this movie that are, like, pretty fucking cool. One thing that's really, like, really dark. Really dark. Yeah, like, even though he was in the makeup, he wasn't playing... A cartoon character. He wasn't like Jack Sparrow over the top. He was no, very or Edward subtle. Scissor hands or like yeah. the Mad Hatter or anything like that. He he was reserved. He was Johnny playing Depp. a person. Yeah, but but a a reserved yet charismatic and persuasive person. And they at first I was like they keep saying he's persuasive. But I'm not really seeing it. But when you get to that last scene where he gives that speech, I think they show parts of it in the trailer. Uh huh. That was a great scene. And 
what they do in his character, it makes you understand how a person like Voldemort or a Dark Lord could rise up if you use the right rhetoric, if you if you manipulate people in the right way, if you're able to like change public perception the way you want it to be changed. And like those moments were fucking great. And like I, I literally the whole movie I had my arm crossed, like, this is I'm bored, I wanna go home. I, I, this is in less than passable, borderline poor vision territory, but by the time you get to the last, like, 10, 15 minutes, I sat in my chair, I was like, yo, where was this Yeah, where was this at? the whole movie? Like, even how the movie ended, I was like, yes! Okay, see, now, it this makes- This the halfway point! Yeah! If this stuff happened at the halfway point, or a little bit before, and the, the rest of the movie was about that stuff, it might have been a great movie, but it's like, they, they got so lost in the, this really- a mystery plot that you don't really care about at all until the reveal at the end because it was just the sake of the twist. But the mystery was like overly dragged out. There was so and much I mean, like maybe- running around searching for people, but it's like, I don't care about the, the search we're on. Like, why are we, why is this important right now when, when the focus of the movie is supposed to be Grindelwald and his crimes, but they, they introduce that in the beginning but then the whole middle of the movie is about let's run around Europe trying to find fuck trying trying to find fucking credence. And I mean, I don't know. You don't know what you know, so you can only speak about what 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 we know at the moment. And I mean, maybe once all the movies come out, we go back and look at this movie and go, okay, now that we've seen where it ends, this movie's actually not that bad. But just based on where we are now, I'm like, yeah, I'm. Uh... But I think that this is how it was executed could have been done so much better. And I think the reason we were bored in the middle, it's not even the things that we're trying to juggle. I don't personally don't think they needed those things that they threw into the middle of the movie and a lot of the twists they added for no real reason. But you could do those plot beats, but it's the pacing and how it was executed and how it felt so convoluted in the middle is why it lost, I think, me and you. Because, um, like, again, it's just, it's just weird European adventures for the whole middle. And you're trying to find this this anti-chosen one who is apparently Credence and they barely give you a reason for why he's even alive in the first place. And he's... Yeah, they show him, but he has so few speaking lines that he's not even really a character. He's just like like a plot device you're trying to find. Yeah, he's a MacGuffin. Yeah. And it's like I don't it's I don't know. He's he's not even really playing the same character from the first movie. His personality is even His personality different. is muted. Yeah. So I'm like, you're not even the same guy from the first movie, so why do I care? And the same thing goes for the side characters too and their plots that continue in this movie. Cuz a lot of them it's like it's like they they plan for one movie. And then realize, oh wait, no, we can make it a franchise. But I know that wasn't the case. They, I know no, they, 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 they started. They planned for seven movies, but, but the, now it's dropped to five. But the way they ended that first movie felt like a conclusion, especially with what, what they did with Kowalski and Queenie and all that stuff. So to bring them all back and just do like a hand wave of like, yeah, basically forget that entire epilogue of the last movie. None of that shit mattered. They're all back and we're going on more adventures. It's just like, what? It felt like a hard stop. And then a stumble into the next movie. And then when you actually get into like a jogging pace by the time you get in the middle, there's nothing around. You're in the middle of nowhere because nothing the fuck is happening. All these characters are introduced for no reason. The bl- random black guy who's like a relative of the Lestranges. That you, it's, like, it's all this plot that has to do with him and the, the other Lestrange nowhere. girl. Yeah, and the other Lestrange girl. And they get they give her backstory, but she wasn't even in the last movie. She was just spoken about, right? Like she wasn't in that last movie. No. Yeah, they just they just mentioned her once. And it was like, oh, strange. I know that name. And they introduce this character and they give her some backstory, which is weird. Like she's dating the like she it's like they had a connection, her and Newt, but then she ended up being with her his his brother. And there's this Spoilers. 
well, is that really spoilers in the very beginning of the movie? <laughs> but there's just so much stuff that goes on with like the brother character where we're supposed to care about their relationship. That's like also like, you know, on the fringes. But like, I felt like that should have been more established in the first movie and had payoff for that in this movie. But they tried to establish it and pay it off in the same movie. So there's a point where he, like, he did something to his brother and he's like, this is the best moment of my life. And it's like, I yeah, don't. That's in the trailer. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know who. I don't know you and your brother well enough to like feel what you feel right now. And then not even, not even just that they could have showed it in the other movie. Even they could have showed it in this movie. They didn't. They didn't really show what their relationship was. Yeah, it was barely focused on because you're so busy with all these other side plots going on, like with the circus and the guinea and the beasts and. Fucking, you're fighting random demon cats. That's what I was way bullshit. too. It was way too much going. On. That's why I said this movie should have been Newt's movie. Like all the other side characters, yeah, let them be there. But they tried to, they tried to give everybody their story. Yeah, and it's like no, rain it in. Yeah, rain it in, rain it in. Yeah, just like, just like focus in, on Grindelwald. Just like in Infinity War, for the most part, it was Thanos' story. Like exactly, all and the other characters been... had story as well, but it was very minimal. Yeah. And that should have been this. It should have been Grindelwald's story. And honestly, what Newt and Grindelwald? And that's movie, not the no, no, not even Newt and Grindelwald. Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Because there's shit. There's shit that is. Well, I guess that's supposed to be the later movies. Because if, if you look at like the 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 Harry Potter mythology, yeah, Dumbledore does take out Grindelwald, but it happens years later. Okay, that's that's a good point. But so yeah, maybe focus more on a Newt and and and. Uh, Grindelwald, but still, there's some stuff. That, that's the thing. Even it's called the Crimes of Grindelwald, but we don't really get much. No, a we don't get much of Grindelwald, and then we don't get much of him criming. Yes, the crimes are the things he did in the last movie, I guess. But then in the very beginning of this movie, they hand wave that away. Or the things he's done before the movies even started. Like, weren't they gonna kill somebody in the first Fantastic Beast? Like, lure them into some like water thing that was going to kill them for crimes way less severe than what Grindelwald was doing. I don't understand why they didn't kill Grindelwald. Instead, they kept him in prison for six months and then, like, let him escape because they had, like, the most bare minimum security possible. <laughs> That's because they ki- they couldn't kill him. He's, like, they had they got to kill him in a certain way because he's so powerful. I don't know. What? <laughs> okay, I guess. But I don't, I don't know. Even with Dumbledore, though, there's things that needed more explanation and I would have liked to have that, seen. But even, like, how did he, how did he escape? Who, Grindelwald? Yeah. Because of reasons. Yeah. I want to talk about... I was confused when he escaped. I'm like, when did that happen? Well, that's not a spoiler, obviously. If you no, yeah, we know about he escapes. Yeah. yeah. It's but about no, a movie. <laughs> but how he escapes, I was like, I'm, I don't know how this... When did this happen? Yeah, when did this, when did this happen? How did this happen? Yeah. Where did this happen? But no, but Who, Dumbledore, what, when, where, why, and how? Because the whole movie, Dumbledore was talking about, like, I can't fight Grindelwald. And, like, I'm thinking, oh, it's because he loves him. And, like... But then it gets to the point where it's like... That's not enough of a reason, dude. Like, if you just like him, like, you need to give more reason than that. But he's very vague. He won't tell you why. But there is a reason that they yeah, give him the Yeah, I was eventually they explain it at the end. Yeah, but it's like, make that clear from the door. If not to the audience, at least to the other characters who are asking you, hey, man, you're the only one that can beat this guy. Can you beat him? Nah, son, I can't do it. Why? Just can't. Like, like, like why would you just say it? It'd be so easy for you just to be like, this is the reason. But he's just like, Nah, son, can't do it. <laughs> I, mean, I guess there's a re because I don't know. The cops I, were literally at his door going, "We well, I don't, need your help." I don't, I don't know how like, it is in nah. like I don't know how it is in the wizarding world. I guess they have to explain it, but I think homosexuality is looked down upon. So if you if you if he does say it, they'll know. But it's not a homosexual reason is why he can't do it. I mean, well, he, they have like that doesn't necessarily mean they're homosexuals. But who else would you do that with? 
the fucking what's his name? The black guy did it with somebody. Did they he? they alluded to it because they said that they saw markings on his hands. That, that's that was the first hint. I'm not gonna say it here, but that that was the first hint as to what Dumbledore and Grindelwald did, and that's why he oh, couldn't I, fight him. I, I must have missed that part. It was like it was literally one line, and it happened right before they went back to showing the thing. Whatever. Point is, they could have gone more in depth with Dumbledore's reasonings for why he didn't want to fight Grindelwald, or even just Dumbledore in general, because he was in the movie so little. He should have been much more of a main character than what he was. Fucking Dumbledore, bro. Fucking Dumbledore. But, but Jordan, he's going to be a main character in the next ones. Make a main character in this one. Because we didn't need like six of the characters that were main characters in this. <laughs> so make a good character like him the main character. But anyway. But yeah, so I'm with you. Low passable. Um, and it's really only because the ending saved it. Like I was literally yeah, the like, ending definitely saved it. Like if, if that ending didn't happen, I was going to come in here like less than passable, maybe poor vision. I was that like, yo, this shit. Wow. I knew it was going to be bad. Like I, I heard it was going to be bad. But I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I was like, wow. It really was a mess in the middle of this movie. But yeah, let's talk about spoilers if you want to get into spoilers. Not, not just the middle. From the beginning to the damn no, near, I the beginning damn near was okay. to the end. I thought the beginning was okay. Yeah. The, okay, okay. Right, so spoilers. If you want to don't want to hear spoilers for Crimes of Grindelwald, jump to check out the time skips in iTunes description and jump to the next time skip. Timestamp. Um, but yeah, in the beginning I thought it was pretty interesting. They had cut out his tongue so he couldn't say spells. That was dope. Um, but it was the sequence. But even yeah, the act, the 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 beginning action sequence. Did you I'm see like, what's happening? It was so uh, yeah. I was oh, just about to say. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I can't follow this at all. It's, it's venom. It's venomism. Is again, bro. Everything was so black, and then it's raining on top of that, and then Stormy, it's cloudy. I'm like, I don't cuts. know. What, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, like the the perspective, the cinematography was all fucked up because they were flying through the air. There were moments I liked, like the things. And it was Johnny Depp. It was his acting in moments where he would like tap up on the glass, it, the way he would look at people. That was all good. Um, the way he sat up on the top of the um, the the sleigh or whatever, like when he killed all the people in the in the thing with him. That was cool. But it was just the way it was filmed was like I can't see what the fuck is happening. And I was also confused when the hell did he switch with that guy? That's what I was saying. I'm like, who, what, when, where, why? Like when did this? Like when did he have a chance to switch with reasons? Him? It happened. It just happened. Okay. Yeah, just I thought happened. maybe I missed something. I was like. When the fuck would he have time to switch with him? There was never a moment that I could tell where we could switch. But whatever. Magic. Magic, yeah. Let's, talk, <laughs> let's say that. But yeah, the, the hand-waving bullshit from the last movie with Queenie and, uh, or, and Kowalski and, and Ezra Miller's character. Like, oh, he's dead. I, I thought he died. Nah, he survived. How? It doesn't say. Yeah, they don't even ask. Because they showed him explode. There's no him getting away or anything. It's like, no, he survived. And he's in, he's in Paris now. Like, what? what? Okay, moving on. And and fucking Kowalski, yeah. I thought you I thought you got obliviated. Oh, it didn't work. That needs to be like why? Well, he like, said it's like it only got rid of the bad memories, and I didn't that, have no, any bad memories. That's not how that works. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's not how that works at all, bro. No, <laughs> that's some retconning bullshit right there. <laughs> and then on top of that, to have him be brainwashed when he's first introduced by Queenie because she wants him to marry her, and then when he gets unbrainwashed, he's the bad guy. Like she gets mad at him. For not wanting to get married, but I'm like, but you brainwashed him. Like, how how are you walking off in a huff right now? I and I felt bad because I like the character Kowalski. He's a good actor, but that scene was just like, what the fuck, Queenie? Yeah, like I was like I was saying, I liked both of their characters in the first movie. In this movie, I didn't give a fuck about neither one of them. Yes, because every there was no character for him really. Every time they told Kowalski, he was just talking about Queenie, how she loved her, and at the end, she ends up being 
like brainwashed by Grindelwald's persuasiveness and ends up like joining him and his and his dark army or whatever that's building because she doesn't think they're evil. And I'm like, but you stupid. Like, because <laughs> she thinks, oh, if Grindelwald has his way, I can marry, uh, what's his... But why do you think he would want to marry... If that's your whole goal, why do you think he would want to marry you after the shit you're pulling? Yeah. You're joining somebody... Even if you don't think and he's evil, on top of that, he's killing people in that stadium. Or not even just that, but his whole goal is to subjugate humanity. Your so-called future husband is a human. Well, not all humanity. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Not all, but still. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just joking, but yeah, that's a lot of that. That stuff. He said he doesn't no want to kill all humanity. He, but wants, he to wants to use to, them. He wants to subjugate all of them. Yeah, <laughs> but that speech was good. Like it, it was legit. Like I could see, and just like with Supergirl this season, like you, you can see how someone who is extremist can influence others with the gift of gab. Uh-huh. Like, by playing to their fears. And that was a great scene, too, when he makes the illusion of, like, basically World War II. Yeah. With, like, the bombs going off and stuff, nuclear bombs and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that was good. It was all very powerful stuff. So I was like, okay. If I were a, a high-blood wizard or whatever, a pure-blood wizard, I would also be like, fuck, man. That's the future. Fuck humanity. We need to take control of this shit now. Make Wizarding World great again. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, that last scene was fucking amazing. And they have Queenie... Like betray them at the end like that. I was just like, nah, man, you fucking up her character right now. And then the thing I didn't get: why did the fire affect some and not others? I, I thought it was people. In my understanding of it, and they didn't explain it, but I I assumed it was people who was loyal, who were purely loyal to him. Because one of the guys that he was like fucking around with earlier in the movie, the the Asian guy, who yeah. like who seemed like he was loyal to Dumbledore. He called him the Great Dumbledore at one point, mm-hmm. and and fucking. Grindelwald was like, don't say that shit in front of me. <laughs> like the way he looked at him was like, yeah, don't say that. He was like, I mean, Dumbledore, not the great Dumbledore. <laughs> um, he burned too. So I felt like people who weren't loyal to him. That's why when Credence walked through, it looked like he was going to burn at first, but he was fine. That's how Queenie got through. Um, and that's why What's-Her-Face died. Uh, Lestrange, I've heard her name. Rita? That's how Rita. Zoe Kravitz was wasted in his movie. Like, what was the point of having her in this movie? Completely wasted. And they spent so much time talking about her backstory of like to, her just past. Just to say, oh, it's a Lestrange. But then it's like, we're not doing anything with her, really. And we're going to kill her in the same movie we introduced her. She was just like the, the name. She was only there because of the name Lestrange. And she has no relation to Lestrange, Lestrange, other than the fact that she's in the family, kind of. Yeah, well, she's... She, and that was a fucked up backstory where... The Lestrange dude basically abducts a black woman and yeah, she would have been like her, and, and forces her to like have her, sex with him, her grand aunt or something like that. Yeah, but it wasn't like a thing where it was like you know a love in the family. She she he raped his mother, her mother basically. Yeah, the fuck man, and that's what why the black guy is part of this story now. And I guess he's the main character because at the end he's with everybody else. So yeah, he's the mother, the he the mother, the Bellatrix's the, the, uh, mother, firstborn son. So yeah. he's not a Lestrange. No, he's not. His mother was abducted to make yeah. her. Um, that's why he's dark skinned and she's light skinned because she's like half. Um, and then all like you said in that ending, for all that running around in Europe to ultimately come down to 
oh, it's Credence Lestrange. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if he is. Why would I care? Why would I care? Like, why is that a big deal? And it was like, no, he's not. And here's a long backstory about a boat situation where two babies were switched and he thought he was Lestrange, but really, but turns yeah, out that, he's not. But that's after having a long sequence that explained that he was a Lestrange. Yeah. Only to be told, nope, actually, this is the okie doke. <laughs> wrong. He's not a Lestrange. He's just a random kid. Yeah, I don't. It's like twenty minutes of conversation. I'm like, <sighs> like we've all been building. This, this is what it was all building to. It was all building to this. I don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> you are not the father. Yeah, and then, and then the revelation, the plot twist, spoilers is even more confusing. He's a Dumbledore. What is he? He's not the brother that is in the Harry Potter movies, right? No, he's not Albert Fourth. Okay, that's the brother that doesn't like Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah. So this is just a a new Dumbledore that we have never seen before. Apparently, I'm assuming like he can't be, he he has to be like a cousin. He can't be a brother, okay? Because it wouldn't work with the timeline. Because when he would be born, his parents would have been dead already. It's just so random. So yeah, he has to be like a cousin. How was he on the boat? I don't. They didn't explain any of that, but it's like, I don't know. It just seemed like it only matters. Because they use the word Dumbledore. Yeah, they use Dumbledore. Like, oh, shit, he's a Dumbledore. That explains why he's so powerful, I guess. Because he gives him a wand at the end, and he basically shoots a Kamehameha blast and destroys, like, a mountain. I'm like, bro, are they have DBZ fights in the next movie? Like, what the fuck? Like, that's that's way more powerful than I've ever seen in the thing I always found weird and never liked about Harry Potter is, for the most part, like, you're born with magic, but at the same time, if you don't have a wand, you can't do shit. Well, he can, because he's a... What a, a fart cloud! I don't remember what yeah, it's called. Yeah, well, besides him, and then every once, like in the first Harry Potter movie he made, he did magic without a wand. But still, for the most part, even that was weird. I thought the thing, I thought that was supposed to be killing him, right? Wasn't that thing that he becomes like supposed to kill him? I don't remember. It was some explanation like that. Like you, if you suppress your magic and grow up without expressing it or whatever, you become that thing. But like. Most people don't grow up because that thing eventually consumes them and kills them. So, and that's why I thought he looked all sickly and stuff toward the end of the movie in the last in the last movie. But this one, he's just fine. And at one point, he even uses it just cause to defend himself or whatever. When he met he the woman, because he was mad. Yeah, when he met the woman that wasn't his mother, I was like, okay, all right, she's dead. Oh no, I care. I guess. <laughs> Same thing from Nagini. She's just there. I guess they're in a relationship. I guess. I don't know. Friend. I don't friends. know. I don't know. Either way, it makes no sense for her to be in this movie. She served no purpose. She was literally just the tag along. And I guess now she's part of the main crew because she was, again, she's there at the end standing with all the, the heroes. So I guess. I but it's like, who cares? I don't know. Dumbledore was good. They just needed to have more of them. Because oh, and that's that's the twist. The twist yeah, is yeah, that is like no real, there's no real diversity in his movies. Oh no! <laughs> like even the, the the people of color, every like pretty much every person of color they introduced was just a plot device. Bella, not Bellatrix, but Lita Lestrange. I mean, she died. So. She died, and and like in the same movie, she was introduced. Yeah. The black guy. Like, do I care? No. Why the black I... guy. Who cares? Moving on. I definitely don't care about him. And I don't understand why at one point he had a weird dragon parasite. What the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck with that. A lot was. of random things in this movie. Nagini. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Random alchemist that his hands break very easily when you touch his hands. With that terrible old makeup job, old man makeup job. Why? Like, why was that a thing? But that's uh, that's Nicola Fleming. Like, he's a 
major person in the in Harry Potter movies in the universe. Oh, okay. But it was still like, all right. <laughs> I don't know. Again, focus more on Grindelwald because in the beginning, oh, when he, Flamel. I said Fleming. Flamel. Uh, when he kills that kid in the beginning, or he has one of his henchmen kill that kid, I'm like, damn man, kids just aren't safe in movies anymore. Like if you're a kid. Watch out, because <laughs> now you're going to be killed to prove that the villain is a bad guy. Well, at least it was off screen. <laughs> but still powerful. I was like, shit. It wasn't like like it, where you saw him drag <laughs> oh, yeah, his <laughs> arm off and screaming. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just wanted more Dumbledore, because when they do explain... First of all, he's a master manipulator. The way he, like... Uh, guilt trips Newt into going to Paris in the first place to find Credence. He's like, well, you know what? I shouldn't even ask this of you, Newt. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna see you later. He disappears. He's like, wait, wait. Ah, oh, I guess I have to now. <laughs> and then he still had the glove. Yeah, but that was cute though. But um, and then of course how they still awkwardly don't explain why Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Why not? Don't make that subtext. Make that the text. Like, make that the forefront the, of the, the plot. The longing, the looks. <laughs> like, why not make that actually part Looking of the plot? Looking in the mirror and the smile. Granted, if you know what the mirror is. Yeah, deepest desire. Yeah. You know, clearly, they're just, uh, he was like a brother to you. We were more than yeah, brothers. Yeah, we were more than brothers. Yeah, well, just. Okay, what does that mean? Just say it. You're fucking. Just say it. <laughs> like, I, it would actually give more emotionality to the story if you actually discussed that. Because at the end, you know, it seems like he's just being a dick. We're like, I, hey, man, be green of all. Because only you can. Nah, brah, can't do it. When he does reveal why, and that's the setup, it's because they have like an unbreakable vow. And I guess if blood, you blood vow, yeah, if you cut your hand, do a handshake in the Wizarding World, you make like an actual unbreakable vow that neither person can break. And the first hint of that was the black guy, and I don't even think they explain what his vow was. But when they capture the black, not Lestrange guy. They look at his hands and it's just like, oh, he's made an unbreakable vow. He's got scars on his hands. I was like, oh, okay. That's what Dumbledore did, clearly. But they don't explain that until the very end of the movie. Uh-huh. But it's just like, why is that a secret? Just say that. The police, the equivalent of the police of this world, is are, are asking you why you can't fight the Hitler of this world. And your response is, nah, bro, I can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I guess but Dumbledore is all about his secrets. I guess. So he probably doesn't want anybody to know. Because I, I guess know. maybe that gives them power over him or somewhere. I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. Because also at the end of the day, like, what would it accomplish if they knew? They get off his back. Because they, they thought he, they were work, he's working with Grindelwald. You know what I mean? Maybe the argument is they, they would think, oh, you're definitely working with him. You've made an unbreakable vow with him. But it's like, no, nah, man, we were kids. And then go on further to explain, now nah, we were kids and we were fucking. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, I don't know if, like, the wizarding world is homophobic or not. Because so if, if they are, that's not something he wants. But they make a point to be, like, they're super liberal. There's clearly not the same amount of racism in the wizarding world as there is. It might not the- be racism, but still something. There's enough, there's enough racism. Like, there's race, there's there's some type of racism. Like, think of how they treat the elves. Oh, yeah, the elves are a different story. But I'm talking about, like, the, you know, black people. Like, you know, they seem more like, like a black person's on the council or whatever. What's it called? The administration? Ministry of Magic. The Ministry of Magic, yeah. Um, is there anything else I wanted to talk about? I mean, that's really it. They should just focus more on Grindelwald because the little bit they did show of Johnny Depp's character, he was intimi- genuinely intimidating. He was genuinely persuasive when he had to be persuasive. 
and he was a compelling character when you line it up with uh, his relationship with Dumbledore. But it's like they had this amazing plot on their like on the side, and it was like. Let's nah. save that for later. Yeah. Uh, now it's all about European adventures and trying to find credence <laughs> and having fantastic beast adventures. It's like BVS. You got this amazing opportunity to get to 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 tell us, tell the audience what Superman is thinking. But nah, let's let's nah, not do that. Nah, son, it's not important. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's it. Anything else you want to talk about in this movie? Hashtag Slytherin for life. <laughs> Hufflepuff. <laughs> um. Talking about things that slither. Let's talk about this week's episode of Super. But you know, oh, uh, he had the Elder Wand. Credence? No. Uh, Dumbledore? Gr- Grindelwald. Oh, he did? Yeah. I, I didn't notice. You're trash. <laughs> I'm not a number one Super Harry Potter fan, apparently. Because Dumbledore gets it from when he defeats him. Mm, okay. I didn't know all that. Even I, I didn't even remember the, how the Grindelwald story ends. When, when do they mention that in the movies? The Harry Potter movies. I don't think they do. I think it's in the book. Only in the books? I think it's in the book. Oh. I thought maybe they offhandedly mentioned in the movie or something. They talk about him, like, very briefly. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Voldemort kills him in, like, one of the books. I Wait, mean, Voldemort the, kills Voldemort Grindelwald? kills Grindelwald in one of the books. I mean, I keep saying books, Wait. movies. Wait, what? I thought you said Dumbledore kills Grindelwald. No, he defeats Grindelwald. And then they lock him up. And oh, and then Voldemort finishes. Voldemort him off? goes to like one of the. Uh, he goes to like where they lock him up, and like they have a conversation, and then he kills him. Oh, like modern day Voldemort. Yeah. Oh, so even in the Harry Potter movies or the, the modern day Harry Potter stuff, he was alive until Voldemort killed him. He was alive. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow, Dumbledore really had a hard arm for that guy, <laughs> and Voldemort's like. I'm the new you, bitch. <laughs> Killed him. <laughs> yep, a hard on for Grindelwald and apparently nobody else because that was the only one. So I'm like, so is he a virgin? <laughs> That's the thing, though. Because J.K. Rowling says it was unrequited love, but they still had a they still had some like there was there was still a relationship, but it's just Dumbledore felt more. Hmm. That's weird. I mean, I'm not weird, but it's interesting that um. So there was definitely something between them, but Dumbledore just felt more. Can you imagine being Dumbledore when Voldemort rose to power and like, this shit again, man? I just dealt with this shit. <laughs> Come on, Sean. Like, he's like, is it me? Is it? Is it? Am I doing this? <laughs> but it's now it's Harry. Yeah. And now and Dumbledore and Voldemort was more powerful. Guess what? Greek credence feels like an evil Harry Potter. Like you know what I mean? Like an, an anti-chosen one. That's what Credence felt like in this movie. I feel like they just did a very poor job of streamlining that story. Yeah, because that's essentially what they did. They said, we need Credence. Credence is the only one that can defeat Dumbledore. Yeah. Why? Because reasons. <laughs> He's the anti-Potter. Yeah. Just because you have the name Dumbledore, that doesn't mean you know as many spells. Like, Well, he has fucking Kamehameha spell at the end of the fuck, bro. <laughs> and I know they're never going to have a battle that big scale. Can you imagine? They have to. They're never gonna do it. Like I'm granted that doesn't happen. That I'm pre- pretty sure that's not gonna happen to the fifth movie. But I'm just ready to see the battle between Dumbledore and and, and Grindelwald. It better be fucking giant, like giant scale shit. Like way more than the shit we got in uh, Order of the Phoenix between Dumbledore and uh, Voldemort. Voldemort. That was my favorite magic that fight. Was my, but in the it whole was series. too. Sh- it was short. Yeah, it was short. 
I remember watching that like, oh shit, Dumbledore's a fucking high mage. <laughs> He's the avatar. He's in fire and water. Yeah, now, like, I want to see him in his prime. Kamehameha battle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but speaking of Slytherin, Parasite lost this week's episode of Supergirl. Oh, oh, oh. We didn't talk about the, the that terrible-ass CGI ending. Of <laughs> Grindelwald? The, the dragon fighting another fire dragon. Oh, the blue dragon fire The blue thing? dragon fire thing. What the fuck was that? I was very confused by that, but I didn't think it would look bad. I was just like, okay. I mean, it didn't look bad, but like, what the fuck was that? I don't know. I don't know. And the fact, it seemed overpowered. I'm like, how I do you... I guess maybe a high wizard like, like how do you Dumbledore. End a movie on that, like what is what is this? I don't know. That was their equivalent of the Dumbledore and Voldemort fight. But he's just Grindelwald is so powerful. It took like seven fucking wizards to hold back one of his spells. So I don't know. I guess it has to end with Dumbledore fighting him, right? So that's it the only to. way it can. When, yeah. But it's still like there's not even like it's one more movie. There's still like three more movies. Yeah, three. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depending on how. To, Depending on how this one does. Well, I, I feel like even if this one doesn't do that well, they're still going to make another one because the other ones is still a Harry Potter. Okay. Well, let's run through this DC talk. Um, so starting with Supergirl. You have to keep feeding. You become invincible. Supergirl, time to rumble. On it. You can absorb any alien's abilities. Why don't you pick on someone your own shape? No! This is one monster she can't fight. This week's episode is Parasite Lost. We've got Drunk Brainy in the beginning, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Long live the Legion! <laughs> but uh, this is a continuation of the uh, Agent of Liberty's plot to turn the world against aliens. And uh, the guy from the military, from the uh, D DOA? That's not it. D-E-O. D-E-O. Jensen. He's been infected with Parasite. That's what that slug was. And this, this version of Parasite is super overpowered. Like, it's like an instant kill if he touches you, basically. But Which it wasn't like that before. But in the stand, it's no. the same Parasite. So I'm like, is it, though? Yeah, it wasn't that instant, was it? This no. is like, you instantly die, basically. Unless, unless you're, you're Supergirl. Unless you're Supergirl, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's Parasite versus Supergirl. What did you think of this week's episode? Um, it's weird because I didn't hate this episode. I actually I enjoyed this episode, but at the same time, I didn't. <laughs> okay. So there are parts I liked. Um, the stuff with Jimmy and the Guardian thing and being kind of in the middle of two worlds, where on one hand, you know, he's trying to be a superhero and do good, and people love him for that. But at the same time, a lot of the wrong people love him because they feel like he's like anti-alien. He's a, the, a human defender, yeah, defender see, of human rights. And seeing the conversation between uh, the Starkiller Star Killer and Jimmy, <laughs> that, was like, good. that was a better BVS moment. <laughs> yes. When, when, when Bruce and Clark met, than what we got. And I like, again, it's, if you have a strong villain, it does wonders for your show because it makes every time those characters, that character's on screen more compelling. So every conversation he's had in this episode, I was like, I was all for it. Like, I think before I was wondering if he could be the main villain of this season. And I was like, I don't think he can be. But if he continues to have like intricate plots like this where he manipulates things to like he's like a, a smart villain, you know, but better than thinker, then I, I could see him being the main villain for the season. I'm, I wouldn't mind it. Or uh, seeing the conversation that he had even with Lena. And, yeah. Like they're back and forth. Yeah. I, I like the moment where um, they're at that dinner party gathering or whatever and you see 
that his rhetoric is starting to influence everyone, not just like uh, the people that are extremists. Bless you. Yeah. And when they spoke to the mayor and it was like, you're supposed to be like one of the most centrist. Yeah. Like he's like, yeah, but this guy's speaking some truth over here and he's pointing maybe, to the, maybe he's a centrist. It's yeah. like, no, it's like, oh fuck. He's, like is the, is the Pentagon, what is it? The pen, pendulum is the pendulum swinging that much that now he's looked at as a centrist. Yeah, but in this world, you kind of understand where the people were coming from, because like, like he himself says, Star Killer, all of like the biggest threats to the world have been alien threats in the past seasons of Supergirl. So it's like I, it's believable that it feels like again, this is a Trump. They did a little minor. They did a little minor reference to Superman. Oh yeah, they're out there. Yeah, and Gotham. They did a Gotham. Yeah, they Gotham too. Um, shut up, Genesis. <laughs> Um, she's like, no, <laughs> but, uh, what was I going to say? But, uh, shut up. <laughs> You're fucking up. <laughs> um, but it, cause this is all just an allegory for Trump basically. But in this world, I think they do it out there. Oh, you can say Grindelwald is <laughs> an allegory for Trump. Kind of is, <laughs> but I mean, that's except less charismatic. <laughs> yeah. If Trump was as charismatic as Grindelwald. I might be pro Trump too, <laughs> but um, okay, not really. <laughs> Can you imagine if he was? That'd be scary. Yeah. You don't want Trump to have that kind of power. No, I'm glad he doesn't have the gift of gab like that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you, you, I, I think it's a believable shift where I can see this world kind of siding with these anti-alien sentiments. So yeah, that's that's you okay? Yeah, you know, how if you got lotion with sunblock in it. Like if it gets in your eyes, it's it starting burns. to burn. That's what's starting to happen. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. So if he has more intricate plots like this, like in this episode, I can see him being the main villain. Because the moment, oh, that's what I'm gonna say. In the moment where they were at that dinner party thing, and because he planned this to happen, he knew it was gonna happen. Where he had Parasite attack another part of the city, and then he's there with Jimmy. So then when the when everybody's like, oh my god, the city's being attacked. What will we do? He Basically calls Jimmy out and was like, we well, got Guardian, Guardian, yeah. Guardian will save us. Isn't that right, Guardian? He's like, fuck, you're using me. And he knows he can't do anybody. Yeah, he can't say no because he has to help people. And he's a hero. He wants to help people. Yeah. So it's a conflict of interest. And then when he does, everything he does positive can be spun to be like, see, this human's defending us against these alien menaces. Um, So stuff like that was smart. And I want to see more of that. Better Lex Luthor and Lex Luthor. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh God! Ha <laughs> I'm scared for this universe Lex Luthor too. I saw the casting for that. Yeah, dude from Two and a Half Men or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why don't you just get the Smallville guy? Because <laughs> not the same universe. Fuck that! <laughs> but uh, but yeah, something like that. I really enjoyed this episode. So yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, it's weird. Like, I I liked it, but so I what didn't you I like? Say, like, I'm trying to think back to the episode. Also, this is random, um, but you think that Tranny Girl and Brainy are going to get together? Uh, first, that's not uh appropriate title, Tranny. Oh, that's right. You said that was offensive. <laughs> transsexual? That's that, better. Okay. That transsexual woman and Brainy? Or trans, just trans. Trans woman and Brainy, are they going to get together? I think so. I that's think what so, it looks, that's what It, it seems like, like they're, they're building to that. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Just like, why didn't you call me? It's I hope like, they don't do over a heavy handed like yo why didn't you call me because you didn't ask me to call you you asked me to find you <laughs> you know they're gonna have a, you think they're gonna have a heavy handed thing where it's like they have a conversation about her being trans and he's like I don't care about that 
More than likely. Yeah. So, here we go. <laughs> it could be okay. He probably he'd be like, the, I don't even know what that is. How heavy-handed Supergirl's been, I'm always scared for them handling stuff like that now. But good to have representation for that, though. I'm like, I don't even know if it would be heavy. It would just probably be like, I just want to let you know. Them. Or they dedicate a whole episode to it and make it overly dramatic, <laughs> which wouldn't be unheard of for Supergirl. Because I don't think I, I don't I feel like the moment that she actually introduced it to like said she did it to Jimmy. I don't think that was that. No, I don't think it was heavy handed at all when she did that. Yeah, so I, I almost forgot. Yeah, I almost forgot I was like, that was so her. I, I, I was like, oh, so, who's this hot chick? All right, <laughs> she can still be hot. <laughs> I think she's hot. She can get it. <laughs> but yeah, like. <laughs> Going back don't judge to, me. I'm not, I'm not judging you. Do what you do what you want. Do you, boo? Who am I to judge? I suck dick for a living. <laughs> for a living? Yes, I, I suck. I do it for a living. That's why I'm poor. <laughs> business is not booming these yeah, days. Yeah, business is not booming. We're, we're, in a, we're in a dick sucking recession, apparently. So, guys out there in Blur Vision land, if you're 25 and older and you got. A FICO score of six wow. uh, of six eighty and higher. Okay. Hit your boy up. <laughs> Wait, so when did, when did you like this episode? Um, I'm trying to the think. spiritual leader stuff. Try, trying to think to this episode. Remember, because they did a whole thing with this a spiritual leader that was alien that they thought was like they're trying to put him on this pedestal because they wanted an alien to have be like a positive influence in media, but then they find out that he's kind of a dick in some ways. He's not not that he's a dick, but he's not perfect. This is like a learning moment where like, not all aliens are perfect. Just not all humans are perfect. No, I didn't dislike that. I didn't hate, I didn't love it, but I didn't, I didn't, okay. I didn't dislike that. So I'm, what didn't you like? I, I even liked when Alex talked down Parasite and it was like that speech about him. Like, like, cause he was an ex DEO agent. So it was like, I, I saw you as a hero. Be that hero. Now you're attacking not just aliens, but humans too. I don't know. I'm trying to think specifically what I, what, what it is that I didn't like. It was something. What about the woman that became a racist because of them revealing that the spiritual leader was that girl's father? Remember that? Or she already was one beforehand. That's why she didn't want the father. Oh, is that why? I didn't. Maybe I missed that. I didn't. Catch she that. just became. She just became more, more overt racist. about it once the daughter found out about it. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. I think it was something Kara related that I'm like I can't think. Specific. I can't think specifically what it was. It was like a small thing, like and then ruined the whole episode for you. <laughs> not the whole. I just said it was some things I liked, some things I didn't like. Okay, so what'd you rate this episode? But I, I like, I can't even remember. So I'm, I'm like, trying whatever. to think. I don't remember anything that Kara did that made me mad. She just makes me mad. <laughs> now she just makes you mad. <laughs> White privilege, Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I will give this episode a passable. Um, I'll give it a. But I definitely do like Star Killer as the villain. Uh, fuck, I'm between a low more than passable and a high passable. I actually kind of like this episode. I didn't, I didn't dislike it the way you. I think you did. I'm, 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 I'm curious why what you didn't like. Cause maybe I'll agree with that. I'll probably I have remember. to go. I'll probably have to go back and watch it because I'm drawing a blank. Okay. No biggie. I'm not going to die on that hill because I don't, I don't care that much. <laughs> um, so let's talk about this week's episode of Arrow titled The Demon. If Oliver is in trouble, we have to help him. Whatever is happening, we need to stop it. This is what they're going to do to Oliver. 
they're going to erase him. What? Ra's al Ghul? Kinda. <laughs> Tali al Ghul. Yeah, because no one dies in this fucking show. No. So somehow she survived Lee and Yu being destroyed. And now she's got some cool scars to kind of show she, that. She she has she has she has tricks. I don't know. She's got tricks. <laughs> and she makes a kind of reference to Batman. Wait, when? When it was like, why are you here? Because uh, I had a run-in with a friend of mine, an old friend of mine in Gotham. Yeah, I missed that line. I didn't hear that. I heard the Supergirl reference to Gotham. And I guess they're doing, they're ramping up the Gotham references for the Elseworlds crossover. Yeah, for the Elseworlds, yeah. Okay, I see what you're doing, CW. <laughs> I'm on to you. So I'm like, all right, but Batman, is this, I guess he doesn't exist in this world. That's why it's an Elseworld. Oh, when we get to the Flash, I'm going to forget by the time we get to the Flash. But there's a reference where Iris says, makes a Supergirl reference. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, she, I, I, Iris is like... Um, People want to grow up to be Supergirl. But not me. I'm like, not in this world they don't. Supergirl doesn't exist yeah, in this Yeah, Supergirl universe. doesn't exist. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, no one... Like, double check that reference? Nobody on, on the set? Nobody? All right. <laughs> I guess because they know about her. I don't know. Different Earths. But what a weird, yeah, what a weird is. reference! Cause you're talking about your world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> other girls grew up wanting to be Supergirl. Was like, what girls from the other Earth? <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that makes. I was like, I, I caught the same thing. It was weird. Yeah. Um, but this episode of Arrow, I I but, enjoyed. Funny enough, they had a uh, they had a Flash kind of cameo, sort of in Legacies. What? How? Gor- Gorilla Grodd showed up. Seriously? Yeah. Like literally Gorilla Grodd? It was Gorilla it was the yeah, it was Gorilla Grodd. Did he say he was Gorilla Grodd? No, but it was like It was the model? It was the model. What in what context? Cuz uh one of the one of the one of the vampires a comic book nerd, so he had a dream that he was going to attack by Gorilla Grodd. Oh, okay. So there's kind of a reference to it. Yeah. That's cool. So, Random, but cool. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, for this cool episode though. of Arrow I enjoyed it because it was mostly about um Arrow working with Talia to break, or at least break her out of prison, because because the only way that they could leverage, like you know, uh, Oliver possibly getting out of prison is to put villains inside the prison. Because mm-hmm. this whole level two thing is basically like they lobotomize and or kill uh, criminals that are unruly. It's like what the fuck kind of like super villainy is happening? It's gotta, in the- it's gotta be an off the books. Always super evil black site. It's got to be something. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise, there's no reason for him to get out. Yeah, but uh, I thought that was kind of like whatever. But the way they executed it with Oliver affirming, like, "No, I am Oliver Queen." I'm like, "Yeah, that's badass." And the hallway fight scene, the cinematography in it, I was like, "All right, CW, I see you." Yeah, that's I like good. that. But I also still thought it was like it was random as hell for Talia to be show- Talia of all people to show up. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm else? like, they really are trying to make him Batman, even though they're sh- showing that Batman exists. The, what I did like about this episode was the things outside of the prison plot. Like, Curtis being a bitch for no reason. <laughs> I hated that. Yeah, I was like, I wonder what Michael thinks <laughs> about this. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to do this anymore, okay? Oliver got caught. We're going to get caught or killed. I don't want to this. I don't have an enemy anymore, okay? I was like, shut your bitch ass up. Like, you spent like three. He he, he was there since season three. Like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> he's a bitch. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Mr. Terrific. This is not terrific right now. No, he's, it's not at all. But he doesn't want to be terrific anymore. Yeah, but apparently towards the end he's like he got his he got his terrific Joe back. 
His terrific Joe. Like Mojo, his yeah. terrific Joe. But I'm like, this is trash. And then Girl Power, Felicity, and Black Siren working together to bust level two prison. I like I like seeing them together, though. I do, but it just upsets me that she's Black Siren and not just Laurel. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like a, like, why even do that? But then, but then, there's, t- the there's same, times I forget. But then at the same time, it won't be like as big of a, oh, cool, like, cool moment. They're working together if it's Laurel, because then it's like, that's expected. Yeah. But I just feel like killing her off was an, like just a waste at this point. Only to do exactly what you would do with her if yeah. you didn't kill her off. Yeah. But then she has to make offhanded comments like, I, it's weird that she's a lawyer. But she's still Black Siren. She was like a psychopath literally a year ago. But now, like, she's got some level of morality and she's trying to work on her empathy Qu- and shit. Of Quentin. Yeah, but it's just like, can you want any like that for being a hard... Because she was a hardcore psychopath. One man can change the world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just like, mm, I'm not sure if I buy this, but sure. Um, They don't want to get rid of uh, Katie... Katie... What's her name? Katie Lotz. No, that's... No, Katie... Katie Cassidy? Katie Cassidy. Um, at the end of the episode, oh no, Diaz has Anatoly. I'm not going to lie for a second. I was like, oh no, Anatoly. But I was like, wait, why do I care about Anatoly? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought, I was like, oh, he got Anatoly, but Anatoly's fine. He's not going to kill him. Otherwise, they would have did it already. Even the episode would have ended with him like snapping his neck or some shit. But even if they do, it's like, I was confused. Like, why did I have that reaction? I feel like it's not that I love Anatoly as a character. It's just that he's been around so long that for him to die, I feel like I'd be like losing somebody who's just like, you know, a familiar face. Yeah. So I don't want him to die just for that. But it was just like, oh, I'm so over. Like, I'm over fucking Diaz. So over Diaz. Why do you keep talking about Diaz? I don't give a flying rat's vagina. I don't know, man. Because you could have just focused this season on Oliver and his stuff in prison. I think it would have been equally as interesting. But then, if you do that, he has no motivation in prison. His motivation is Diaz, 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 Diaz. Just change his motivation. Have him, like, struggling with not losing himself. And then have that have it be building up to that I am Oliver Queen moment. And taking his heroism back. You know what I mean? But, like, I have that be the focus. It's dramatic stakes... On a personal level. And I wasn't even any flash forwards in this episode. It's so weird how like non frequent that is. Like it Because they don't have that much story, that's why. Yeah, so definitely. They, they gotta save it. <sighs> how would you read this episode? I mean, I liked it. I would give it a mm, high passable. If I gave Supergirl a high passable, I guess I'm also giving this a high passable. Like yeah, I guess. Cause I'm be I there's so few things that happen in CW shows nowadays that make me go like, yeah, does it give me like that more than passable? It's very rare now. Like, I, I mean, I don't even watch. I used that, to watch that these episode, shows. The episode of Supergirl was you gave it a perfect vision. That's rare. Yeah. Sure. How often does that happen in the season? Like it's that's why I stopped watching the shows when they come out. Like I, I used to like literally plan my days around coming home and watching the episodes as they aired. Now I just wait to the day of when we do podcasts to watch it in the morning. Like I just I just binge it because I'm just like all right for the podcast. But like I don't no, I don't I, even know. I try to watch it Saturday. Yeah, I don't even know if I would watch these shows if it wasn't for the podcast. I probably just be watching The Flash and Arrow just because like I'm a slave to that shit now. But like Supergirl, Black Lightning, Legends of Tomorrow, 
I don't know. But I mean, they've been, well, I can't say legends, but they've been better. What, Black Lightning and Supergirl? Yeah. Supergirl, I'm I'm only around Supergirl now because of that fucking episode with Agent Liberty. Like, if they didn't have that episode, I would have been out. Like, it was just like, I was literally packed my bags, I was about to walk out the door, and it was like, wait! And I was like, no, it's too late, Supergirl. It's over. You've had your chance. That's what I said. They've but, been better. But this villain. But then also like, at the same uh, time, though, <laughs> think about it. Like, say we stop reviewing all CW shows, then what do we talk about week to week? <laughs> News. <laughs> or all anime, like some people suggested, yeah. Then nobody listens to us. <laughs> or, or other shows do random pop culture shows. Like Netflix shows or other things, or they just give like random, but it's always random. Like we're we're consistent. Like we consistently review the same thing. And it's kind of like a, a that's initially why I did it. I wanted to do like a weekly update of like you know superhero shows and stuff, mm-hmm. so, so you can see like you know the, either like a progression of like maybe we'll like a show more, maybe we'll start liking it less, but to see like you know give a a timeline of our feelings about something rather than just like summing up at the end. And after a binge or something of a season. But yeah, man, it's a struggle. <laughs> I was like, we could just be a news show, but then I'm like, that drops like most of that most of the episode. <laughs> like we'll be an hour and a half for once instead of probably four hours like this episode's <laughs> gonna be. But whatever. Let's move on. Let's go into this week's episode of The Flash. This week's title uh this week's episode was titled All Dolled Up. see his face he was wearing some sort of mask who do you think's his next victim he kidnapped barry let's go save the flash and this episode was mostly like the, the villain of the week i feel like was not a real threat to flash at all like his his power is what stretching not even stretching. Elongated man is stretching. He's like, he can contort his body and 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 flatten parts of it. But it's like, against the Flash, so you can't do shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he only got over on him because at one point he like gets dropped on him and knocks him out from behind. With the, uh, and puts metahuman cuffs on him. Which is weird. Because I'm like, how do you know he's the Flash? That he needs the metahuman cuffs. I didn't catch that either. I didn't understand why he knew he was the Flash right away. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I thought it was weird that, you know, the Flash can have a bullet hit the back of his neck, and in that atto second of the 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 bullet touching his skin, he can react and freeze time and turn around and catch the bullet. But yet, a dude with a bottle or whatever can hit him in the back of the head <laughs> and just knocks his ass out. I'm like, there's no reaction time there. There's nothing. I don't know. I guess it's a different type of force. I don't know. Bullshit. <laughs> like you know, literally, that's what, a bullet. Was drilling into the back of Barry's head yeah, I, I in know, this show. I know, I know. <laughs> and he turned around and grabbed it the last second. And this is like, bow. Oh, I'm knocked out. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Inconsistent powers is a motherfucker. But um, this week's episode is mostly about Iris and Nora's relationship finally mending because they've been dragging out the subplot of Nora not liking Iris because of their relationship in the future for the longest. Um, and the B plot is Caitlin still trying to find her fucking father. That's that's the only reason why uh, Sherlock Wells, elongated man, and Cisco are around just to fucking figure out where Caitlin Snow's father is. Yeah, basically, especially now that they're like nerfing Cisco's Cisco? power. Yeah, 
I like it became a plot point though. Just another reason, because just another reason to, uh, I guess, limit costs since we're doing the two speedster things. There's no fucking cost in Cisco's powers. The portal effect. That's that's cost money. <laughs> Bro, we had that in unworthy. <laughs> it was almost the same portal effect. Cost money. <laughs> <laughs> It's a drag and a drop effect, bro. But um, but yeah, and his powers now they more reason why Cisco can't just because if Cisco just vibe who Sakata was, it should be over. Yeah, it would be over. But they have to keep finding reasons to nerf him. So now he literally can't vibe because every time he tries, it's killing him because of dagger radiation. What? I don't know how that works. Because he has paper cuts. I'm like, what? How, this it's really deep, bro. It's a really deep paper cut. It's like fucking paper cut. I'm like, how does this work? Your powers come from your brain. Why is it you <laughs> have paper cuts affecting you like that? Residual radiation. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, plot, I'm like, plot, plot, plot. Stupid. Um, but yeah, yeah, what did you rate this episode? How'd you feel about it? Um... I'm gonna sound like a broken record because it was the same. Hi Basil. Hi Basil. Hi Basil. Well, no, Hi, not, even, not even that, but the, like just the Flash specifically because every single week I've been saying the same thing. I really like this episode. The villain of the week was pointless. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> he's like, enough said. Yeah, like that's why I'm like, it's a broken record. Like it's the same thing every week. Like I didn't really give a fuck about Ragdoll. I cared about everything else, like the Iris stuff, the even the Caitlyn looking for her father stuff. At least like, he moved that, cool. All that was interesting. He was actually a contortionist in real life. Yeah, he was a contortionist in real life. Yeah, but who cares? <laughs> you didn't like the Nora Iris stuff? No, that's what I was saying. I liked everything else but the oh, villain. Oh, okay. So like the Nora Iris stuff, all of that was interesting. You could have did all that without, without the, the without the villain. Mm. Give me an episode well you said something about i like in this episode funny enough i actually liked uh cecile what she did no <laughs> because that should be and i what the fuck and i get it maybe she it's got joe's yeah. injured or like the with joe uh jeffrey that's why Martin? he wasn't in this episode yeah you're saying but it should have been joe but it, it could have been joe but because it could because it couldn't be who else would it like? She would have to do that role. Like, I don't no, like it. There's no other way for them. Cecile to do. is talking like she knew these people her entire life. Yeah, I get it. Like, bitch, you I get it. Them last from, year. A, from a story perspective, it doesn't make sense. But for what they have to work with, no, it worked. Like, <laughs> and then, then, and then you got to give her something to do. No, so. you don't. Because <laughs> uh. Joe West is injured. Like, so then, yeah. I don't know. Just the the fact that it felt like Cecile's replacing Joe, and I get there's a reason for it behind the scenes. I mean, technically she is for right now uh, until like he gets it. until he gets better. I don't like it. Pretty sure she's she, she's taking she's gonna get speed and speed powers. <laughs> it's gonna be called the Cecile show. Yeah, once Nora goes back to the future, she's gonna take Nora's spot. Uh, I don't like this shit at all, bro. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. That was my biggest pet peeve the whole episode. I'm like, why is this bitch talking like she grew up with Barry and Iris? Bitch, you don't know them. She's like, that's why I love the West family. I'm like, bitch, you don't fucking know she the West knows. family. She got the stories. Should have been. It would have been more, way more meaningful with Joe talking to Nora, her grandfather. It would have, but we can't because Jesse L. Martin's injured. So angry. But yeah, so. So they needed, some, they needed something. What would you rate the episode? I give this episode a more than passable. Because all the other stuff was strong enough for me. To to have way more enjoyment than the fucking contortionist zombie creature. I'm gonna get a low more impassable. 
Um, and it's because of just some of the moments I didn't like. Like, also the spectacular Spider-Man Ralph, where he's like, oh, so I was in comic. And he's like basically web-slinging with his arms with Iris. That's more in Elastigirl. Man, that shit looks so it looked, bad. It looked terrible. It, it looked, looked so... Whenever they cut to Iris, like, on his shoulder, him talking, I was <laughs> like, oh! It doesn't even match, like, the momentum of the swings they're doing. I'm like, oh, it looks so bad. It did it's look clearly terrible. a green screen. It did look terrible, but I, still, I, thought that was, I thought that moment was funny, though. <laughs> it was funny, but, man, it looked terrible. <laughs> bad CG's bad. Um, no, oh, a, but I did, it's like... It's a TV budget. You know what? No, I'm gonna give it a stop more than passable. It's a TV budget. What are you doing? Yeah, but... <laughs> Sometimes the TV budget looks great. Like King Shark looks fucking amazing. Yeah, but that's like you you get to put like one major load on that. I'm just saying you can make shit look good, and that did not look good. <laughs> that's like several scenes. Um, I'm gonna give it a sub more impassable because there was a moment where I thought I was gonna hate it, but I actually ended up loving it. And it was when Iris saved Barry by jumping off the building. To take the, the thing off. Oh, yeah, the I wrist. thought that was pretty badass. I but, was like, no, but I didn't understand what she was doing. I was like, bitch, what? Because a log game man uses his arm to try and catch Barry, but I guess he didn't get there in time. So Iris jumps off the building after him. I was like, bitch, what are you doing? But then I was like, oh, she wanted to take off the cuffs so he could save both of them. I was like, oh, that's ballsy as fuck, Iris. Okay, but at the moment, I was like, what the fuck, Iris? What are you doing? <laughs> I, mean, I thought the same thing, but, I, but at the end of the day, I was like, Iris, like, cause I don't think I would have did that shit. No, that, <laughs> bro. First of all, I plan don't know or no plan, cuffs or no cuffs. I'd have been, I'd have dropped the fucking cuffs. I'd have been like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> don't drop the keys. <laughs> like, you know, do the Batman thing where she like, she like, I don't know, Spe- cuts through the air yeah, and like speeds, speeds yeah, up to get you, to him. Yeah, if you do that, you speed up. I'm like, what the fuck, Iris? But that, that made Nora go like, respect, mom, respect. <laughs> yeah. So I like that. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it more impassable solid. You're right. That ending was good. Yeah, I really like that moment. And but though you say you don't like the villain of the week, he's been better than the other ones. Just because at least if nothing else, he looked cool. His powers look cool. And yeah, they're not very effective for this show because Speedster, I don't understand how that's a, even a fight. And it wasn't when they actually caught him. <laughs> but um, I think conceptually, at least he's a well-designed and cool-looking character. I mean, he looked cool, but who cares? <laughs> I think I, that's something. It's better than fucking random. I make blocks. <laughs> I'll put you in a block. <laughs> it's fucking weak. She didn't even have an outfit. She was just a girl, like a woman. <laughs> and then I was kind of wondering, how does his powers work? Because the mask contorted too. I was like, shut, shut up. <laughs> Again, your logic. I was shut like, up. is the mask part of your powers? Shut, like, what is that? How does that work? Shut up. <laughs> like, I get the suit because, like, you're wearing it and, f- and clothes do fold. Yeah. But I like his voice too, how he talks. Masks don't fold like that. Like, shut, shut up. <laughs> so, like, when it went through the vent, it's like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Um, and on that note, let's move on. Let's get into this uh, episode of Titans titled Jason Todd. Wait, you're Robin too? I thought you were Robin. I am. He was. How many Robins are there? They were sent to the Gotham PD address to Robin. I know these people. Whoever sent them thinks you're still Robin. Good to finally talk to you, Dick Grayson. It's not possible. Because you're dead. All those years Bruce was helping me. I want my parents back! He was turning me into a weapon. His weapon. But you can't unlearn what he teaches you and you can't control it. Wherein Jason meets Dick. 
And this, this well, is completely think about, removed. I, I was like, I wonder what happened in Iris in the future that Iris more or less becomes a bitch. Yeah, because she's like, I can't even ask you about your past. Like, it's that they're, they're like, what did she say? They're like no goes or whatever. Like, I'm oh like, yeah, she wouldn't talk to anything about her past life, which is like so weird. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know. This is like the darkest timeline, Iris. I guess. I, I want to see flashbacks to this future Iris, see what she's actually like, and or I want to see those two Irises meet. So she can explain her reasoning, at least. Because right now we've You're only so seen... You're so condescending. I've got it in my whole life. Like, we've only seen Nora's side. So mm-hmm. we don't really know what the reality is. Like, is she really that bad? Or is it like how Nora perceives her to be? You know, is there reasons for why she's doing these things, acting this way? Is yeah. she just a bitch? Don't know. I, I would like to see that explored more in the future. <laughs> future <laughs> um but yeah for titans uh this episode is completely removed from the main plot so far where the titans are not even in an episode except for like one scene um granted though that one scene i liked i, I like beast boy i think ryan k potter does a great job of, of being like the beast boy from the show there are two robins can i be a robin yeah if there's a lot of robins can i be one <laughs> Um, and I, but I did enjoy the relationship or the dynamic between Jason Todd, this version of Jason Todd and Dick Grayson. Um, and that was most of the episode. Um, figuring out there's a, a some killer in Gotham going around killing people from uh, Dick's old circus troupe, and it's not Two Face though. It, it very much resembles like Two Face, uh-huh. which I'm like, why? Huh? You're not Two Face? Who are you? Was it Anarchy? Who is that? No, that's definitely that's not. I don't think Anarchy doesn't have a uh, scarred face like that. He doesn't. Not that I know. I don't think so. Okay, so who was he? Just not who was the character? Not Two Face. <laughs> not Two Face. Okay, whatever. He's like, no, it can't be. He's dead. I'm like, Two Face? Is it Two Face? It's you, the son of that mob guy. Is it Two Face? Is his name no. Two Face? <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. Um, but yeah. So, what do you think about this episode? I really liked this episode. I did too. I enjoyed seeing the dynamic between Jason Todd and Dick Grayson and what makes them different Robins. Mm-hmm. I like seeing Robin get a little jealous. It's like, yeah, I don't want to be Robin anymore. Wait, there's a new Robin? Hold up. It's very much just like a ex fighting about the new boyfriend. <laughs> like, how long have you guys been together? A year, a year yeah. now? Oh, he moves uh, on real quick, I yeah. guess. I'm like, oh, you fucking... <laughs> it also goes... This- like I love the fact that they showed how different Jason Todd and Dick Grayson are. Yeah. Like even though we've seen Dick He's Grayson young be, and petulant, even though we've seen him be kind of brutal, which I think is kind, which is a mistake because it's kind of similar to Jason Todd. They show Jason Todd as a little bit more unhinged. Yeah. Dick Grayson. He's not. Is brutal. He's not necessarily as brutal. No. He's well. You know. Really, mm. Maybe not. Like we, we no. Did, no, we we didn't the see the things he was doing in the we're just, we're just spoilers. Now. But at the same time, we didn't see like Jason Todd slide a uh, fucking person's face in glass. But that guy was a criminal. These were cops, and he was shooting the cops. Like he was using the cops' gun to shoot other cops. So like that's pretty fucking brutal. But I don't something. think he was killed. Like he knew they had Kevlar. Still though, that's still way over the top for so, like for law enforcement especially and his reasoning was just because the Gotham police give him shit so he's just like Batman's not here I can do where the fuck I want right now yeah but you see and I liked it that you can see the difference is Jason Todd likes it 
like where Dick Grayson didn't like the brutality and the 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 shift in his character that was he saw happening. Jason Todd is all about that. He mm-hmm. likes to fight. He likes to feel like he can do anything he fucking wants. His own words. That's very that's very Jason Toddian. Yes. So I like that they are actually staying true to his character. Even the fact that he stole the hubcaps of the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. All comic accurate. Um, and the, even like you said, like the conversations where there's points where Jason Todd's yelling at Dick like. You're over here. You're a fucking hypocrite talking about how you don't. You're not robbing this. You're not robbing that. But yet you're wearing a fucking robbing suit. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? I was like, at least I know who I am. You don't even know who you are. I'm like, ooh, Nightwing. Got him. Yeah, got him. <laughs> Maybe that's by the end of the season he will be Nightwing. Yeah, because remember when she asked how many Robins how many Robin, and he said none. Yeah. Be, yet in the preview of next week's episode, you see him as he's Robin. wearing robbing suit. Yeah, that- I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Make up your mind, bro. <laughs> Spray painted black or something. Let's go. Um, but yeah, so I, I like the majority which kind of makes me sad though, because like the way he becomes Nightwing is from a conversation with Superman. Yeah, even the name Nightwing is from Kryptonian. it's from Krypton. Yeah, we're not gonna get that. No. So I'm curious how they're gonna come up with the name Nightwing. Reasons. <laughs> reasons. I like the night. Yeah, I write a comic. And there are wings. <laughs> Raven um, has wings when she makes the Raven. So. But the reason why I like this episode was because, again, it proves to me that there are elements of a good show in this series. That's why I haven't given up on it. Like, even in the first episode, I don't like how dark they went with Robin. I don't like what they did with Starfire. I don't like some of the changes they made with Raven. But when they hit the right notes, I can see the good show in it. And this, we've been saying before, like, we feel like the it could have been a Robin show. It could have been a show about Robin you know, dealing with not being in Batman's shadow anymore. So like, focusing just on that this episode, I thought was a very strong choice. And, and it I makes felt- you see the strongest part, of the, like one of the strongest parts of the show is Dick Grayson and the character Robin. I feel like, but I feel like that's something that they've been doing since the beginning of this show, focusing solely on Robin and not the other Titans. No, I feel like they focused the most on Robin, but I feel like this is the most we've gotten into his headspace. This is the most we've gotten, but even going back to other episodes, it's a lot of Robin backstory, a lot of Robin getting character development. Where yeah, I think they, they all handle the other, his character all the, the best. Uh, all the other characters are like, they're there, but not really. Especially, yeah. especially Beast Boy is getting the shortest end of the stick. Which is funny, because I, I think he's the most accurate to the version of Beast Boy. I, I like. mean, aside from the one episode he got in uh, Doom Patrol. But he wasn't even the main but focus. But yeah, even then, he wasn't even the focus. It was, it was the Doom, Doom Patrol, Patrol yeah. which he's a part of. But even then, he wasn't really... Yeah. Um, so, so I think that's one of the... Because it's a Titan show, and really, you're just giving us... So far, you're only, you've only given us Robin. And then a little bit of, of Raven. Yes. And they can remember you that before the end of the season, but... Uh, but again, I think that's the strongest part of the show. Because yeah. I don't like what they're doing with Raven's character. I don't like what they're doing with Starfire's character. And then the episode you put them together is the same episode you split them up again. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I don't like. But overall, I do like I do like this series. It is it is strong. Robin is the strongest character. Mm-hmm. But that's also because you're making him the strong. You're making him out to be the strongest character. Well, I think it's also how they're characterizing him and how they're writing him. Like. Granted, again, I don't mind Andy Ope's version of Starfire, but it's not the Starfire I know and like. Like, she can almost... If you gave her a different name, I wouldn't even say she's Starfire. 
she's that far removed from the comic or the. I, mean, I feel TV the same way about Raven too, in in in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, I agree with that. And then, of course, you know fucking Trigon is going to show up as a human. I don't... I feel like that's another part of the show I think that was a mistake. They shouldn't have jumped right into the Trigon plot. It's too big. Like That that scope is way too big for, I feel like, how big the show is right now. It feels like a much smaller show than an interdimensional Wait, demon. Yeah, in the comics, he's like a multiversal threat. But I feel like in the once they finally... And they might not even introduce him this season, but once they do introduce him, because I know they're introducing him, because I saw casting news that he was cast. Yeah, I saw that too. I mean, and you talked about it. Yeah, I talked about it, but I'm like, he's probably not going to be that powerful of a threat. Maybe I could destroy the world or whatever, but not universes. Even destroying the world is still too much for this team. Yeah, that, well, yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, and it's too soon to go White Raven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about what I did like about this episode was seeing what drove Robin to leave Batman's side because the speculation was we thought Batman was a killer because he's a killer, yeah. And Robin didn't want to become a killer, but that according to this episode, it's not even the case. Yeah, they don't mention. It's just, and this is why I didn't like the fact that it seemed like Robin lost self control, and then he's yelling at Jason Todd that because he didn't have self control, you're not gonna have self control. So stay away from Batman. Like his whole reason, right? Am I wrong? His reason was just like, or he lost the things he teaches you. You can't control. I'm like, no, bitch, you couldn't control it. Or he <laughs> lost, he lost self control because Batman started crossing the line. So he slowly, and because the way they but make they it, the way they make it seem like is Batman started crossing the line, but Robin didn't want to go that way. But he saw himself going that way, and that's why he left. That's what Brent, make, that's what Brenton Thwaites. Bre- pretty much said yeah yeah they don't really they didn't illustrate that in this episode no i feel like this was the episode to do that because they make it seem like him letting the guy die was the reason he left yes but that was his choice like 100 percent. it wasn't even like a thing where like at least in the comics or the tv show like it was something batman does directly like in i think the anim oddly enough the 90s animated series i think did a better job of showing you why Dick Grayson Rob, and Batman had a falling out where Batman was beating he was beating up a criminal and not even a criminal an ex-criminal in front of his kids and Batman didn't seem to care he was just trying to get information out of him and Dick was like yo Batman like the kid's here like lay off he's like I will when he gives the information or whatever and like he was like you know what fuck this I'm out and he left like it was and it was like that was like building off of like a lot of other things that had happened in the episode already but like that being the the line and him not crossing it. Oh no. What ultimately did it was actually him finding out that he knew Batgirl was Barbara and not telling him. And then he punches the shit out of Batman. And he's like, I'm out. <laughs> All your secrets, I'm done. Like I feel like that even that would have been better reason. I don't remember I don't remember what what made him leave. I just remember him having the other I remember him having a conversation with Tim, Tim Drake. That was the refer- the the framing device for the episode. But the whole episode was about that. It was him, and again, like that—that's kind of set up here. Which you have a young they, Robin. They, you def- have they him. skipped Jason Todd in the animated. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they want to talk about Joker killing him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of the same set we have here, where it was you know, Dick talking to a younger Robin. Like it was the same kind of opportunity he had to explain why Dick and Batman had a falling out. But I feel like the animated series did it better. Um, that's just my complaint about it. Especially like it's like, I'm not gonna let you live. 
Like that's you, bro. You made that choice. Like that's yeah. that's on you. <laughs> you have blood on your hands. Yeah, it's not Batman's fault that you fucking. But everything's Batman's fault because Batman taught him how to do that. <laughs> I guess he wasn't even he wasn't even in the episode. Like he's not in the show. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like at least have him talk to Batman before he goes out and and because he he literally hunted that guy down. Like it wasn't even like he crossed paths with him. He like he jumped him while he was being transported. Yeah. And then let him die. So it was like, that's all on you, dude. It's all Batman's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Batman. You made me lose control. I'm like, uh, how about you have some responsibility for your own actions? No? 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 No. Okay. There's none of that. I mean, to the point where he was even doing things like that was too much. Like, the reason Jason Todd found him in the beginning of the episode because he had a tracker on him. He has a tracker. Yeah. Which is weird because like, you don't remember him putting a tracker in you. But, it, I mean, Bruce got him when he was young. So, so maybe that's why. He did it when he was really young. Yeah, Jason Todd is more fresh and mm. he's more and he and he's more willing. But to cut it out, I'm like, I get it. You want to be your own man. You don't want Batman keeping tabs on you. But those tabs kept he's, you alive. He's edgy and hardcore. Well, he's not. He's not with Batman anymore. But so fuck those tabs. Fuck Batman. Remember? <laughs> but Jason Todd is the reason why he saved your life is because he could find you with that tracking device. <laughs> it's like I'm just saying I would be okay with. A device meant to save my life in case I get captured or something. So when Jason Todd was like, bro, yeah, bro, you don't get it. Like he he put it in us to save us if we're in danger. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Logic. Oh, that was stupid to me. But would you rate the what would you rate the episode? A high more than pa- I really uh, high more than passable. Um, I agree. I'm actually with you. I don't know about high. I'll give it a high more than passable. It's just the Titans, lack of Titan stuff that I'm just like, all right. <laughs> call, long- call it Robin. We're, we're good. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how long are we going to do this? <laughs> all right, well, before we news, let's get into Goblin Slayer. This week's episode was Onward Unto Death. Forgot Black Lightning. <laughs> There's a new episode? What was the latest? There wasn't a new episode this week. It wasn't? No. You sure? Did you see a new episode? I saw I saw an episode what was that the episode? I didn't see before. What was it? Uh, Gamby died. Wait, what? So you didn't? Yeah, you didn't see that. That was a CW on the CW app. Yes, last week there was no. Ep- oh wow, I totally forgot. Last week there was no episode because uh, of the dates. election. Oh, so I didn't see it. You want to talk about it? If you ain't see it, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, it wasn't all that. I mean, it was it was okay, but I'm just like. They're making all this big stink about Gamby being dead. I'm like, I have no ink, inkling that that Gamby's not coming back. Oh, you're not buying it? I'm not buying it. Okay. <laughs> like, th- this gang from the, I don't remember what they're called, but I'm going to call them the ASPCA. I know that's the animal cruelty place, but it's close enough. They they start attacking his car like Nick Fury Winter Soldier style. And he's driving. He's uh with his comp- high-tech computerized car. And uh, it's like structural integrity, 6%, yada, yada, yada. And then out to some, somehow the car f- flips and crashes into a, a ditch and explodes. And you're led to believe that Gamby was in the car when it exploded with uh, not funk music, but it was like R&B or something like it was like some R&B music playing. And I was just like, All right. okay. <laughs> but I'm just like. He's not dead. <laughs> He's like, I'm not buying it. 
Yeah, I'm not buying it. So the whole episode, and of course, Jefferson is like, this is Gamby we're talking about. His contingency plans have contingency plans. I don't think he's dead, but then the fact that more and more time and the episode kept going on and he's not being found and there's no clues, he eventually believe and succumb to the fact that he thinks he thinks he's dead oh no and i'm still just like he's not dead <laughs> <laughs> if there's no body he's not dead <laughs> yeah and uh what else happened uh oh uh four, 14 metahumans died because uh the psycho chick came up with a f- quote-unquote equation that will save all of them based because her whole thing was because uh, Lynn was trying to wait and not uh, do any type of experiments on them because she's like, if I do anything, it's going to kill. Even if it kills one person, I'm not doing it. I want to try to save them all. And so, but the but the crazy scientist lady was just like, the longer you keep waiting, the more time is going to is gonna uh, pass. The more time passes, they're going to all die. So it's best to save at least half of them than to save none at all. And she's like, no, I'm going to keep waiting. I'm going to keep waiting. And Jordan's on his phone, not listening to a word I'm saying. I'm listening. And so she tricks her into like, and, uh, and, and she tricks Lynn into believing that she came up with an equation to save all of them, but it only just saved half of them. And Lynn is crying and she's upset. She's like, what are, what are you doing? What about the equation? She was like, but it worked. I say we saved half of them. We saved 14 people. She's like, no, lock her up. Security, take her away. She's like, you stupid bitch. We saved half of them. Like, you should be happy. Yeah, that's what she said. We saved we saved 14 lives, you stupid bitch. <laughs> okay. And so I thought that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, but that was basically the gist of the episode. Oh, like, it. I'll give it a passable. <laughs> Passable. Okay, so and then it was some random like I don't know some metahuman with like or or somebody died with some like silver goo in their blood or whatever. I don't know what that's about. That's gonna be a bigger. It's gonna be a bigger meaning later on. Said some silver goo in their blood. Yeah. <laughs> and Grace, 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 and Anessa fucked. Okay, whatever. All right, Goblin Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> talk about goblin slayer um and it's so funny at the beginning of this episode of watching it i was thinking to myself i'm like could we be talking about it where we weren't sure whether or not the main party that they, they have right now is going to stay the main party 
or are they all just like a slow building cannon fodder so when we actually care about them that's when Goblin Slayer pulls the rug out from underneath us and kills them off but because the last couple episodes have been pretty safe I'm starting to you know I'm starting to lower my guard and I feel like that's exactly what Goblin Slayer wants you to do because as soon as I start lowering my guard, by the time we get to the end of this episode, I'm like, oh, fuck, is this a dream sequence? What the fuck is going on, man? I got scared. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, they're still safe, though, ultimately. Yeah, but Goblin Slayer reminded you, yeah. maybe they won't be, though. <laughs> they injected that reality back into this episode, which I very much appreciated. Um, and seemingly, it seemed like you know, Goblin Slayer had that moment of like, bitch, you can't do it. Fuck, I can't! He just fucking went off berserker mode. Um, but he still seemed very human. Yeah, he had that All Might intensity. Yeah. Except, unlike All Might, he wasn't able to raise his fist at the end of this fight. No. Yeah. He tried. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that him starting the comeback of that fight scared the goblins off. So that even though it clearly had no energy left, he was like, the goblin was running away from him, but he was like he was walking like with a slow shuffle, like uh. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I'm glad. So I was like, yeah, if they wanted to, if they wanted to attack, they could have taken, they could have taken him out. Yeah, but luckily they didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I enjoyed this episode. How'd you feel about it? Yeah, I did too. I, <laughs> uh, funny enough, like 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 I was saying, I was like, yeah, there's gonna be another shit's gonna happen but it's gonna be to everybody else but the main the main characters and it was like yeah and they were handily in the beginning because like they go back to explain that same cavern they were before and they go into a room where they get tricked by the goblins and they lock get locked in and start pumping in poison gas or whatever and the goblins like brought a canary he's super prepared he had this mixture that creates cement that he could use to plug up the holes so again it, it seemed like he was like things were in control as, as per usual in goblin slayer mm-hmm. But then the moment where the Goblin Champion shows up and gets one, it's literally just one good, it's just one good hit in, just one hit, Mm -hmm. fucked him up. But it also kind of makes me wonder though, because they keep saying the goblins are the lowest tier of monsters that you can fight and they're having this much trouble. What's going to happen when they start introducing these other other creatures? Well, I feel like the bigger, stronger creatures, they have to have bigger parties. Because right now, we're still very much in, like, the small party RPG kind of, like, environment. Where this is, like, a small party doing small missions. So maybe they fight, like, a dragon. It's, like, a party of, like... Remember, do you play online MMOs? No, not really. I'm not really an online person. Okay, well, um, for big raids, there's, like, big raid monsters... And, like, those are, like, super bosses that, like, one party can't defeat. So then it's, like, a network of, like, three, four, five, five, six parties, sometimes even a guild, work together. Some of multiple guilds work together in, like, a giant war kind of setting to fight one boss monster. So I guess maybe that's what has to happen for, like, big battles. Um, but I'm, I'm digging the fantasy aspect of, like, it still feels like an RPG you're playing, but in real life. Yeah, and also, just like an RPG, they make mention of... Uh I don't know her name. I don't know anybody's name. I don't either. Goblin Elf Slayer. Elf Girl, dwarf, even, dude, dwarf Dude, and Lizard Guy. And then Goblin Slayer. And even yeah. then, that's not his name. <laughs> but yeah. that's all they call him by. And Priestess. But, I don't know what her name is but, either. But going by that, like like an RPG, they make mention like her powers are still growing. Like she says, I don't have the ability to, to remove poison yet. Yeah. Like I got to I gotta get to level six <laughs> before I get that power. <laughs> I got to level up. <laughs> yeah. 
But it's like, how do you? Uh, yeah, how do you... more. I don't know. <laughs> how do they officially level up? I don't know. But yeah, like that that moment where the tide of the battle starts turning. I went right back to my episode one like levels of fear. I was like, oh no, 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 no. And it started because what's her face couldn't hold the protection. Well, because Goblin Slayer gets hit. Yeah. And, and she, then she she's freaks distra- out. Yeah, she's distracted. Yeah, and the goblins break her protection spell. And then they're immediately overrun. And, and they, and she, they and immediately yeah. jump the elf and start ripping off her clothes. I'm like, no! <laughs> and then they go to what's her face. And then she's in such fear that she pisses herself. Isn't that the second time this has happened? I think so. That happened episode one too, right? Yeah. She's constantly pissing on her. So that's like a like constant thing where, uh-huh. oh God, it's like the made so in the Yeah, I was just about to say, so it's <laughs> made in the abyss. All over again. But yeah, like the goblin like bites into her shoulder or something. I thought she was dead. I thought she was dead yeah, too. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. Like in my mind, I was immediately going through like, oh, like, is this a dream? Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, oh God, is this really, they're going to kill her off? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, so like I, for the show to be able to do that, I'm like, okay, this is all right. There's still some legs in this. Because even in the beginning, how they were... Like, the scenario was interesting. Like, it wasn't just like a straight-out, like, goblins versus people versus party kind of thing. It was like, there's this level of strategy. Like, they were trying to smoke them out at first. They, and they had a countermeasure to that. And they knew they were going to come through the door. So they barricaded the door. Like, yeah, it, was all it, these... it definitely does show, going back to last week, that the goblins do think. Yeah. But it's just, it makes it interesting because you never... They're not approaching the goblins... In, in the same situation twice. There's always a different scenario um, in these goblin battles, which keeps it interesting. And the goblins aren't approaching them in the same way. Yes. This felt more like a survival horror kind of episode, conceptually. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I was fucking scared. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, they're done. And the goblins there, hears all the screams and stuff. And I'm like... Is this how, is this, like, they're all going to get killed and raped and he's just going to yeah, hear Yeah, I thought it? the elf girl was going to get raped and taken away or whatever. And I thought, I thought the magic, the holy mage, I thought she was dead. Yeah. Like, after that bite, I thought he, like, bit her fucking torso, like, half her body off. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. But then when you look at it, it was, like, just a part of her arm. I was yeah. like, that's it. Anime bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, bullshit. I was she like, got- she, yeah, she wouldn't have been bleeding out yeah. that much. Yeah, she had a chunk missing. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, just that, and then the ending, ending on such a weird note, where it was yeah, such a long... Yeah, the way it ended was a weird, Was I was like, I don't get it. Was it a, a lizard looking at them? Yeah, I, I don't know. Or a goblin that was still alive? I don't know. It was like, because it, it, they ended like Goblin Slayer died, or like he just fell unconscious to the point where, because he's bleeding out. Uh, and you have no idea what the extent of the injuries are, because he's wearing full armor. Yeah, then I'm like, is he drowning under that shit? Like, drowning in blood, right? Yeah. Like, who knows? Um, but yeah, it's just weird, Mike. They they ended it on such a weird. Note. Yeah, the ending definitely low. It lowered my rating. Wow, just that ending because it was it was like it t- it it killed my momentum because it was like oh you end on such a hot but then they like they held on that ending for so long it was just like what what, what I don't confuse I don't know what's happening right now yeah, that was what? like someone have deeper meaning or something I'm like I don't get it so it was just like all right because. I was like, because just, just, just if they had that ending just like that, then it faded, faded to black or whatever. That would have been a strong ending. Yeah. But then the fact that they held on to it for like a good two minutes, it was like, what's going on? I blame the sword maiden for putting that in her head. That like he's gonna disappear someday. She's like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> but even then, like, who was that? Like, I don't know who's like. It looked like a goblin's. Eye. Like, I don't get. I thought it was an animal. Like it was. But, like, but why, what was the point? I don't know. 
I have no idea. That's why I was like, that lowered. I don't like. The, the I thought it was gonna be one of those things where like they do, they make that like the ending credits and the credits doesn't start rolling over that image, but they didn't do that. So I was just like, uh, okay, weird. <laughs> um, yeah, that's crazy that it lowered your rating. It didn't lower my rating. I was just like, this is an odd choice. It was, but it was. It wasn't just that it was. It wasn't that it was just odd. It was also that it was odd. It lingered on for too long. And it killed my momentum for the for the epi- for the ending how the episode ended, like with the characters. I don't get how it killed the momentum though, since it was the end. Because because you felt like it overplayed the maybe he's dead, maybe he's not card. Not even just that, but then the fact that you got that whatever the eye was staring at them, but then they're not doing anything in the background. Like there's nothing happening. It's just the the movement of the eye, and yeah. you're just staring. You're like. Okay, what's what's going on? Like yeah. at least to maybe show them like get gathering themselves slowly, like trying to get the Goblin Slayer out and moving, and then you just see the eye maybe staring into nothingness, and then you pan out and see it maybe it was a goblin, and then the goblin dies or like something. It was just, it was nothing. Yeah, just the music playing in the background with the eye. You see it blinking, and then it was just like, all right, like <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, what was you read then? Uh, more than passable. Oh, so it's gonna be perfect without that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. See, I don't know if I was gonna give it a perfect. Damn. Actually, was there anything I didn't like in this episode? Other than that weird-ass ending? No. I mean, it was pretty breezy. I mean, it started off with just the sword maiden, maiden talking to the priestess chick in the bath. Which is like, wow, the difference in body types is pretty staggering. <laughs> And then all of that, you you could tell, like, I guess she's underage or not developed, not that. But the fact that, like, the sword maiden, they had, like, pretty much all her titties and, like, she was pretty much all exposed. Yeah. The only thing that was covered, which I'm like, I don't get why that's a thing. Like, even not even just in, in anime, but, but movies and stuff, period. As long as you cover the nipples, you can show the whole breasts, even on TV. Because nipples are the most lewd. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I don't get it's it. It's weird. I don't yeah, know. you're pretty much showing the whole breast. Like, what is a nipple? The nipples show? forbidden, Michael. <laughs> like, even on TV, as long as you cover your nipple, you can show your whole titty. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to get Perry Vision. Yeah. Because I was really, like, at the point where shit started going south. Kind of like the whole episode before that. But when it started going south, I got really scared. Like, I was legit, like, in my mind, trying to figure out, like, is it going to be a twist? Is it going to be that it was a dream the whole time? Is time going to rewind? It was a bad, like, just a bad... Yeah, that's how I feel, too. But then because of the ending, like, you end end strong, you you know, everything is forgiven or whatever, but... I think it still ended strong. It just ended weird. Like, it was just a... It wasn't that... It ended strong, but it it held on that last image too long. But so it wasn't, it wasn't strong. <laughs> I mean, it was strong. It was just, at a certain point, I was like, wow, that's crazy. It was strong. Wait, it's still going. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was strong at first, but it's like if you do too many bench presses, do too many bench press, presses, and you can't lift it back on the crate, you're like struggling, you got to get a spotter. <laughs> that's what that ending was. Okay. You need a spotter to help push that uh, dumbbell back up, barbell. Hmm. I'm going to give it the perfect. But it's just me. Um, anything else we want to talk about in this episode? No. Okay, then on to news. 
She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. I don't want hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Anyway, so with that, that squalling noise that I was doing, let's talk about Detective Pikachu. <laughs> okay, random. Whoever you are, I know how to use this. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I know you can't understand me, but put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh my God, you can understand me. Stop. I've been so lonely. They try to talk to me all the time. All they hear is Pika Pika. Uh, you can hear him, right? Pika Pika Pika, he's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? I don't need a Pokemon, period. Then what about a world-class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. We're gonna do this, you and me. brought us together and that magic is called hope so trailer that i wasn't expecting to drop this week uh, me neither because I, I honestly i forgot about this movie which i Same. guess that's why they said I remember the ryan reynolds casting yeah but... i remember the ryan reynolds casting and i remember i, I vaguely i remember mentioning justice justice smith mm. Only after I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, he is supposed to be in this movie. But I didn't know he was supposed to be the lead. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. The guy from Jurassic the guy from Jurassic Park. I didn't even recognize him. You don't recognize I mean. I mean, yeah, I got, <laughs> for me, it doesn't really mean that much. But. <laughs> Coming from Joy. He was, yeah, he was. He the, looks. He was like the scientist guy in Jurassic World. Jurassic I guess he looks World. younger here, which I guess is the kind of the point. The one I was always screaming. Yeah, he was terrible in that movie. <laughs> but he seems a little bit better in this. I think it's because he's not running around screaming his head off. But yeah, but when I first heard about this movie, I was just like, Detective Pikachu, what the fuck? And then Ryan Reynolds, what the fuck? <laughs> but then I saw the trailer. I was like, this actually looks pretty good. This looks like the best I'm not, Pokemon thing ever. I'm not fully sold on Ryan Reynolds as a cute Pikachu. I am. Not did, you, did you see the, or not play the game probably, but did you see any cutscenes of the Detective Pikachu game? No. The voice is actually pretty similar to Ryan Reynolds' voice. I would say I actually think that Ryan Reynolds' voice fits a little bit better than the voice that was in the in the game. Cause I I, I don't know I just think when I hear Ryan Reynolds I think Deadpool and I think and Deadpool is all crew. So I I'm, do too. So I'm like waiting. For, that's yeah, I'm like waiting for Pikachu make like to say "suck my ass" or some shit. Oh wow! <laughs> like when he pointed to his butt and was like, "I'm going to electrocute you." I'm like, yes. I'm waiting for him to make a I make a dirty am going joke. To electrocute you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like waiting for him. Like, can you not hear him talk? <laughs> pika, pika. Oh, I hear him talk so well. Pika, pika. Yeah, it's yeah, like. You can't hear me. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're so cute. I'm waiting for him to say, yo, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm waiting. I, like, I, I can't hear anything else. Wow. So, I don't know. So, that, I'm like, I don't know if I'm completely sold on Ryan Reynolds. But, base, 
I still I love the trailer. Like I hopefully it doesn't disappoint. Hopefully it's not already like <laughs> Oh god, don't even, don't say that. Don't ever evoke that again. <laughs> well, I'm like, yeah, Detective Pikachu like seeing that Charizard, I was like, "Oh, this is so beautiful." Oh my god, that Charizard looks so good. They're, they're like I think it looks like a cool balance of like a Detective Noir story. I like the the neon aesthetic they got going on in the in the movie. But then there are moments in the trailer where you see what looks straight out of a Pokemon video game or the Pokemon anime. Where like the Bulbasaur is walking through the field or whatever. Or like when he walks into the city and you see like all of the signs that have like Pokemon and Pokemart and all the advertisements on it. And like Firos and Dodrios and Doduos and stuff walking around. Like It just looks like the video game world brought to life. I'm like, why is it taking so long for someone to make a Pokemon fucking live action movie? Or, this looks amazing. No, I'm like, will this be the best video game adaptation movie ever i think so would this be the best anime live action adaptation oh shit it's gonna be a two for in one yeah <laughs> maybe do it. maybe we'll it, see it looks good but i'm de- well i could definitely say i'm way more excited about this movie than i was when they first announced it ditto for sure but it also kind of made me sad I, kinda, i'll be honest because i think on paper detective pikachu movie with ryan reynolds i was just like oh this is gonna be trash but like it looks so high quality, like it looks great. Yes, the designs, the like how the Pokemon are animated, like it looks so accurate. Jigglypuff, Mister Mime, like all those things look amazing. But it also makes me sad because I'm like the the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee game just came out for Nintendo Switch, and I'm like, I kind of want to play it now, and I don't have a Nintendo Switch, so I'm sad now. Oh wow. <laughs> so, if. Anybody out there that wants to be a sugar daddy and you want to give me a Nintendo Switch. Wow. Wow. Hit your boy up. Anyway, another trailer. It's more of a teaser. Nothing really happened, but still got to talk about it because it's in the news. Toy Story 4. I don't belong here. What is it, buddy? Ducky. What? They're making another Toy Story movie. No! I thought those movies were done, dog. They made three movies. They did make three movies. This is number four. Oh, shoot! Come <laughs> on! I love the Toy Story, dog. Oh, Toy Story is my that's, jam. That's, what, wait, what about Buzz Lightyear stuff? To infinity and your mom. <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. Guys, you got it all wrong. It's to infinity and beyond. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You can't go to infinity, dummy. It's, it's impossible. He over here talking about infinity. You're gonna go beyond infinity. You don't know nothing about science. Ah, uh, yes. Where it starts all happy, and then it all <laughs> falls. I'm not supposed to be here. And then it all falls <laughs> apart. I'm not a toy. Whatever he says. Yeah. I but, mean, it's just a teaser, so it's just them in a circle kind of dancing or whatever. But actually, now that I think about it, did you see the clip with Key and Pill? Yes. They're like the fucking, the crows from Dumbo. I ain't never seen an elephant fly. Yo, man, did you see that new Toy Story trailer? The third one? Yeah. They already did three. Nah, nah man, there's a fourth, fourth one, one now. now. I'm like, oh, my God. Yo, What's it's it? so Two black. infinity and your mom. It's like. Yeah. Man, you stupid. You 
infinity you don't even know math <laughs> you can't go to infinity stupid <laughs> that like, was that was kind of funny i chuckled but at the same time i'm like the joke it's, is they're black it's too much yeah it's that's too much yeah <laughs> it's kind of coonish if that's the <laughs> a little bit that's the right phrase yeah <laughs> shucking and jiving yeah <laughs> but hey if they're in the movie that might they might be hilarious who knows they might be who knows i don't know or might, might jump be. the shark completely Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody expecting because I was like, I'm like, cause, cause I was like, it was a cool, but I'm like trying to think of a full movie with that. I'm like, I'll probably be annoyed. <laughs> I mean, I still don't know what to expect from this movie. I know it's supposed to be sad, but Forky, what, what the fuck is that? Forky, that's the fork. Oh, oh, that's yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Somebody online was like, he's going to sacrifice himself to save the toys. Yeah, I'm like, that's not a toy. Like, yeah. now you got utensils coming to life? Like, how maybe that... it's a toy utensil? Like, I don't what know. makes things sentient in this world, giving them googly eyes? Like, what may... <laughs> like, what brings in life? Human love. <laughs> like, are all appliances alive in that world? No, just toys. No, this is going to be a crossover with Sausage Party. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, no. <laughs> And he gets so high. <laughs> There's a snake in my whoop. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, speaking of something, I said, oh, no. Because I'm like, this trailer looks terrible. Dumbo. Welcome, baby Dumbo. We're all family here. No matter how small. Something very rare. You have wonder. You have mystique. You have magic. Wow! Come with me. Together, we can soar on that elephant's wings. What's happening? Where are they taking her? Take Dumbo back inside. But she's his mom. Do something. She needs us. Look at me. We're gonna bring your mama home. He doesn't look like magic to me. First official live action trailer because they released the teaser a while ago. Now they released the official trailer. I'm, uh, I'm uh, not a fan. That's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, it could have been worse. Could have been better, but it could have been worse. I'm just like when I watch it. Granted, I haven't seen the original Dumbo, but at the same time, like, why does this movie exist? Because nostalgia sells. Does it though? Who's nostalgic over fucking Dumbo? Dumbo was I'm like sure the, there are some. Dumbo was like the 30s. It's not even like it's like. I mean, I used to watch Dumbo when I was a kid. It's, it's not even like it's like peak Little Mermaid, like Beauty and the Beast. I get Jungle Book. I get Aladdin. I get. But like, people are really fiending for Dumbo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I I'm not gonna say I didn't like the trailer. I thought it was cute. Um, 
but I, I want to say at least Dumble's mom talked in the original. It doesn't seem like Dumble or his mother talking this. It doesn't seem like the animals talk. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Like to me, this is a sequel to The Greatest Showman. What a weird sequel. <laughs> this is The Greatest Show. I'm just saying, circus, mouse. I gotta see this fucking more, elephant fly. More of the animals. Because they, they, they're really holding off and showing Co- you what this thing looks like when it's Colin flying. Farrell, Zac Efron grown up. <laughs> he took over after P.T. Barnum died. And now he's focusing on the animals. That's really what this... That's what this seemed like, but... I'm like, who cares? Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Danny DeVito's in it. <laughs> so there's that. Who cares? I don't know. I don't care, really. <laughs> I got to know about this trailer. It looked cute, I guess, but I'm not excited for it. Speaking of, but speaking of something that's cute that I am excited about. So, they released a promo trailer, two promo trailers for the Elseworlds crossover that starts in December. Morning. Pancakes are perfect this time. Babe, are you okay? Kicking your butt. Come on, man, get up. I'm the Green Arrow. Yeah, I'll say. Starting first one with Oliver Queen waking up in the bed, the Wes Allen bed. <laughs> Kissing all Kissing the girls in CW. <laughs> Kissing on Iris, and his face was funny. He's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Iris was trying to get with Oliver since, like, season one of Flash, so. She said, uh, Oliver Queen is hot. Yeah. Oh, he's the Arrow? He's even hotter. <laughs> um, she has a thing for white guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to this crossover. It seems like an interesting concept. I'm I wonder curious, how it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm, like, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering how it's going to happen. Like, I hope they do it better than last season where they pepper in story beats for how, because last season it just happened, yeah, and it was like it was like one episode they're dealing with whatever, then the next episode it's like the Dominators are here, and it's like wait what? <laughs> how is this? How does this translate? So I hope they don't do that again this season. Where it's like, all right, we're dealing with Oliver in prison, and all of a sudden he wakes up and he's in another world, and it's like wait what? Yeah, that'd be really random. I hope it's like a villain that like fucks with reality or something. I don't know. Um, but I didn't like. What's well, gonna the- be like an anti? Supposedly it's like an anti monitor. Oh, that's right. The monitor, anti monitor is in this, yeah. and the evil Superman with that black suit. So yeah, I wonder how it's gonna work. But um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I didn't like the other trailer, which is Barry Allen waking up like mid spar well, session. We're not on that one yet. We're talking about the Oliver and. <laughs> well, we just talked about. It. Nothing else to talk about. He kisses fucking Iris at the end. Meanwhile, Barry's beating up Diggle. Bullshit. Yeah, like when he blocked him, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Bullshit. I don't care what kind of fucking Oliver Queen, Batman, Bruce Wayne skills you got. You're still the size of a toothpick. Yeah, like you're 100 pounds with wet, Grant Gustin. Meanwhile, Diggle's like a fucking, he's like all muscle. He's more muscle than man. And yet somehow you're going to block him and then punch him once he goes down. Like, bullshit. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Don't disrespect Diggle like that. (laughs) I'm like, that's some, like, okay. 
Stephen Amell giving Diggle some work, I can understand. I can I can get with. Yeah, I can suspend disbelief for that. <laughs> but yeah, Grant Gustin, scrawny like, ass Grant yeah, Gustin. Like, yeah, fuck, oh, fuck shit. that. <laughs> and he's all had. I'm the Green Arrow. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm definitely excited. I wonder because they're making it seem like I'll, well, not making it seem like basically Oliver and Barry switch places for whatever, how how we're, that happens. So I'm kind of curious how Supergirl fits into this. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, get also because uh, classic '90s Flash because for with John Wesley Shipp. Yeah, because basically everybody is switching. Like you got John Wesley Ship is the the new the '90s Flash. Oliver being Barry and Barry being Oliver, but it seems like Kara is still Kara. Yeah. So, and Superman is still Superman. If it, or maybe I don't know. Cause I was gonna say if it, maybe they should switch in and make Superman, Supergirl, Supergirl, Superman. But then I'm like, how would that even work? Cause they have the same power, so it doesn't really mean anything. Put him in a wig. I don't know. <laughs> Cause I'm yeah. I'm like, how does how, I'm wonder how they fit? But I guess we'll find yeah, out. Just specifically those two characters switch too. That's weird. Like, well, yeah, because the legends aren't in the. Oh, legends aren't. No, they've become so trash they can't be part of they the crossover part, anymore. They can't be part of the crossover. Oh, <laughs> it's so garbage, man. Okay. <laughs> Even Wally, <laughs> he can't. He can't be there either. But uh, so box office for this weekend is in, and Fantastic Beasts open with. million, which is less than what the first one made by, uh, it's $12 million less than what the first one made. So either people were, uh, turned off by the bad reviews of the first one of this one, or they just weren't interested enough from the first one to come back. Mm. But I mean, it's, I guess it still made enough. It made enough worldwide to keep the franchise afloat because right now it's at two hundred and fifty three point two million for the opening weekend. So I mean, depending on how it does, you know, in the further weeks, more than likely we're still gonna get a, we're still gonna get another one. But even the like when the Grinch is taking away competition from Fantastic Beasts, I feel like that's a problem. Because I'm like, who's interested in seeing this Grinch movie? Like, if I wanted kids. to see a Grinch movie... Kids. But watch the Jim Carrey one. Kids? 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 <laughs> I mean, there wasn't really... I mean, I mean, parents taking their kids out to a movie. That's what I mean. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. But I'm not saying like, I want to see that movie. I'm just saying that's what... Maybe that's... You know, explain some of the box office results. I'll say, why are we doing another Grinch movie? Just watch the Jim Carrey one. But yeah, so that's number two. Bohemian Rhapsody is number three. Instant Family is number four, which I don't know what that is. Widows is number five, and I do want to see that. I might see that probably, well, no. I was going to say next weekend, but Creed is next weekend, so I won't do that. But yeah, so that's the top five. I don't care about the rest of the stuff. <laughs> Overlord is number eight. Stars Born is number seven. But uh, so... They actually came out with an official release date for Young Justice Season 3, and it's actually been pushed up. Now it's uh, January 4th, 2019. So pretty much right after New Year's. 
usually around when kids go back to school, January 4th. So I'm excited about that. Young Justice. Down for it. Down for Can't it. Can't wait for it. Well, you know, I'm not down for it. You already mentioned it. Spoilers, Jordan. What? But the guy from Two and a Half Men, John oh. Cryer, he's set to play Lex Luthor. I'm so scared for this. In the CW. I mean, I don't know. I never watched Two and a Half Men, so I can't comment. But at He's the same like time, a funny guy. Like, But at the same time, it's like, I felt the same way about Melissa Benoist. I felt the same way about Grant Gustin. I'm like, Sebastian from Glee? That's a good point. He's playing the Flash? I think mostly it's because I I wanted... I had a clear vision of who I wanted Lex Luthor to be, which is Michael Rosenbaum, not him. And then after Jesse Eisenberg, now I'm looking at any odd casting of Lex Luthor with a side eye like, I just give me another Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg 2.0? I feel like for is? the most part, though, the TV universe has been better with casting than the movie universe. Mm, for DC, I'll give you that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I can't think of a casting for the DC verse that I was like, eh, probably would have went a different route. Uh, Black Canary. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, no, well, I don't dislike, I don't dislike. It should have been Katie Lotz. I don't dislike. They had it right the first time. I don't dislike Kate Cassidy. I dislike what they did with her. But not, yeah. not I don't necessarily I like dislike her. Fit. Like, I felt like Sarah was the better Black Canary choice. And then they fucked that up. <laughs> They're like, nah, we're going to make it her sister. I mean, nah, <laughs> we're going to make this random other girl, Dinah. I mean, then, nah, <laughs> we're going to make it Black Siren. Yeah, I'm like, oh. And now nah, well, we're going to do both. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe that's one. Yeah. You like Mr. Terrific? He's not Mr. Terrific. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, my bad. All right. So I don't acknowledge that. <laughs> Uh, what I just lost my. Oh, okay. So we talked about uh, we're talking about the DC universe. Let's transition into the Marvel universe. Okay. So surprise, surprise. Even though it hasn't come out yet, because we already talked about Agents of Shield having its season six uh, over the summer, and it's gonna be thirteen episodes. Well, surprise, surprise, they already renewed it for season seven. Hmm. Also set for 13 episodes. I don't like the fact that the show's coming back. And also with that, Clark Gregg is not listed as part of the cast for season seven. So it might be everybody else but Agent Coulson. But he has... The show should be over he then. Is, he is set to come back for season six. What? So maybe it's just flashbacks. It could just it could just be a couple episodes. Season six is like a flashback, but not like he's back. Why bring the show back? This is Buffy all over again. You're no, done. No, you had it's a not. conclusion. Buffy came back. Yeah, after a conclusion, it didn't need. To it come wasn't back. a conclusion. It was a conclusion. She died because when she That's came. The back, ultimate conclusion. When she came back, it was great. Uh, and you had the musical, and you had Willow going evil. Uh, <laughs> Trash, you didn't watch it, and then the whole stuff was Spike and the Roma and the, the. Oh, I definitely didn't like that. <laughs> oh, I love that. The Willow and the musical, I'll give you, with the fucking Spike romance. Ugh. I love her. I, I like her better with. Sp- I like her and Angel. Blasphemy. Was, her, her and Angel was teenage stuff. Her and Spike is adult love. Toxic. <laughs> it was toxic. At fir- it, was, it was toxic at first, but then Spike got a soul and he became better. Oh yes. Uh, hear that, ladies. 
If you have a toxic relationship, just hold on because it's going to get better. Yeah. Your man's going to get a soul. Get, get, let him get a soul. If you're in a toxic relationship with a vampire. Okay. <laughs> but they were both toxic for each other. Got you. But then they both became untoxic. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. No, yeah, I, I agree. Yes, I know because <laughs> you have to. Yeah. You have to agree with everything I say. But anyway, speaking of more surprises, so Nick Fury, uh, Samuel L. Jackson came out. And uh, or uh, a Captain Marvel comic explaining why did it take so long? If if Nick Fury knew about Captain Marvel all this time, why did he wait until now to summon her? And he said, Carol's the biggest gun you've got and Fury's never one to waste a silver bullet. So if he's finally making that call after all this time and after all he's faced alongside the Avengers, then he's truly seeing the situation as a last resort. That's really it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Great. Thank you for satiating all those nitpicking nerds that have been questioning. I mean, you you do have a lot of those. Yeah. Whole internet full of them. You got to explain everything. (laughs) Um, actually as a plot hole because whatever. But uh, more surprises for you, Amazon Prime members. So, Amazon, if you're a member of Amazon Prime, you get to see Aquaman five days early at Regal Cinema, Arclight, Cinepolis, or Bowtie Cinemas, which is right around the corner from us, or uh, uh, Showcase Cinemas and Studio Movie Grill. Okay. So, if you got any of those near you, and you are an Amazon Prime member, you could potentially see Aquaman up to five days earlier. Sweet. So. Aquaman. Yeah, jump on that. And uh, there's a website. Go to uh, Batman News. Look up Aquaman Prime because there's a website that you got to go to. Sounds like the ultimate version of Aquaman. Aquaman Prime. (laughs) Yeah, there's a a website you got to go to to jump on that. Prove your bona fides, and, or if you're not an Aquaman, or if you're not an Amazon Prime member, fucking join Amazon Prime just so you can see, just so you can see uh, Aquaman early. I think there's a trial period. Join for the trial period. Then after you see the movie, quit. Wow. <laughs> if you can't, <laughs> if you can't afford it. <laughs> but you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> <coughs> so we talked about Castlevania. Season two, and then it's being renewed for season three. And then we also talked about Adi Shankar doing a Mario, a Super Mario Brothers uh, movie. Well, he's he's continuing on that video game franchise juice, and now he's uh, in. We are calling. The night is falling. I don't know what that is. Devil May Cry. Oh. (laughs) Tears inside me. The yeah, since Jordan, Jordan's in a spoiling mood, he, he might let him just take over the news tonight. <laughs> hey, me and Eddie Shankar are cool. Who cares? <laughs> oh, well, fuck you, too. <laughs> our, cool, our relationship is more important, Jordan. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Eddie Shankar is uh, saying that him and Netflix are working together, or it's not, well, it's not confirmed that it's Netflix, but more than likely, but he's working on a Devil May Cry animated series so i'm more excited about that i've always wanted a devil may cry uh judging about how good the castlevania series was i'm so hyped devil may cry fuck yes 
Yeah, so he posted a picture of a Adon- Dante and he said, "Open for business." Is that him? Huh? Looks kind of like him. Who? That Dante. Looks like Adi Shankar. I don't know what Adi Shankar looks like. It's a little bit like that. So I guess that is. Maybe he's gonna play a Dante. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but okay. But I would like. Granted, I'm more. I'm excited about the animated. But I would love. I would love to see a Devil May Cry like live action movie. Oh fuck yes! With a budget, hell yeah. Just get the right people because I'm not. We already seen video game adaptations. Zac Efron is Dante. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson is Nero. <laughs> <laughs> what can she play? She's the sword. <laughs> But uh, speaking of something being the sword, E3 has been the sword and the, the, the weapon that people use to advertise and get their gaming stuff out since the beginning of time. Man, did you hurt yourself stretching that hard? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it wasn't a stretch. You didn't pull anything, did you? I'm, I'm perfect. Oh, okay. I'm pull this dick on your face. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, so everybody, E3 has always been the place to be. E3 for all the gaming for your magical company. Okay. But PlayStation has come out and said, you know what? Fuck E3 for next year. And so for the first time since E3 has been around and since PlayStation has been around, they're not coming to E3 next year. What? Yeah. So I'm like, what's going on? Are we not getting any games next year? Or they're just like, we're going to make our own convention, bro. Games are canceled forever. Or we're just like... I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know why they decided to do it. Or maybe they're just so busy focused on uh, PlayStation 5. But basically, Sony just came out and said, we're exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019. That's it. I feel like a lot of big companies are starting to move away from the big conventions only because, like, <coughs> they can just release their. Yeah, I was going to say, but yeah, nowadays, like, when now you have the, the age of YouTube and getting your stuff out instantly. You don't need E3 anymore. No, you need to be like, today's Sony day and release shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I was like, so I mean, I, I get it. But then at the same time, it's like, because PlayStation is the first and like nobody else seems to be doing it. I'm like, uh, hmm. I don't know. They're trend setting. Are they though? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But speaking of somebody that was a trendsetter. Okay. Oberyn, who I wanted to make love to. In Game of Thrones? He set trends for my loins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you raped her. You, you killed, killed her, her children. children. <laughs> I, I started watching. I went back. I tried. I went back and watched the first episode. Well, I started of it. Game of Thrones? Yeah, I started going back. Man, that shit is crazy when you go back to the first but episode. I didn't get to finish because I had to come here, but I'm going to go back. Because I want to go back and watch. It's a lot to catch up on. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. But I need. I want to. I want to do it. It's just. It's just fun to like see where the characters started and knowing where they end up because there's so much character development that happens in that show. Yeah, that's why I want to do it. Yeah, it's crazy. In preparation of the new season. Mm-hmm. But anyway, say her name <laughs> before I get to that. So yeah, Pedro Pascal has been cast as the Mandalorian in the Mandalorian. Oh, well, there you go. So, it's, but the Mandalorian is not Boba Fett. No. What's He's, his name? Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Oberyn. Pedro Fett. <laughs> you thought Oberyn died, but really he went up to space <laughs> to infinity and beyond. You can't count to infinity, stupid. <laughs> but yeah, so I already read the synopsis. casting. I already read the synopsis of it, but in case you missed that, because everybody's podcast is somebody's first podcast. Every podcast is somebody's first podcast. Oh, Stan. So... 
After the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set... Did you just take a picture of me? No, I had to oh. flash by my accent. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. So that's the Mandalorian. The New Republic. Yes. Okay. So... Anyway, finally, we already talked Game of Thrones. So they officially came out with a release date. Well, they officially did, but they didn't. So basically, Game of Thrones is going to be out April 2019 but they didn't say like april 15th april 10th april 1st it just said april 2019 so like i said before now i mentioned before that i said 2019 the summer spring of 2019 is going to be the summer of sorrow but now it's definitely going to be this the the month of sorrow because april is also the same month infinity war comes out oh god Oh god, Toy Story and, and Game well, of Thrones. Toy Story comes out in June. It's that whole year, man. It's gonna be like oh, <laughs> your heroes are dead. But there's gonna be some happiness because April is also the month. Shits. But I'm like, they're gonna Shazam. move. They gotta move. To like, well, depending on when Infinity War comes out, I'm like, they gotta move it. Yeah, because April is also the month Shazam comes out. So we'll get the we'll laugh before we cry. Because <sighs> I'm pretty sure Shazam might come out before. They give it like a two-week buffer. It's too much, son. It's too much sadness in one year. Game of Thrones and Infinity War all in one month. Fuck. I'm just saying like everything in that year. Toy Story, toys die. It's, just, it's too much sadness. Because I mean, technically speaking, I know because people are like, no, Michael, you're wrong. Infinity War is coming out the first week of May. They're going to move it just like they did this year. 2019 is going to be like Steppenwolf and Justice League trailer. I specifically say the trailer, not the actual movie because they cut that line out. But it's gonna be like um, no, no Avengers, no toys, no Game of Thrones characters. <laughs> All of your heroes are dead. <laughs> it's like no. It's just more, no, it's just more of the Thanos that in time you will know what it's like to lose. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I was trying to give Justice League something, man. <laughs> no, we can't do that. Although I have, <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> I had a conversation with somebody on Facebook that said they liked Justice League better than Infinity War. Look, man, opinions are all subjective. That opinion is wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> what war are they smoking? They said Infinity War. Infinity War was nothing but uh, ticking off plot points. And it was a Ticking he- off plot points? Yeah, and they love they loved the MCU movies, but Infinity War was just a failure to them. Because it was, basically it was a conversation about- But plot- Justice League was a success. Justice League was fun. But Avengers wasn't. No. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's the thing. Because there's a conversation. We it's have, one thing to say Infinity War was bad. But when the same breath is saying Justice League was better, it's like, you got to defend that point. Because <laughs> like, we're having a conversation because she mentioned, because I mentioned. This is a woman? Yeah. Wow. Because uh, okay. she, she, uh. It was more surprising. It was, it was something about. Uh, women rational. <laughs> it was about, it was about Black Panther. And she said, like, uh. Black Panther or Infinity War was not nowhere near close as good, as good as Black Panther. And I was like, Black Panther was nowhere near as good as Infinity War. Like, yeah, Infinity War was way better than Black Panther. And she was like, what did she, what did she say? 
How to, let is me... this a friend of yours or is it somebody online? Somebody, yeah, somebody I know. Oh. So you're still friends? <laughs> <laughs> His friendship is over because your opinion is stupid. <laughs> oh, baby, no. What and I usually, because, yeah, because I usually, cause she's way smarter than me. Like, I usually go to her for stuff. Uh-huh. Like, because she's a doctorate. She has a doctorate in, like, uh, horror studies and all that other stuff. Oh, wow. So, like, she's a big nerd. But I was like, with this, I'm like, mm. she black? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I don't get mad at black people when they say that Black Panther was better to them. Than oh, so the, the title of the article, and I read it, it was like, what Marvel underestimated about T'Challa, the Black Panther. And basically, it was about an article saying that Marvel underestimated Black Panther yeah, and did. the success of Black Panther and the whatever. Did. So it was a huge slap in the face to black nerds and nerds around the world when they killed Black Panther. An Infinity War movie, what? and Get even my, my, when my aunt saw when my aunt saw the movie, it was like, "We just got him! How dare they kill?" That's part of the reason why I think that was a good choice because it's like, "What the fuck?" But at the same time, like, so I commented because uh, so she commented with the article and she was just like, "Infinity War was a pale comparison." So I responded, mm. I was like, "Infinity War was definitely better," but at the same time, because I read the article and I'm like. And that, but I was like, and we all know T'Challa, Spider Man, etc., are coming back in the next movie. The movie ended with everyone but the original Avengers dead. I'm sure that was on purpose, since Avengers Four is the final chapter of a book that started with the first Avengers movie. Because they also talked about how, even if you, even if more than likely, because you know they're going to bring Black Panther back in the movie, it still doesn't make any sense because in his first, it's like the hand. You know, you got the scriptwriters of Black Panther not talking to the scriptwriters of Infinity War because it doesn't make sense for them to kill T'Challa to bring him back in the Black Panther movie only to do the same thing in an Infinity War movie. Okay. So it's a huge, it's a huge slap in the face or whatever to people to nerds or whatever. Then to do that, yeah. then also on top of that, we already know Spider Man is coming back. So what was so what's the point? Then they make it to Walking Dead comparisons of how they killed Glenn, but only for them not to kill Glenn. In The Walking Dead, when he when it, when it turned out he was hiding under the dumpster, that was, yeah, that's the worst. But then all, but then ultimately to kill him with Negan, they they compared it to that. I'm like, it's not the same thing, not even close to the not same thing. Not even close. And then I'm like, it's, I don't get mad. At then black I'm like, for, then, but then I'm like, it's a superhero. Panther. It's a superhero medium where they're known for killing characters all the time and bringing them back. Like that's the genre of superhero comics. That's different from The Walking Dead. Like, even though The Walking Dead deals with fantastical elements, it's not really. It's like the zombies are like, what, what happens if, if the zombies came to real life? So there are no people that, like, even the talking zombies that you thought were talking zombies, it turns out to just be the whispers. Like, people that dressed in zombie goo. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm not going to hold it against a black person for liking Black Panther a lot. Because it's something that... We've been starved for so that representation for a lot of people made Black Panther feel so important, so big. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not saying that's rational. I think a lot of that has to go to you know it's it's more an emotional reaction to the movie itself than what the movie's actually given you. But I'm not gonna get mad at you for that opinion. But I will yeah, get so mad at you for for saying, saying Justice League is better. This, I'm gonna say so. This, Fuck out of here. She, so she responded. She was like, "On what planet was Infinity War a better film? Earth." Not- <laughs> <laughs> not, not on this one. There yeah, are multiple okay. Marvel films that are better. Multiple. Infinity War was just checking off plot boxes. I'm like, on every planet. Black, Plant, Black Panther, for what it represents, is a better film, yes. However, the action in Black Panther was not better than Infinity War. That third act with the horrible CGI rhinos and... 
Panther and Killmonger fight wasn't better than the, than the third act in Infinity War. And also, yes, if you have been invested in the MCU from the beginning, then yeah, it was checking off plot boxes, but that was the point of the movie. Doesn't mean, mean it closure, was, <laughs> but it doesn't mean it wasn't a damn good movie. Justice League checked off plot boxes too, and it was terrible. <laughs> yes. And she said, I actually enjoyed Justice League. This is this is what she said. And that's why I was like, oh, how dare you clutch my pearls? She was like, I actually enjoyed Justice League better than Infinity War. And you know how much I hate DC and Zack Snyder. Yeah, she so does. what's your excuse? And she was like, but it was a better ride, to be honest. Infinity War was pretty soulless to me. It had no heart while simultaneously Ooh. trying poorly to rip out the viewers' hearts. There were there were the usual MCU flashes and funny and brilliance, but as a whole, but as a whole film, it simply didn't do anything for me. It felt like a tiresome a tiresome chore. Also, it simply what? set the ground for the next film without making you care about the immediacy. Bitch, what do you think Justice League is doing? Don't call her a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You're so front. I'm sorry. But fuck, girl. Like, what do you what do you think Justice League is doing? Like, she said, all these complaints can literally be copy and pasted for why you should like Justice League. She said, also, it simply set the ground for the next film without making you care about the immediacy of that particular film. Again, it set the, stage, it set the stage and built a foundation. That's it. But countless MCU films have done the same. Winter Soldier, Civil War, Black Panther, while also being highly enjoyable and complex on their own. Infinity War failed horribly at that hat trick that MCU usually does seamless. So this, I hate when people... So this is the meme I said. I was like... What? Yeah, that's the only reaction you can have. Because, like, I hate when people, like, have an opinion... But, wait, this is the last thing she said. But they talk as if it's fact. Like she's talking as if like, no, it wasn't entertaining to anybody compared to these other movies. It's like, nah, girl, what are you what But are yeah, you but this, this, this is the last thing she said. I really thought Infinity War was a failed film. I'm going to see the sequel because I'm an MCU fan, but for real, it's a no for me, dog. Um, <laughs> it's a no for me, for you. <laughs> That's your friend, right? Yeah. Name my friend. <laughs> we ain't friends. If I see her, we knuckling up. So somebody else... <laughs> Put your gloves on. So somebody else responded. They both agreed and disagreed with me. Mostly disagreed. But they said, I didn't like Infinity War, but come on. Who are these people? Yeah. I didn't like Infinity War, but come on. What was the point of this piece? He's not dead for good. The author knows he's not dead for good. So why even write this? If they had known the film would be popular, they would have they would not have killed him off and bring him back like other people with a billion dollar franchises they killed they didn't have and will kill also him. bring back. Well, I mean, it's not like I feel like part of the reason why they did kill him was for the shock value. You know what I mean? And because, like I said, they want an original Avenger. Yeah, he's not an original Avenger. I think that's Avenger. the first and foremost reason. But beyond that, they want to—they're killing people who have the most. Imp- no one expected Black Panther and Spider-Man to die, and when they went, everybody was like, <gasps> "And not even just the impact." Because I'm pretty sure they didn't know Black Panther was going to do what it did. Like they did both movies at the same time. Like they, like uh, Denai Gurira talked about, like literally when she was done filming her scenes with Black Panther, she had to run across the lot and do her scenes for Avengers because mm-hmm. they were like they both they filmed them yeah, both I don't think at they the same knew time. That Black Panther would be as big as he was, but even in Civil War, people like Black Panther. Like immediately, people gravitated toward Chadwick Boseman's portrayal. Of, yeah, um, they gravitated Chala. towards Chadwick Boseman's portrayal, but not. They didn't know what. They no, didn't know they the. Didn't, fr- they didn't know the franchise. Like they didn't know it'd be like one of the highest grossing yeah, MCU movies uh, domestically. It made more than Infinity War. Yeah, 
That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And, but it's because it, it represents so much to that community of people. So again, that's why I don't get mad by people that are like, no, Black Panther was like one of the best movies ever. It's like, I get where you're no, coming No, I don't necessarily get mad at that, but saying it's better than Infinity War. <laughs> and then or the same Infinity breath, War, Justice League, League has uh, been like, what are you... <laughs> Like I was, are I was you, trying to ride for you. Are you on PC? What is it? PCP? P, P, what is it? PCP? I don't know what the fuck they on, but <laughs> it's something good. Because whatever they on, I want some. Because it. Can, no, I don't want none. If I think Justice League is better than No, nah, I mean Infinity War. It completely warps your reality. That's a good. That's a good high. <laughs> what What planet was Justice Just League? League? Oh no! What, what planet was, what Infinity, planet was War? Infinity War better than, than Black Panther? Earth. <laughs> this Earth. Every Earth. <laughs> The multiverse. I don't want to go to the Earth X where Justice League is better. Yeah, what planet is Justice League better than Infinity War? Uh, Earth X. How about that box office though, bro? I like. Nah, son. If Venom is doing better than Justice or did better than Justice League, then no, yeah, there is a problem. There's like, a problem. <laughs> nobody liked that movie. But it's like it's a how like she's like, no, this is the reality of the situation. It's like to you, maybe. yeah. Like I get it's subjective, but your subject needs subjecting. <laughs> That's it. All solved for news? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That wasn't bad. Only about an hour. Actually, a little bit less. Could be top of Goblin Slayer. Um, and what's next week? What we got? Any movies? Creed. Oh, I'm so excited. That's right. Creed. Woo. A little worried about that lower Rotten Tomatoes score, but I have confidence in this movie. I might rewatch Rocky Four going into it just to yeah. I need to rewatch Rocky. Ro- I said Rocky. Rocky. Rocky Four. We watch Rocky Four. <laughs> uh, wait, did you see one and two? I saw all the Rockies. That's right. You binged it. That's yeah, because right. I didn't want to watch Creed until I see all of the movies. And you saw Balboa. I've seen every Rocky movie before I watch Creed. I feel like we've says already talked about this, but what was your favorite? I said I liked Rocky Three. That's Remember right. we had we had this thing on the podcast. I knew it was yeah. something that made me mad. I was like, ah, yes, Rocky Three. It's the eye of the tiger and the thing in the fight and the bend and the bend up and I'm rival. You just like because they were running in short shorts. That's what you thing. said. I know. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> homophobic. There's no reason. Maybe if they were cute. How did you like that more than Rocky Balboa, son? Or Creed One? You like Creed One more? That's my number two. What about Rocky Balboa? Where's that at? Balboa is number three. I don't remember what my rate. I did. Go back. Blur vision facts. weird. Blur vision facts. Go back. Because I'm like, because they're not fresh in my mind anymore. So I'm like, I don't remember what my rating is. Because I'm like, I don't even really remember Rocky Four now. Rocky Balboa should have been terrible. It should have been terrible. But it was good. But it was, it's like It probably was my favorite until Creed. I really liked it. We had speech. I get shit. No, I was four. Where he's like, um, talking to his son, he's like talking about Big Shadow. You get hit, you, me, or nobody is gonna get hit as hard as life. But it's not about hard, how hard you can hit, it's about how, how hard you get hit and you keep moving forward. Rocky. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Was it Rocky Five? I was like, Rocky uh, Five was terrible. Yeah, Rocky Five was bad. Rocky Five is like the Rocky no one wants to talk about. <laughs> That's when uh, after four he had like brain damage, had to retire, and then he trained some douchebag that wanted to fight him in the street. It wasn't yeah, even like a one, boxing. Yeah, match. the one he fought in the street. Yeah, it's terrible. 
And the, it was also funny because like it's not really canon because in that movie he had like brain damage couldn't fight anymore. Then you cut to like what twenty years later, Rocky Balboa, and he fights again. Brain damage <laughs> heals, just ass fix. <laughs> Fucking and, bullshit. And Agents of Shield. <laughs> bullshit. He had like, brain damage and then it went away. <laughs> like if you get hit in the head one more time, you're gonna die. Well, what about in twenty years? <laughs> it heals. <laughs> yeah, fuck out here. But yeah, I can't wait for next week. Then yeah, Creed two. I'm excited. Um, Who's this person? Why are they following me? <laughs> Blurred Fan 53. Blurred Fan 53. This guy's weird. It's those weird Fan 53 accounts that like are stalking me and they love to hate me and hate to love me. It's weird. So I don't even know if that guy's genuine, but he's yeah, like, he's I love like, you, Blurred. He's like, yes. He's my res- favorite Blurred. He's like, yes, talking about you. He responded, my life is complete. I'm like, I can't tell if you're trolling or not, but you know what? As long as I'm not being a dick, and he hasn't been a dick, so I'm just like, all right, if you're, if you're genuine, sure. Sure, bro. I can't even tell anymore. The internet's so fucking weird. And you know what I realized? I guess I wouldn't done this. That the entire internet... I remember back when I used to surf 4chan when I was in high school. I remember the 4chan community... For porn. No. Well, kind of. <laughs> Mostly that was back when like, that was like the only real internet forum I knew of. But I remember like the, the interactions in that community were so weird. But that's where memes started. That's where, like, why I started doing memes originally because I... I discovered meme because you used to be on 4chan but then it's like i remember that thinking to myself back then that 4chan was like this weird corner of the internet like we would talk to each other in weird ways they would troll each other in weird ways but then it's like flash forward 10 years the entire internet's become 4chan it's so weird like memes became mainstream, the internet culture. I was never on 4chan, so I don't know. See, I was, I was, I was there before. It was cool, but yeah, the the, the way people talk to each other, like the weird trolling communities that have formed, like the toxicity of the internet that was at one point contained in 4chan, now it became the entire internet and every single social media platform. Like it's, I don't know, it's, I don't know how I feel about that. It's like a weird Jurassic World situation <laughs> where 4chan was the park and then they got loose and now the whole internet is Jurassic World. <laughs> what was that? That was my T-Rex. No, that was not a good T-Rex. <laughs> that was a perfect T-Rex. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Never do that again. And with that, on that note. That was a perfect T-Rex. Perfectly terrible. <laughs> Perfectly awesome. Fuck you. Uh, okay. This is uh, this has been. Everybody, write in and tell me how good my T Rex is. <laughs> I think it was great. I know. Thank you. I love you too, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> but on that note, See, we support each other. That's, that's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. This has been your host, Jordan, with Michael, and we will see you next week. Peace. Oh,